Uh, High pitched. Higher, come on, you can do this. Subspace is when they really get into the zone and it's like a release of chemicals, so all the endorphins, oxytocin, adrenaline, it's like a surge and it puts them in like a trance-like state. Yeah, he was punished severely. Yeah, I stuck his head down the toilet <laughs> and flushed it. Bog washing. Bog washing. <laughs> Did he enjoy that? So anyway, by this point, the mute Australian suddenly goes... What are you doing, Winky? <laughs> right, press the back of his neck. Android, activate. Android activated, mistress. What shall I do next? <laughs> we'll be told what to do. Drive me here, drive me there. Give me this, give me that. You know, it's, it's quite an eye opener, actually. In, in woman power. I mean, that is serious power. <laughs> One Gynoid. Gynoid fetish. So it's guys that are into androids or pretending to be an android i apologize in advance if they're too weird for you but i'd really like it if you could wear a lab coat and pretend like for the first meeting that you're a like an evil scientist and i'll say something like go to the bathroom put your chastity cage on and then go back to your desk and carry on texting me so they're sat there with their cage on all their knickers or what whatever their kink is they're sat there in the office texting obviously on work time <laughs> a little bit naughty Put your hands on your head when you speak to me. Come on, decent manners. <laughs> Show some respect. Who do you think you are? And that's the dom droid. And welcome. <laughs> welcome to another Casby episode. We're on part three. As you know, Kaz is one of my good friends and she has our most viral dominatrix we have on the channel <laughs> and author of confessions of a dominatrix my secret bdsm life that's not so secret because she's wrote a book about it as a shy little bookworm whose hair obscured her face kaz never imagined that she would enter the adult industry and travel worldwide partying at poolside villas with porn stars and participating in kinky photo shoots on the beach but the dark energy of the adult industry <laughs> and abusive relationships damaged her mental health. From rock bottom, she emerged with an epiphany to become a dominatrix and train men to serve women. <laughs> oh, you should do the audiobook. <laughs> anyway, let's start with tonight's first story. So it is... Right, I've got to get this right because the first five minutes of YouTube community guidelines. That's so, deep. guy with, no, banker with a high-heeled fetish. Okay, love this story. I think I've delved into it very briefly on part two. So what I'm thinking, I would love uh, for Eddie to share his version of events tonight. Are you happy to do that, Eddie? I am indeed. So, the plague is over. Kaz and I decided to meet up uh, to plan um, and talk about her new film and, and what have you. Just have a bit of a giggle, you know, and um, having had a good time first time out. And yeah, so we wandered out and found a pub. Um, this is about eight o'clock and had a few drinks there. Moved on to another place and got a table outside. Um, ordered a couple of G&Ts, as you do, and 
the people behind us they were, were a couple. She was almost unconsciously drunk, um, and he kind of started winking at Kaz. I'd seen this before, obviously, you know, when we first met. So I sort of went, I think he knows you. And she went, hmm, he probably knows me from the internet. So and then me and the very drunken one um, started accusing me of being misogynist and all sorts of things because she'd been like earwigging, but her brain wasn't really working very well. So he went, no, no, he's, he's, he's very nice. So ended up we all kind of sat around the same table, um, more drinks, and the unconscious one remained quite unconscious. So after about an hour or so, it was the pub was going to shut because you know, if you remember after COVID, didn't stay open that late. And he was like, oh, no, we can't finish here, can't finish here. He said, why don't we go to Home House, which some of your viewers will know is pretty pretentious. And actually, it's not like cup of tea or Kaz's. So we said, no, I don't fancy that. What, you know, what's the alternative? Oh, why don't you come back to my apartment? And it was like, in for a penny? You know, what could possibly go wrong? Um, so, yeah, we hopped in a cab, picked up a load of booze and fags on the way. And, yeah, got to this quite plush apartment overlooking Hyde Park. And then, yeah, went upstairs in the lift. And, yeah, there were those big penthouse, you know, stairs up to a bedroom. So I'm thinking, yeah. By this point, we know that he's a banker, um, which kind of explained the plushness and the great pile of cocaine on his kitchen units. Which we didn't touch. <laughs> which we didn't touch. Um, but, boy, did he. You've seen Scarface. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, he's getting quite wild by this point. Me and Kazzy just drinking all his best gin and vodka. And he's a really entertaining guy. The drunk one, unfortunately, had had a bad day in the city. Um, and more, actually, but we found that out later. Um, we put her on the sofa and into recovery position because she's a bit unwell. And then, you know, conversation went on. And then, like, the door buzzer rang. And he went, oh, it's my mate. It's my mate. And we went, yeah, okay. So in she comes, quite a formidable woman, you know, taller than me, you know, six one in heels, you know, and I'd say, you know, more like the, you know, the shot putter than the, you know, the the hundred meter sprinter <laughs> put that way, and um, quite masculine demeanour as well. But you know, very, good job, you know, I suppose. Had a smile, so I thought it's a good start. Smile and and yeah, determined that essentially she used to come around and see uh, a winky boy. Yeah, for a bit of, you know, a bit of fun. Hand shandy. Yeah, I think probably more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was um, probably doing that. Yeah. Well, I don't think she I don't think she needed a hand shandy. Well, maybe she did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it was quite civil, quite amicable. We had a few drinks and, yeah, I mean, she wasn't guinea a minute. But, you know, then obviously Winky Boy and Kaz getting on really well talking about, you know, I thought they're probably talking about, you know, this this dominatrix stuff and I thought yeah knock yourself out so I'll talk to slightly boring I was hoping that the drunken banker would wake up because I think she was quite entertaining but to no avail so anyway I go outside for a fag with um, let's call it the drone the Australian drone mate from Brisbane where the water's warmer <laughs> and the beer's colder <laughs> yeah it's like you think I talk a lot yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, I'm getting really bored of this monologue, but I thought I can smoke all the fags anyway. And I made it go and get me a drink. <laughs> I was like, you know. So yeah, then come back in. Then it was my turn to get a drink. 
um, you know, my memoir, The Pile of, you know, Al Pacino cocaine has kind of gone down somewhat. And then you can't see Kaz or Winky Boy for anything. They just disappeared. So I was kind of like, she's like, oh, my, you know, what's happened to Winky Boy? And Cassie, I, I went, I don't know. So, you know, it was like, so maybe they're going to get some more, you know, fags or whatever. I sickly thought, you know, Kaz has pulled, you know, so I thought, you know, as long as you're going to last. Anyway, so we went out and had another drink and then came back in. It was like, it's like, Winky Boy. And then all of a sudden we hear, like, Kaz's giggle. And then, it was like walk, you know, like a like a dog owner walk. So all of a sudden, Kaz emerges at the top of these stairs, you know, wearing the same, you know, innocent summer dress that she got out to the pub in. Um, and I could just caught sight of a bit of a tie, you know. Then she came down the stairs and she was like walk, and and there was Winky Boy, now dressed only in his boxer shorts with a tie around his neck, like a dog lead, and, uh, you know, the most vivid sort of red high heels. I don't know, are they Labouchons or... You know, Labouchons. Yeah. So apparently they're really expensive as well. So he had good taste in high heels. Very so he's taste. kind of gone from being... Yeah, I don't know. It's just quite... I was quite surprised, to be honest. But, um, yeah. Knock yourself out. You know, it's kind of whatever turns you on, mate. So anyway, so our drone is just sort of... Just looks so shocked... Did she know that you were a dominatrix at this point, before this point? Uh, very briefly, she'd asked me what I did and I told her, and she was like, oh, my God, you're too good for this. Come back to me when you want to get out of this world. So I think that was not I mean, what she, she suggested you do she, instead? Oh, I, I've no idea. She was just saying it's disgusting to be a dominatrix. And, and I think then she got more pissed and completely forgot the conversation again by this that, point. I think. Yeah, cause she was going on about herself. Yeah, In fact, she it, probably, it went back to banking quite a bit. Didn't yeah, it? she was kind of like, banking. how could anyone not do what I do because I'm the best in the world or something? You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, those really charming people that you look forward to seeing at Christmas. Can you do that in an Australian <laughs> accent, Eddie? Which one? Can you say what she said in an Australian accent? Uh, what the... I'm being the best in the world. Oh, yeah, mate. Good <laughs> luck, cricket team, eh? You know, why would your mate not want to be in the banking world? I mean... Great for women. Um, and I sort of went, well, not very feminine women. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, so harsh. she like brushed it off because I was quite annoyed with her by this point. Yeah, she's like, meow. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was all hearing, you know, that me, 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 you know. Oh, my, my black cat's blacker than oh, yours. Oh, yeah, my, oh, jeez, yeah, my shit smells better than yours. <laughs> so. Yeah, the holidays she went on. I'm surprised you ever did any banking. I don't know what banking is, really. Anyway, she obviously banked a lot. And, um, yeah, so... She was a big banker. She was a total banker. Banker with a W. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then she, she's kind of on the edge of apoplexy. And the cows is walking down the stairs and, and like, Winky Boy's kind of almost barking. She asked him to bark a couple of times. Mm. Very good, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. I thought the Labrador Chihuahua sort of mix, yeah, I thought. Yeah, <laughs> So I'm kind of like taken aback, you know, I've known Kaz in, 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 you know, in a sort of creative context, but I've never actually seen her at work in the alter life. And they just obedient, you know, I mean, you could do puppy training as well, I think, Kaz. You I do. Make a lot of money training. on that. I do. Yeah. Not with dogs, obviously. Yeah. Well, I think, you, could, you know, you could write a book on training puppies probably but yeah so and then obviously the the drone sees 
her friend in box shorts coming down the stairs with a Thai lead. And she's like, what the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> so he finally got, because he was like shuffling down his on his face, knees. His little well. face was like, there. wide eyes. <laughs> and he's, he's wired. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously like, you know, he's so wired, his eyes are like popping out. And <laughs> he's oblivious to anything apart from his new mistress. Because this, I hadn't realised that, that in, in the world, they go into subspace, don't they? Can, can you explain that? Because I think it's really... I've never seen that. Yeah, so subspace is when they really get into the zone and it's like a release of chemicals. So all the endorphins, oxytocin, adrenaline, it's like a surge and it puts them in like a trance-like state. So this is a guy who's finally got a chance to actually put his heels on in front of a person and feel accepted and he's gone straight into subspace and he's just like... Like this, like a like a, a drone, basically. So he'd never sessioned with a dom before, to your knowledge? I mean, he may have done, but not in his own space in a domestic setting where he was relaxed and able to have a drink and just chill. Did you order him to come downstairs dressed like that, or whose idea was it? Um, well, we were sat there, and we were going for his heel collection, and I, I got him to walk back and forth and do a little bit of a strut, and I said, imagine you're on a runway, and I want you to get to the end and just do the, the little... <laughs> Head turn like this. How <laughs> did he do? He was really good. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised he could stand up after all that drink. He was brilliant. So maybe it's a coke. It's like, yeah, yeah. That'd be a yeah. naughty chalk. Could 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 naughty. 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 Don't do that, hun. Very naughty. And uh, so, yeah, we got through quite a few pairs of shoes. And then we just had this amazing idea that everyone would obviously love it to see him in his heels and on all fours. Who's that? You said we got this idea. Who mind? <laughs> I think it might have been me. I think I might have said, oh, should we go downstairs? And he was like, yeah, should we? Should we go downstairs? And I'm like, I'm like let's go downstairs. But you've got to be on the lead, though. Let's <laughs> put the lead on you. Quickly get the tie around. Come on, come, come downstairs then. Um, we just thought it'd be hilarious. We're quite hammered by this one. We thought everyone would find it hysterically funny. Because <laughs> they, they didn't. <laughs> I thought. I thought maybe, yeah, you know, Kaz had a sideline in hypnosis because, like, it was it was trance like. You know, he literally was following Kaz, you know, <laughs> and and just you could tell he was, it was like he was in a trance. How you know? steep were the stairs? No, no, first steep. <laughs> That's what you were concerned about. But I was How worried. Safety. I, I was worried that <laughs> six inch red heels on. <laughs> I was, no, but he was, he was on his knees as well. So he was like, had, you know, like a dog going down the stairs. They have to be quite careful. He didn't catch, it's a wooden um, floorboard. So I was only worried a that, that he'd fall. He's quite a big lad. He would like squash ah, cats. Of his yeah. oh, I, I was worried that cats would get squashed. But thankfully they got to the bottom of the stairs and then it all kicked off. What was the Aussie's first reaction? I think a jaw just dropped. A jaw dropped. Um, eyes popped out. Yeah, the chins were all Temple throbbing. <laughs> Red face, rage. really red face, you know, really, you know, puce. And she'd never seen that side of him. No, yeah. I don't think she'd ever seen that side of her ex husband. I don't know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then she just, you know, then walking along, barking. Sorry, no, do you stop that? <clears throat> it's not really winks, a, yeah. So, winky. Is, is doing these little barks. You know, some of them are like Chihuahua ones and some of them are more Labrador. Could you imitate those? Woof. Uh, Woof. Higher pitched. Woof. Woof. Higher. Come on, you can do this. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Winky Boy, you know. Very good. Yeah, I think he was a bit of a chorister, you know. Anyway. 
don't know what. Anyway, he seems quite good at barking, that's for sure. But um, I was like, I'm sure it's not his first time. Anyway, so yeah, he's like wired and um, following Kazzy, whelping, wagging his tail and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, by this point, the mute Australian suddenly goes, what are you doing, Winky? <laughs> Get off your bloody knees. It's not a practical joke. Is it? And he goes, don't speak to me. Speak to my mistress. <laughs> it's like this trance. And she's just like double takes. And just, then she gets, she's like, get up now. Get up now. So at this point, I've kind of figured, obviously, that, you know, she's pops around for seeing two and all that. And he's normally very dependable. Clearly, you know, he's quite compliant, judging by what Cass did to And, um, yeah, then, then she kind of got more shouty, going, get up, get up, get up. Stop that. Stop that. Yeah, it was like, stop that. And he's going, speak to my mistress, Kaz. You know, in the <laughs> trance. And then she got really cross. She went, oi, you total fuckstick. And I've never heard that word, fuckstick. It's obviously an Australian one. Um, there are better words, I think, to use than that. But, um, you know, stop it now. And, and he said, speak to my mistress, Kaz. She wasn't used to being challenged. You know, there's like sort of, if such thing, an alpha woman. Yeah, she's, anyway, so then he refused. So she turned around in a huff, petulant. She's like, it's like you, Eddie, come make me a drink. I'm like, get him off Kaz and, you know, Winky's back. So in the kitchen, I just said, what? He's enjoying himself. He was. I, I thought it was hilarious. I'd never seen any of this. I, I'm just, nearly wake myself just to the whole comedy at the moment and um yeah and then she was going oh, i can't believe that he wants to be feminine and i said because i was getting fed up with it by that i said well was that because he's more feminine than you <laughs> that went down like you know a lead balloon or whatever but yeah so i made her a big drink we went outside i thought well you know obviously they're up to something so i'll just give them 20 minutes you know Kaz was obviously taking him up for a bit of a beating or tickling or whatever his thing was. So, um, yeah, so I'm outside with, you know, the drone. You know, she's drinking away, smoking away, um, really quite irritated with stuff. So I've kind of just let her talk constantly because <laughs> after a few things, I just don't have anything in common with her, you know. And I thought she's really self-centred and she deserved it. It was just so, you know, sometimes in life, you're kind of like, oh, mate, you bloody deserve that. All your life, people have been doing what you're told, and she's probably the bully at school. Four foot ten, Cassie rinses her in one. Poof. So, yeah, so eventually, after about 20 minutes, I was like losing the will to live. Um, you know, the, the unconscious one on the sofa was kind of stirring. So I thought, I'll go back in, and hopefully the, uh, the drone will pass out or something. So I pushed her towards the mountain of... Um, Columbia marching and yeah, she partook the partook in some of that. That would just keep her wired, no way. Yeah, no, I just thought maybe it would jump off the balcony or something. Or... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no such luck. But um, yeah, then then um, sorry, just stop that. Stop, stop. Yeah, um, yeah. Then uh, Winky and Kaz came down. Obviously, Kaz first. And he was then back to his alter ego, as in... Sort of. Sorry, in the moments while you were upstairs and nobody was around, what was happening? Well, we were upstairs. He was trying on all his beautiful shoe collection. He had all these gorgeous heels about this high to rival your cupboard, actually. 
You'd be so jealous. I was. I was like, oh my God, they're beautiful. Put them on, put them on. He's like, can I, can I put them on? I'm like, yes, please. I want the fashion show. I want the full works. Uh, he had a bit of a spanking as well. Obviously trained him to crawl on his hands and knees. And sometimes I like them to do me a little lap dance as well. So I got him to bend over on all fours. And, and he's like, oh, I can't dance. I'm not good at dancing, mistress. Look, you can do what you've got to do. Get on all fours. And I want you to strut and waggle your hips around. So within five minutes, he relaxed into it. He was giving me a little lap dance. <laughs> and then that's when we were like, would it be really funny if we showed the others how great you look now? Oh. So we were having a great time. We didn't know any of this drama was unfolding downstairs. We were like completely oblivious <laughs> to it all. Yeah. And poor little... um. Wink, he was just having fun, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's... Yeah. Yeah, this is like a jackpot. His whole life is in waiting to do this, but not secretly in a dungeon. He's yeah. actually expressing himself in his own, in his own home. Yeah. You know, and then the shoe collection, finally someone could appreciate his taste in shoes. You know, dresses or everything, you know. But, um, yeah, so eventually he was released back into his, uh, you know, normal self. Um... And yeah, then the drone was like, oh, about bloody time. You're disgusting. Um, and and, uh, and how, was he, some... how was he reacting when she was calling him disgusting? Well, he was still slightly in a trance. He wasn't really with it at all. He was just yeah. ignoring her, really. He was still in a trance, I think. Yeah. Even though he put his trousers back on and the shit, you know. He was, he was just, he was just mm. like living his best life, yeah. having a great time. He was just really happy. Care, he was, you know, honest. he's quite mute. He didn't. Well, every time he wanted to talk, he looked yeah. at Kaz first, obviously. Yeah. And then she was looking at me, and I was just like, shrugging. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I thought she was going to have a swing at Kaz, actually. Cause she was, really? Well, just because you could feel that, you know, that. Yeah, I could just feel it, you know, because I'm, you know, it's I'm actually watching a thing of, of Marvel. I've never seen anything like this. It, yeah. it was almost it was like being on a film set. It really was, and the comedy was unreal. So a part of me wanted it to last longer, but the other part was I was sick of this woman because she just kept droning on. Then um, eventually, it was, I said, "Well, I think maybe you need to go home now. I think you're a bit wired, and you know it's." How about that? I'll, you know, let's get you an Uber um, and get you back. I'm sure you've got a lot of banks to smash tomorrow. Or it's about, about two in <laughs> a lot the morning. Of people to rip off. Yeah, two in the morning. On a, you know, she's obviously got to, yeah, do some deals or whatever they do. But um, yeah, so get finally get her a lift. Um, we're like I'm on the higher flat, and uh, yeah, halfway down she's trying to snog me. I mean, she's, she's like taller than me. That uh, was quite unpleasant. It was a breath flight. Was it nice? No. When, no. You, when, you, when you say she tried to snug you... She let down and... Specifically, <laughs> how did she make a move? She just let down, stuck a tongue down was it, her was throat. It, was it like... No. Yeah. What? Stuck a tongue down her throat. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I was like, that's never happened to me before. <laughs> yeah, I'm kinda, I was a bit surprised. For a second, I was a bit surprised. And I was just like, you know, leave me alone. You didn't want to participate. No way. She had like a bit of a hairy upper lip as well. <laughs> so I was thinking, well, about you, own love, you should get some of that um, hair removal. But, um, yeah, anyway. Did you let her down politely? No. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get off me. <laughs> and then finally we get to the lift, you know, the bottom. You fuck stick. She, yeah. I should have called her a fuck stick. I, I, oh. But um, yeah, so it wasn't a very long ride <laughs> but anyway so I get her out the front door taxi's there get her to the door just make sure she's in it doesn't come back job done 
typically the lock. <sighs> yes, I turn around. Then I realise that I'm now outside of the flat. Don't have a key. Don't have my phone. So there's like 40 flats. So well, the only thing you can do really is just press all the buttons. What time was it? About half two. <laughs> Very posh oh, flats. Night. Full of some really important people, I'm sure. You know. Um, yes, eventually the door opened. And I was like, well, I'm sure it's near the top. So I kind of went up to the third floor. You know, just banged on a couple of doors, got abuse. Um, and eventually, finally, on the fourth floor, there was a woman who was like semi-abusive, but would actually have a conversation. So I explained to the guy. And she said, yeah, I think he's, he's down there. He's a bit of a mad... Mad bloke. So yeah, fine, I bang on the door. And then uh, Kaz obviously sends uh, Winky to open the door. But he was standing. He was walking, not barking. <laughs> yeah, so I was quite relieved because you feel a bit, bit vulnerable, don't you? You've got no money, you've got no phone, and you're in a part of London that you've and never And I have the really... key for the hotel. Yeah, key for the apartment. Mm. So yeah, so I'm thinking it's now about half two. Yeah, Winky boy's just about finished the sandcastle of, of Colombian. Um, and Kaz goes, yeah, well, I think we'll head now. I think anything more that we can get out of this? No. So we just walked out, said goodbye to him. Um, he actually gave his business card out, which yeah, was unusual. Sweet. Yeah, it was sweet, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Have you been back? No. no. We were going to meet up with him, weren't we? We just yeah. really? haven't got around to it. Yeah, I spoke to him on video call a couple of times. At uh, one time, the banker was session. Oh, there's a dominatrix. What's she doing on there? And he went. He just turned to her and went, "Shh." Trance. Anyway, Kaz. <laughs> was he in a trance then? <laughs> no, I don't think so. All I've got to do now is if I go, "Hey, Winky." <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. No, I'm joking. Um, Imagine if Dominatrix like, yeah. Prime Minister would be, they'd have complete control. Mm. Imagine the whole House of Commons. Yes. But, um, yeah, so we, yeah, that's it. We strolled off into the night just laughing. Mm. Just all the way back. You know, it just kind of, it was just really surreal. So you've had like an absolute brilliant evening you know and, and just a story that would forever stay with you because it was you know i've done some interesting things but i've never seen anything like that so i'm like really glad that i employed Kaz to do oh. some copywriting back in covid i've been a good employee haven't i very good very well, entertaining nights very out. entertaining never a never a never a dull moment and tons more stories in Kaz's book confessions of a dominatrix are there many of you in here eddie Worldwide on Amazon, most link of those. in the description. Mm. But there is going to be another edition, mm. a second part two. Mm. Yes, apparently. Eventually. She's got ideas. Mm. So how did you guys meet? Well, back in COVID, um, I was working on a project and I needed a really good copywriter who was digital, you know, got the whole piece. Um, and then a friend of mine said, I know this girl, Kaz, um, he's brilliant, he freelances and you know, she hasn't got a huge amount of work on at the moment. Um, so yeah, so we got chatting, Zooms and what have you. Did a magic job. So kind of project finished and then, you know, it's coming to the end of, so this is like, I can't think of the year, it's like, this During is... lockdown. Yeah, just towards the end of lockdown, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, look, why don't we meet up? I thought, great. And she told me about her book and then there was a potential screenplay and I just thought it'd be great to meet and have a bit of a laugh. So yeah, so we met up in Saul and we went to Soho House up to the top floor just had a few drinks Friday afternoon it was just great you know there's a few p- 
people in there that you probably not want to drink with. But um, and that was my first experience of the Kaz power. Because again, this bloke started winking at Kaz. <laughs> it was like weird. I thought, so what is about winking? You know, probably haven't met the other winky at this point. Um, and I was like, well, what's that about? I said, well, he might be one of my clients. I said, why doesn't he talk to you? He's not allowed to. And then Kaz explained that her other uh, side line <laughs> was the whole dominatrix thing, which you know, I'd never yeah, knowingly met a dominatrix. What was the conversation? With, after how did, that. How did Kaz explain what she did? What did she say? Well, I just said, um, it's, not, it's not just writing I do. I do have a sideline as well. And I think you, I tried to make you guess, didn't I? And you were sat there going, well, is it this? Is that it bar, was, yeah, are you a barmaid? Yeah. Do I look like a barmaid? Yeah, I've got a fierce look. You didn't that. get it, did you? You didn't get it. Busty barmaid. Ooh, that was not the right no. thing to say. No. No, this Pastry is model. No, no. No. <laughs> I know, I was getting in trouble. You so know. I said, I'll give you a clue. Uh, up on the back of my wardrobe at home, I've got a flogger and a whip. And that's when you went, hmm. No. Not dominatrix. You have me on. Yeah, absolutely not. Too quickly, pretending that I didn't know what that kind of gear was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that I do, obviously. But and I was kind of like, it takes a lot of surprise me. I was quite surprised. You know, I was like, really? Because, you know, the cats are a little flowing summer dress looking innocent, you know. And, uh, yeah, so we had to have this great conversation. And then their winky guy kept winking. And then she just sort of went... And, and be gone. You yeah. flicked him away. Flicked him away. Yeah, be gone. Yeah. And he did. He disappeared, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. He just... You're not remember the Billy Conley? Do you remember the Billy Conley? Uh, address a mistress in public yeah. and she's with normals or vanillas. Yeah. Is that the rules? Those, those are the rules, yeah. Wow. I've never seen... Yeah. It was just so elegant. Could you explain that a little bit more for the viewers, the rules? Yes. Yeah, so I just start doing that with you. Be gone. Yeah. The, the <laughs> <laughs> If you're a mistress, I mean, think about it, you could be with, like, like I'm put quite out there, everyone knows what I do, but some mistresses, their families don't know that they're a mistress, so you have to keep it. So the rules are, if you are with someone else and you see one of your slaves, or if they're with someone else, you can't go up to them and they can't go up to you. So it's kind of based on res- on respect, really. So I'm sat here with a muggle who knows nothing about this world. So what's a muggle? I've not watched <laughs> Harry, Potter. Harry Potter. A normal person, oh, yeah. Right. yeah, mundane, mundane. Mm. So I'm sat Fantastic. here with a, a muggle <laughs> who doesn't know yet what I do. So I'm just, um. So he off he goes, and I uh, got a little text later from him. Sorry, mistress. Did he book an appointment after that? <laughs> he did actually. Yeah, Perfect. yeah, just to make it up to me. Did you find him? No, the, I didn't. The rule break. Him. No. Yeah. Punish him well. Hmm? Did you punish him for breaking? Yeah, he was punished severely. Yeah, I stuck his head down the toilet <laughs> and flushed it. Bogwashing. Bogwashing. <laughs> Did he enjoy that? No, I don't think so. No, no. He didn't look that... Yeah. He was grinning going in, not so much on the way out. <laughs> how, was, how was he dressed when you did that? Just in like uh, his work clothes, like white shirt, black trousers. He didn't go back to the office after. I was going to ask. No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you, you're you're having a meeting with Eddie, and also talked about your film and other projects, including a dreadful experience with a film producer. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so this book here, if you'd like to demonstrate. So I've uh, I've 
I've written a film script and um, ultimately next year when I get to making it, James the cameraman over there is going to hopefully come Shout and out, James. work Underground with films. me. <clears throat> so... The characters are from this... No, not from this book. What am I talking about? My brain has gone today. From the other book I wrote, which is My Sordid... No, what's it my, called? My Sordid... Sordid Secrets and Dreaming in the Dark. That was it. Yes, I'm getting my, all my books muddled up now. Right, so there's a film script loosely based on that, which is also a thriller. So how I got into that, originally, when I released this book, I was promoting it quite heavily on Facebook, Instagram... <laughs> Twitter everywhere and I had this guy approach me and oh I'm, I'm a big film producer um I've worked with Ricky Gervais now I love Ricky Gervais absolutely yeah. I'm like one of his biggest fans probably so I've said oh brilliant you've worked with Ricky if you can you show me any reels if you've got any work to show me what you've done so he sent this reel over and it's like a little sort of trailer with Ricky Gervais and that's put together really well it looks brilliant great okay I uh, looked him up on INDB so we had some credits great so we started discussing writing this film script so I did the writing, but he was saying stuff to me like, well, I think you need a bit of symbolism in there because her name's Athena. Can you get some snake symbolism in there? I'm like, what about a pet snake called Sydney? That's more interesting than having snakes in the house, isn't it? If she's got a, a pet snake. So this went on for a few weeks. Then I noticed the phone call started getting a bit a bit suggestive. So I just sort of laugh it off and go, oh, don't be silly, don't be silly. How suggestive? Um, just like, uh, just stuff like, Asking me, you know, um, just just saying things like we've been on any dates recently, um, or oh, I wonder if you could handle a bloke like me, and oh, oh, um, oh, I'm a lot bigger than you, but Sleaze. I think you'd enjoy it. Just but really creepy mm. and sleazy, and then um, but then when we spoke business, it, it was fine. Do you know what I mean? So it was so I agreed to meet him in London for a business meeting because I thought, look, if we actually meet in person then we can talk about the script properly, sit down. Uh, so I, I would only meet him in a public place, though. So we arranged a restaurant to meet him. He's like, can't I meet you at your hotel? No. No, I want to meet you in a public place. And he's like, oh, well, right then. I thought you might let me meet you in your hotel. Well, why? It's a business meeting. So I met him in this restaurant, right? We went through the script. He kept trying to flirt and stuff and uh, going to... Uh, oh, should we just sod the script off tonight and just have, have a bit of fun? I'm like, no, no, I've travelled all this way. Let's go through the script. So we, we did a reading, we read through the script, made some notes, that was all fine. And then I kept looking at my watch because it got quite late, it's about 10 o'clock. I was like, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I was working in Chelsea the next day. <clears throat> so I said, right, I'm going to get a taxi. He was like, well, we can share a cab. And I'm like, okay, well, should I drop you off first? He's like, no, no, no. Oh, let me just, let me let me come to your room. I'm like, why don't you come to my room? You're not coming to my room. You know, we're here for a business meeting. So this went on. Anyway, in the end, he ended up in my taxi. And I said, right, I'm getting out here. So I got out. And he's like, can I come with you? I said, no, I'll just walk you to the door then. I'm like, fine, you can walk to the door, but you're not coming in. So that was that. And he's like, oh, well, I'll walk home now then, shall I? Yeah, okay, go on then, walk home. So he thought if he let the taxi go, I'd let him in. But I was like, no way. So then I got home. And I was thinking, it's a bit much, but, you know, let's see how it goes. And then when I next spoke to him on the phone, we were, like, talking about the script and films. And this is the thing. When we talk normally, it was, you know, it kind of, like, inspired me in certain ways. Because he said, well, watch this film. This is really good. You'll find something from this one that might... You know, make you think in a different way. So that was that was quite uh, inspirational. 
But then, like, towards the end of the conversation, he was going, oh, I was, I was really hoping something more would happen when we met up. And I said, well, why do you think that? I didn't give you any ideas that it would. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to push for more next time. Oh. So that was when I, like, sent him this text going, uh, oh, my boyfriend's found all the texts. Uh, he's fuming. He's really angry. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, you're a liar. You said before you don't have a boyfriend. You're a bitch. Blah, blah. Sent me all this threatening text going, you don't know who you've messed with. You better watch out now and all this kind of stuff. Oh, and also, like, because I've said registered the script, he went back in to see it. And went, Why have you registered the script? Because it's my script and it needs to be registered because I'm now sending it to people. And they might use it. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to register it to them. What? So he also went and registered my script. He said, if you ever make any money off it, not that I think you will, you're going to have to pay me money. Can so, he do that? No. No. No, it's no. just But in here, Kaz, so, you know, we're good mates now. And, and so Kaz phoned me up and said, you know, I knew about the producer. And he, he did, on paper, look quite encouraging. Yeah. And just gave me the whole... <laughs> you know, narrative of what had happened and what was happening and his threats. So I was like, okay, nothing better than researching someone. It was obviously uh, not very impressive. So I had a look at his company, nothing, no assets, no turnover. You had that full company. No direct. Oh, yeah, a a track record of, of, um, you know, failure and uselessness. Um, On top of being, (laughs) on top of being a grubby little you know, beep. But, um, yeah, so anyway, so then transpired, we found out where he lived, obviously. Uh, got a Google street map picture of his front door. Um, found out that he lived with his dad, even though he was about 60. Had about, about 15p <laughs> to his name. The guy was 60. The guy was 60. No, the guy was 60. Yeah. So, and then also, he was, he was a gangster. Yeah, he said he was a gangster, but then gangster I've, got, I've got a friend. A, yeah. yeah. I've got a friend that knows like all the Hells Angels, so he got all his Hells Angels mates to ask around, see if they knew who this bloke was, and they were like, no one's heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> so the classic thing is, you know, you just make someone aware that you've got their front door, um, and, and then... Do you, you know, screenshot they... it on Google oh, yeah. Earth and send yeah, it over? Yeah, yeah. so a friend around just to mm-hmm. hand him it. But it led to a new idea you know, then, knock, didn't knock. it? Did he get a yeah. visit? Yeah, they just slivered a picture of the house. No. Just slivered, <laughs> hand delivered. <laughs> With yeah. love. Well, I never told you that. Yeah. Kiss print. I never told you that. Kiss spray of perfume. No, no, sorry, I, I confess live. But we, yeah, did that. Just, just allegedly, to make sure that. He, allegedly. allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. yeah. There was nothing violent. It was just, yeah. you know, it's like the postman. Yeah. <laughs> Always rings twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that inspired an idea then, because I got chatting with Eddie. And I said, there's so many sleazy producers in the industry. And I said, I want to write something. Because we started doing our sketches, taking the piece yeah. like we do. So I, I started writing episodes of what would happen with this, like... And the character, what have I called him? I think his name is... Um, Harvey. James, what, what was his <laughs> Johnny something, wasn't it, that I called him? Johnny... I can't remember. But this Johnny Brasher or something. Anyway, this is like Johnny guy. He's like really full of himself, thinks he's brilliant always wears pimp suits and jackets and he's not really done much film work but he's got a camera so he basically puts casting call ads out and tries to get women around but they just take the piss out of him all the time and end up throwing water in his face or and he's an utter loser failure but he thinks he's great so he's like i'm setting up my instagram today and posing and taking himself really seriously so it's it's kind of like a piss take of of him, so he inspires. Not of him, of of sleazy producers in general. Have you met many sleazy producers outside of this guy? 
when we wake up in the morning, we get out of bed, and we start our day with Koro Snacks. Koro is a healthy snacks brand focusing on bringing additive-free natural ingredients to the customers with fair prices in bulk packaging. They have everything from nut butters to free from baking ingredients to cooking essentials and, of course, the snacks. Look what's in this gem. It's the vegan power mix from Koro. So we have a mixture of nut kernels, dried fruit, cacao nibs, soy mm. crispies and hemp seed Ooh. pulled. What are these little red ones? Wait. Look at this thing. Mmm. Mmm. That's good. Fresh and healthy. So what makes Koro special in comparison to others? Coro's quality management team carefully and regularly reviews the quality of their products. For a 5% discount on Coro's products, use the code TRUECRIME with no space in between true and crime. The link to Coro's online shop is in the description box on YouTube. Thanks for supporting our sponsor. Uh, I think in the adult industry, what you see is what you get. I think it's more on the modelling side. Like when you go to the modelling and media industries, you get a lot of sleaze bags. Mm. Um, and obviously he fa- fitted into that category. It's unfortunate. But, but to say, he, he was the most pathetic sleaze yes. bag I've ever met. You know, yeah. well, not met, but it, he really was woeful. You know, he didn't have yeah. any presence. He no. was a complete failure. Yeah. Um, but he still felt that he could impose himself in that, mm. you know, that mm. script that he has working yeah. on, you know. That's obviously way. his line, isn't it? To go, oh, I work with Ricky oh, Gervais. But it's the public yeah. health. You know, Kaz's motivational, and she mentioned it, was, was brilliant because you know people watch this; it's comedic. But there'll be young men and women who would look at that and think, you know, they'd look a lot more carefully. They'd research the Instagram. Yeah, they're out there. There are always chances mm. out well, there. I thought I was careful because I looked at the IMTB, looked at his trailers. It's yeah. real. So even like, but I think these days you just have to do really invasive research. Fantastic. Because people are really good at blagging now. Mm. Yeah. 100%. Don't, don't mess with Mistress Cass. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> By the sounds of it, this guy did Android Activate. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, so he's one of my favourite subbies. So he is into a fetish, which is, I think it's called uh, Cybernetic Fetish. Or Sorry? Uh there's a few names for it. Cybernetic. There's another one. Gynoid. Gynoid fetish. So it's guys that are into androids or pretending to be an android or being domed by an android. So, so like a robot. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a robot. Does he have an android name then? Like Robocop. Just, just droid. Uh, just, droid. Or sometimes it would be like droid 2.0 or something like droid that. Droid 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Like R2D2. No. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Strange. Do they have any? Is there a hierarchy of droids? You yeah. Know? Well, I'm, I'm obviously the top droid. Yeah. But, and then he's below. Yeah. What's your droid name? Just uh, Dom has, Droid. I think it prototype three point two or something, <laughs> something like that. Murgatroyd. Because <laughs> every year we both get a replacement body and we go up a level. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that we've had new features added. Oh well. So like it's the like last a game. Time, it's like a computer game. Because he used to shave, and then the last time he hadn't shaved, so I said, oh, look, they've managed to grow <laughs> real hair on you down there now. That's very clever. It's so realistic. How did you meet him? So I met, how did I meet him? I'm trying to think. I think the first time he came to see me was when I lived in Watford, and he met me through my website. He applied. He met me this very 
lovely, polite email that was quite in-depth about all his fetishes. And he said, um, Mistress, the thing is, a lot of people think my fantasies are very weird and won't accommodate them. Um, so I'm, I apologise in advance if they're too weird for you, but I'd really like it if you could wear a lab coat and pretend like for the first meeting that you're a, like an evil scientist and you program me to take over the world, basically, and I'm working for you. So I'm not, I love this, this is brilliant, this is right up my street, tell me more. So that, that's how we met, and that's what our first session was, I was programming him for evil. Can we did talk you, did you, through sorry. your first session? Cause it, yeah. I've got a, did you bring a cat? Sorry, mm. I'm thinking Bond here. Did you have a little cat on your lap? Darling, I've always got pussies around me, always, <laughs> every time. Pussy glow. So yeah. first session... He bought this big cardboard box with him. So well, I'm in the lab coat, white shirt, glasses, hair tied back, red lipstick, court shoes, uh, and like, these visors that light up their LED, like scientist visors. Um, he strips off. He's bought this packing box. Oh, I have to mummify him first. I wrap him in shrink wrap. Then he's bought this big cardboard box with him. <laughs> so he then gets into the box. It's He had to stoop down a little bit because he's quite tall, so just push him in. And then I just tie him all up with uh, like gaffer tape to seal the box up so then i have to leave the room come back in character so oh wonderful my new android has arrived (laughs) (laughs) amazon delivery (laughs) finally with these plans i can take over the world and humanity will worship me so i get the scissors out slice the box open very carefully pull him out he's like this at this point <laughs> right, press the back of his neck. Android, activate. Android activated, mistress. What shall I do next? <laughs> so I take him out of the box, unwrap him, and then we have to go through various tests to make sure that he's a fully functional Android. So I look into his ear receptacles with a little flashy pen. I look into his oral cavities, do a thorough body inspection to check out his cyber skin, and we throw lots of techno jargon in there as well. He's, his favourite film is Terminator. That is his absolute dream. Mm-hmm. To um, He likes the idea of like transhumanism, so one day he would like to be in a droid body for real. So that's his ultimate fantasy. So we pretend that he is this droid being, and if I ever want him to shut up, I'll say, droid deactivate and press the back of his neck and he just goes <laughs> so we have some great fun that's real so your sessions with him then did they build on that original story or do they vary stories so we had the first story and then each time it's got a little bit different or it's sort of evolved so i was a human to start with i was a human scientist as it like and i think that was like four or five cases ago but i'm like now the the cas 3.2 or so i'm now a droid and at one point, I think I glitched. So it's sent my brain a little bit haywire. So sometimes I just go, uh, uh, and I glitch. And uh, and that's when something evil comes into my head. Wow. And I, I might wire Uh-oh. him up to do something a little bit strange or unusual. And what do you wire him up to do? So I make him, I make him, I just like, like get down on the floor, do 100 press-ups, skip, dance around singing a silly song, be a ballerina. So we have to do whatever I say because I have mind control over him. So he can't say no. And do you do, make him do ridiculously evil things? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, pretty. Um, I don't. I don't make him do like degrading things as such. I, I wouldn't bogwash with him because he's he's a really good boy. Like electrocuted. But he's he's been, <laughs> yeah he's been electrocuted, pegged, uh, set the strap on, worship. Yeah, 
well, not these, these aren't big heels, but stilettos. He likes sucking on my stilettos, nipple clamps. Took him for a walk around the room on nipple clamps as well. I think he's been on a cock leash going for a little walk. Um, Have you heard of a cock leash? Leash. <laughs> Do you know what one of them is? I'd rather not. <laughs> I think it's girlfriend, isn't it? <laughs> they took me to Croatia as well, so that was fun. Oh, I was going to ask, do you do yeah. stuff outside of the house? Like, is he a robot outside of the house? We didn't do that much, because we were just so busy all the time, but we did, we did a little bit while we were in Croatia as well, but obviously we had to be a little bit careful, because I'm the sort of person I would just like... When I'm like out with Eddie, we take the piss and we start doing things. But you've got to sometimes be aware of other people. And I thought, strange country. You don't know how people are going to... You better be on your best behaviour. So what did you do in Croatia? So I just like... When we were on the sunbed one day, I was just like whispering things to him. What like? Like, Joy to go and get me a drink now. Android. And then if he like didn't hear me, Android activate. Yes, mistress. Activated. (laughs) And, uh, and then he goes to me like, oh, I really like that you said that when we were outside. That was really naughty. <laughs> I mean, when you're away with the clients, do they pay you? Yeah, so he paid me like a, a weekly fee because he's one of my favourites. So I'll sort of give him a good deal. Okay. So he pays me for the week. Then we don't have to worry about all that stuff. We just have fun. And do you session every day? No. 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 It's more of a holiday for It's not more of a holiday for both of us, yeah. Like we just went for meals every day, long walks, went up to the top of... There's this building in Croatia where you can look across the whole island. It's beautiful. So we would just have fun. We'd swim in, just had a crazy time, really. And then occasionally I'd just suddenly jump into my droid mode and activate him or give him an instruction. I like, like, for example, when, when I went in the sea <laughs> and I had all stones between my feet, I'd sat on the beach and then looked at him and I went... And he knew that meant that he had to come and wipe my feet with a towel and get all the pebbles out of them. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to brainstorm future story arcs then for what you're going to do in uh, no he does most of that I will oh. do stuff like most of the stuff I do is impulsive it will just pop into my head like something he says will inspire me and I'll be like let's do that um, but yeah he writes the overarching theme and then I adapt it so if there's any bits I think boring or I don't like we get rid of that and then I'll add bits in as well but so yeah he's, uh, he's, the, he's the creative genius behind the the droid. So he sits there and writes all these scenarios and you just create them. Mm. And do you often build that much rapport with client? Uh, I, I, it's not the general rule. I'd say three clients, no, probably two clients out of ten you can probably build a really good rapport with. Some just, you know, they might come in and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to do foot worship or pegging and then you don't always necessarily even have that much of an in-depth conversation with them because they're so, like, either into what they're doing or it's their first time or they're a bit shy or whatever um, they just go away. But then sometimes you get ones that you have a real laugh with mm. and then you're on the same wavelength and you end up doing crazy stuff with them, like going to Chelsea on a mad night out or um, I know you're not a slave, but just using you as an example. Crazy. Well, it's, it sounds like, like your stories of Eddie are crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like with the, the joy going to Croatia. Um, yeah, over the years I've had quite a few where I can just bounce off of them and come up with craziness. So we'll go on to the Chelsea Boob story. Do we not do that? So Earlier when the audio oh, okay. went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Round two. So, yeah. So after our first very memorable meeting, or our second actually, yeah, second very memorable meeting with uh, Winky, um, Kaz said, how do you fancy catching up Chelsea, you know, for a drink or whatever? Um so I came down like mid-afternoon and then I realised I was being... Uh, <clears throat> 
employed under surreptitious circumstances because her camera cameraman had turned up. So Kaz was like, do you mind doing the filming? And I was like, yeah, well, you know, done a bit of video camera on holiday. But, um, yes, yeah, so I was kind of engaged doing that. And that was quite interesting because there were mm. some things going on that, you know, I'd never imagined. No, nothing, you know, violent or what have you, just no. quite, quite different, really. Especially the, these men just tranced, you know, doing press-ups, sit-ups, bits attached to here and there. And, yeah, so it's quite unusual. Begging as well. It's always fun. Yeah. That's the, you know, the role-play reversal mm. thing, the pegging thing. You know, the Peg, no, begging. Oh, begging. I think begging. So, begging. <laughs> yeah, begging for their dear lives. But, but again, it was kind of so interesting how consensual and professional this was because one of Kaz's very good friends was there as well. You know, I hadn't really seen, you know, things in action apart from the kind of comedy night with, that wasn't a proper session. But, yeah, and again, it made you realise, you know, that there's a huge amount of expertise and care and, you know, put into... You know, that profession, which, you know, I'd never realised. You thought, you know, Miss Whiplash would just thrash you about a bit and kick you out the door. Um, and actually, yeah, it's funny that I'm mean, told me about this application thing. So, you know, if someone wants an escort or what have you, they just phone up and they, someone gets sent along. But with with the you know, professional dominatrices, you know, I don't know people do apply. They have to go onto the site, list their interests, and quite often even get a reference which is, is kind of different. You know, so, you know, you, you don't necessarily get let into the, you know... So it's have... almost like a job interview. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, is that right, Kat? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, if they haven't read the website, they're not allowed to discuss anything with me. They, I always refer them back to the website, and you can tell if they haven't read it, because they're asking really simple questions like, do you do pegging? That's one of the first things mentioned. Go and read the website, then you can come back and ask me questions. So that way, that you know they're genuine and they are an actual sub that wants to expand on their journey of kink. Because, mm. yeah, so that day... Um, anyway, so we did a bit of filming and... Um, What's that beeping? Don't it's draw, a droid. Don't draw attention to noises. You don't like noises. <laughs> Have you, I think Kaz... Just keep rolling. Yeah, I think Kaz has activated a droid somewhere. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, exterminate! <laughs> yeah, so there was like time for a break. And uh, so Kaz said, well, let's go for a wander around Chelsea or what have you. And she said, well, you know what we could do? You know, Eddie, is that, you know, one of my popular streams, you know, could be like a bit of innocent flashing. You know, and I'm like, what does that mean? I just sort of like, phew, quick, flash of boobs. Very, very popular with mm. downloads and stuff. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we kind of went around Chelsea, but there was a quite secret a bits. secret kind of pretty grungy estate, you know, with like rubbish everywhere. It was kind of like post apocalyptic kind of thing, really. Lots of graffiti. Mm. And yes, yeah, so Kaz says, Well, what you do, just, you know, take the, take the phone because we just use your phone. And then we just like these sneaky boob things. And we sort of did it in several different bits of Chelsea. We did one really... Little corners where... And we did a posh house as well, you know, with, with a blue plaque. That was good. But, um, yeah, so that was, again, it was a bit of an eye. So we went for a drink, came back. And then the second part um, was, you know, a guy turned up and, and he was... Um, but Kaz's friend's private slave. Now, this is a whole different level of domination. So essentially, he was... He'd be, I didn't know, but he'd been there for five hours sitting outside in his car and it was kind of 
come up now, you know. So, she pins him down randomly as well, doesn't she? Uh, Just, yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. And then it'd be like we're running short of gin tonics, so he's sent out, you know, get fags and everything. So I was, yeah, I was like, wow, you know, this is... He's in the total trance forever. I think the guy's entranced. <laughs> <laughs> he pays for everything. You know, it's kind of, yeah. But, um, yeah, so then the, the, next, the surprising bit I mean, that I've never, ever, ever heard of was that, you know, I went down for a ciggy um, outside with, with uh, the mistress and, and the little guy. And I said, well, what's he coming along for? Does he smoke? He said, no, he doesn't smoke. He's my ashtray. <laughs> How's that work then? <laughs> And then, yeah, so we stood outside and, and you know, he was like, oh, putting the ashtray in. And he was like, you know, do you want to do, use him as well, Eddie? I said, no, no, I'm not fine. You know, just, I felt a bit uncomfortable flicking ash in someone's mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, at the end, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a, you know, I want to stop it. I don't like leaving fag butts lying around. And she went, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. So she, he's like... Eating the yeah, cigarette like ends. Yeah, he ate the cigarette end swallowed it and he had a little, little water bottle to help it down yeah so that was quite surprising did she put the f- cigarettes out on him yeah in his mouth but he had like spittle and stuff tongue. so on his yeah, tongue no, it, it wasn't that brutal because he you know, had a bit of spittle so she didn't like dig it into his tongue he loved it doesn't he he loved yeah. it he loved yeah, it. absolutely loved it I said do you do cigars as well and she said no it takes too long but apparently <laughs> he would love cigars one day. But yeah, so that's it, again it's just like this eclectic journey. But the, the you know, the the ultimate thing is these you know, the owned, you know, on call submissive, you know, who literally would be told what to do, drive me here, drive me there, give me this, give me that. You know, it's yeah, it's quite an eye opener actually. In in woman power. I mean that is serious power. <laughs> so yeah. She's great, isn't she? Did I miss anything? Oh, no, she was great. Was that <laughs> yeah. And well, the next story then is pubs. On occasion, men go put cars like lovelorn Labradors. What? Uh, lovelorn Labradors. They don't like when I'm in the pub. Oh, this is your rewritten notes, isn't it? What's that all about? Which was, yeah, so I think it's just the, what always amuses me, you know, when we get the winky guys every now and then. That does happen occasionally. You get men winking you quite frequently then. Is it a thing? Yeah. But it seems like it. I don't know. I always wonder whether they're winking at me. But <laughs> <laughs> probably not. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, it's another part to my... But, um, yeah, the, but I think there are a lot of people, because of online content and, you know, Kaz's profile, I think there are a lot of men that, have, especially if they're into BDSM, actually know exactly who Mistress Kaz B is. Um, but I suppose these are like the amateur ones because it's like a, someone that knew his place. I just probably thought they've got a twitch in their eye or yeah. something. No, I think the, one, the ones that don't know their place are like amateurs. So, mm. you know, a proper one wouldn't wink at Mistress Cats because you'd yeah. be in for a what about loo? You know, yeah. yeah, the head thing, the flush. Bog washing. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I think, you know, Cats is obviously highly attractive and vivacious and what have you, which is probably the main part of her superpower. But I think it's always lurking. The, the, the sub who wants to connect right, mm. the winking bit yeah I don't know what do you think about what about winky boys not harming anyone are they you can carry on winking if they like because yeah. when you're out in public and if someone starts winking how do you discern whether it's just a general member of the public or someone who's familiar interested with you interested in uh, 
probably go, you're right. And do they ever come up to you? And then, uh, now and again, yeah. I mean, I've only had a couple of people come up to me and actually admit that they've recognised me. One was, uh, when I went to the Arches, he went, hey, mate, you're that bird off the telly, isn't it? Respect. And I'm like, yeah, well, shook his hand. Sean Atwood, Drew Crime Channel. <laughs> no, uh, he saw me like back in when I was on Babe Station. Oh. Yeah, so he recognised me from that. Uh, and then I had someone at, what well, they usually do, they usually wait, so a couple of days pass, and they go, I saw you at Watford train station the other day. Did I see you at so-and-so place? Did I see you? And I was like, yeah. Oh, I nearly come and said hello. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not rare. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm not sure about encouraging that, because there could be like lurking serial killers out there. So of course. it's always best to message, uh, message mistress a few days later. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm in a crowded place with... Mm. Well, you'll set that... a droid on them. <laughs> yeah. Killer a droid. Robocop. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. So you're a woman. Got an army um... of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, programmed to kill and destroy. <laughs> Robotic. Um, so you can also, you have the talent mm. of being able to walk and don at the same time. Oh, this is this is uh, when I'm doing my phone chat, isn't it? Is that, is yeah. that what it was about? So I think it's... <laughs> The same Chelsea day. I think it's after the boob flashing. Yeah. So we're like walking yeah, up the King's Road and Kaz goes, Eddie, uh, sorry, mate, I've, I've just got to go and uh, I've got to do a, a phone chat with this lawyer. Oh, so I was saying, don't be in the get background giggling. Yeah, don't be in the oh, background gosh. giggling. So we're walking up the King's Road. Because, you know, I'm thinking, you know, is that conveyancing or no, 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 he's, he's a client. So we're walking up the King's Road and Kaz is like telling him to do things. And, and what have you. And we're just walking along, you know, sunny July afternoon. It was the most natural thing in the world. And she was like, if you don't do that, I'm going to set my, what you, my, my bodyguard on you. That was obviously me. Felt. So then he was like, I will do it, I will do it, I will do it. And then obviously in the background, you can hear, you know, like tissues and stuff going on. And eventually that's the end of the call, you know. Dum. So yeah, we just so carried on our conversation. When I'm out on about, I often get subs because they like the idea that I'm dumb in them while I'm travelling. So it depends where I am. If I'm on a busy train, it's a little bit trickier. It has to be text chat then. Um, but sometimes I make them do it where they're in an awkward place and they have to text me. So work. Yeah, so they can be at work and they're doing a kinky text chat. And I'll say to them, right, go to the bathroom, put your chastity cage on. And then go back to your desk and carry on texting me. So they're sat there with their cage on all their knickers or wet, whatever their kink is. They're sat there in their office texting, obviously on work time, which is a little bit naughty. And that's that's the thrill, basically, that they're doing something they shouldn't be. for. But for me, it's I'm kind of completely desensitised because I can be walking around Tesco's going, well, that's just not good enough, is it? You're going to have to do it again, aren't you? So I try and make it sound like a business call. Does anyone look at you? Um, they looks. probably just think I'm a really bitchy boss. Um, they probably think, oh, I don't want to work for her. She's a right cow. Do any of them ask you to dom while they're with their wives? I wouldn't do that. No? I mean, sometimes they are in the same house as family members, which is fine, but I won't do anything that affects a third party because they haven't consented to it. So, yeah, if they're in a different room... Fine. If they're sat there and they want me to say something in front of their wife, I wouldn't do that because that's, she's not consenting. But hypothetically, if they were to go upstairs yeah. into a different room, mm. how often is that? Uh, I think request? especially during the pandemic, people weren't able to leave their homes. So they might have been at home with like 
mums, dads, brothers, sisters, wives, whatever, up in their little, out in their garage, I don't know, I don't know where men go, you know, the garage, their shed, the whatever, sheds, their little yeah. basement room, uh, doing a, I've escaped for a few minutes. So, I mean, the temptation is there to make them start barking or something ridiculous, but then they, they go, I can't, I've got to be quiet today. So there's usually a punishment for that. And what's that? Something humiliating. Someone might make them put the camera on and crawl around the floor. That's in like, silence. Like in silence, but waggling their butts, sniffing like a dog, um, smacking themselves on the bum. But they have to do it quite quietly, obviously, because spanking can pick up quite a bit yeah. of noise. So I've got, I've got enough one that likes to do poppers on camera, and it just sometimes he has to be silent. Can I tell a really disgusting story that I've made today? It's a two parter. So the first time he said, um, I've got this bottle of pee, what shall I do with it? So I said, well, I want you to drink it. And he said, did I do well, mistress, after he drank it? I said, well, it was okay, but next time you've got the house to yourself, I want you to fill up the bath with pee and put the plug in and then video call me. So I don't think he was actually going to do this, but he, he's got these two litre jugs. He peed in them overnight, filled the bath up, all the family went out obviously and then he video called me so I made him wallow in the bath in the pee like a pig for me <laughs> that's kind of that was that was the the one that was yeah yeah who's yeah. Giselle Giselle do you, know, do you remember her blow up doll in part one, one two oh. she, well, she's got Giselle part four now Giselle the fourth yeah Giselle the fourth now mm. so she's been She's come back from her retirement, reinvented herself, and already it's oh my god, Giselle's back! Is so she getting popular on Twitter? Again? She's getting popular again. Yeah, she's not been tweeting much, but she's already had. Latex Trooper. She's already had um, a Can few you sessions. Not the story about the Latex Trooper days. Well, Giselle is the transvestite sex doll. Yeah. That popped. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. she was quite a busy gal. Yeah. <laughs> when I read that, can yeah. I just say when I read that, I was just thinking Del Boy and, 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 <laughs> yeah. and Rodders, yeah. you know, with the, the yeah. self inflating blow up dolls. Mm. Yes, brilliant. Yeah, poor mm. Giselle. But she's back anyway, and uh, she's had quite a few sessions. She's getting busy. She's back for the Christmas season. Back for the Christmas, <laughs> yeah. So she had um, someone that was a little bit in love with her, who's missed her a lot. We did a shoot with the two of them, like, you know, that loved up, basically. So he was in a little elf costume with tinsel on him. And um, she was in, I think, something quite similar, like a sexy little green dress. And they were, so they were making out and I took pictures. And then um, I sent them to the slave. Anyway, about six months later, he sent me these pictures back that I'd given to him and said, I really miss Giselle. Do you think I'll be able to see her again? She's so busy. So she's a busy girl. Is she busier yeah. than you? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she, oh, I think about getting her own only fans, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she do well. What's yeah. she called Giselle? Kaz, I've always wondered. Write the word down. Giz. L. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah get you. In one. Yep. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so there was a forced by Daisy chain in Reading. I can't even imagine to begin what that means. That was one of my favourite shoots. So I can't put it on OnlyFans apparently now because it's too extreme. They've decided that it does not fit their terms and conditions and you must take this content down. So have you heard of forced by fetish, Ephraim, for you? No. No. 
Have yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't? It's obviously a man thing. No, I'm either sure. Yeah. Do you want to explain to Sean what it is? You can imagine what that is. No, you don't have to. Look, Sean is even nodding. He is. Right. Oh, Forced by bisexual. What is bi? You're working out. Yeah. So bisexual. Something forced. So you don't want to do it. But you do. It's like you don't, but you do. Oh, okay. I, do. It's, I don't really want so to. You're forcing it to They're come out of forced. people who are pretending to not really want to. So if, <laughs> yeah. if a man likes... How do I even word this? <laughs> if a man likes other men, or like certain bits men, of their anatomy... And they, yeah, perform a sexual act on each other okay. on their nether regions... <laughs> front yeah. or back is it front <laughs> front either or really <laughs> and you, they pretend to do it to one, one another and it is forced but it's not forced no but they like it's to, the mistress to tell like, them they to want do. the mistress to say yeah. you've got to do this to this person oh, so the mistress brings it out of them with other men yeah yeah, and just Got encourages you. them to blossom and be the, the best selves and so we had this city party and I'm just trying to think who we had. We had Deborah, Rosie. That's obviously not their real names. Um, we had the Alpha as well. Amy was saying, "Have you ever met Amy? I think I I was there once on video call with yes. her. Do you remember the one? She was lovely. And I'm like, say hello to my friend. <laughs> I'm at my friend's house. <laughs> so <chatty>. um, <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, at this party, so the key was that. They all had to learn how to be good little fluffers, basically. So they took it in turns on the alpha, and I'm sat there, and I'm sat where there with Saskia Swartz, who's a, a porn dog. star, which does a bit of domin as well. She's a, she used to be quite a well-known porn star. So she was sat there going, this ain't good enough. I'm not entertained. So I was, I was giggling my head off, going, you're shit, guys. She, you know, she was going, you're shit, you're shit. So I was laughing my head off, and I'm like, okay, that's... Let's see if we can entertain Miss Saskia a little bit more. Let's lighten the party up a bit. So I thought we'd get them into a daisy chain. So we had like the main one here. And then the, I'm trying to think about how I can describe it. It's a bit like Lego. Like human make centipede. The, yeah, make all the blocks fit together. Great so job. there's one here who's like this. And then the second one come along on his knees. So he's just bowing before him, eager to um, assume his role. Then another one comes up from behind, goes on his back. So he's underneath, and then the next one's on the knees, and so it's yeah. in a circle, and we called it a daisy chain. Sounds like a shit game of Twister. It was a bit, but yeah, <laughs> but they, yeah they were quite good at it. Like they the just fell into place. <laughs> they fell into place really quickly. They were like, oh, we don't know what to do. But it was amazing how they were just, it was like bits were just sucked to each other. And how long does this go on for? Uh, I think it was about, I think I had about 40 minutes of footage or so. And then one of them obviously got bored. So we crawled out a shot. So I said, have you damaged your stockings, you naughty sissy? Get out the room then. And then I sort of brought it to a close then. <laughs> I think they were losing a bit of steam. A bit bored. But Amy was in there. Amy was in there going, oh, I want it. I want it all. Give it to me. <laughs> so you said they were out of steam. Not literally, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pull the next one, which is tuna knickers. <laughs> oh, see, so, yeah, this comes from another conversation with... Huh. Eddie, the next day, he sent me a, so do you like sell knickers and stuff to these people? And I said, well, I don't really bother. He said, well, surely that might be a bit of a moneymaker because I've heard about people doing that. Um, 
And I said, well, the thing is, I think nowadays people want quite a lot for their money. And then you get so many probing questions as well. It's not a case of just sell a pair of knickers. It's like, how many days are you going to wear it for for me? What is the texture going to be like? Mm. And I'm just like, I can't be bothered with this. Go elsewhere. Um, and then, are they are they genuine? What do you mean are they genuine? They're knickers. What do you want? Um, well, last time, this guy said to me, he said, last time I ordered a pair of knickers, the, the women I bought knickers from were just pouring tuna juice over them and saying that oh. they were worn. So I'm like, how much do you pay for that then? He said, 20 quid. <laughs> There's a bargain, mate. <laughs> how did he know that it was tuna juice? So no, do you reckon he... Uh, <laughs> do you think it was the smell test or... So what do they do with them? Just, you know, do they've arrived, tutored or whatever they are? Well, so, so what happens next when they, you know, get that little delivery? Apparently some of them put them on, but then there's others that like to sample them as well. Oh! <laughs> sample them? Oh, like a tea bag? Like, like, <laughs> a, like a try before you buy sort of thing? Like a, oh. you know, like when you have the cheese in Sainsbury's or the, <laughs> the olives or whatever. I'm lost. Right, you're going to have to break it down. If I'm lost, I think some of the viewers might be lost. So how do they sample the knickers? So some of them like to wear the knickers. (laughs) Some of them like to uh, pick up on the flavours and scents of the knickers in the way you might enjoy a wine. So they'll savour the taste. Exactly. Like, like, a, like a fine vintage. <laughs> They'll wrap them around the face and bang the bishop, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How long does the aroma last? You know, tuna might be a long, you know, you think after a while it would just run out of aroma. Mm. So that's when they order the next one. But then, sorry, see again. So after a while, surely the aroma oh, gets yeah, less. So they'd have to buy a new out. pair. But then, yeah. like, a new one to me, apparently there's guys now that like sniffing their own boxes in sessions. So the other day, this guy asked me, I'd not come across this one before, he wanted to be gagged with his own stinky socks. That's disgusting. (laughs) What about skiddy boxes? Yeah, they've they've had them on their face, sniffing them before, but normally they go, can I have one of your socks in my mouth? This guy wanted his own sock in his mouth, so I thought it was hilarious. So I'm like, yes, we're definitely doing that. (laughs) No. (laughs) So where do you think these, where where, where does that come from? Because... What, the fetish? The fetish, yeah, but where do you think the sock thing goes It's it's a degradation and humiliation. It's just that the worst thing they can think of to make themselves feel humiliated. Eat your own socks. Eat your socks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Who's slave T? Oh, slave T. He was a new personal slave that he served my friends to start with. And... um, so he came into your orbit through your friends? Through my friends, Like dominatrix friends? Dominatrix friends, yeah. There's about five of them. And, um, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Is a word from our sponsor, Beer 52. Do you fancy a free case of beer? My co host Jen may have quit alcohol, but you don't have to keep going with dry January. You can get a case of exceptional beer from my good friends at Beer 52. Simply go to www.beer52.com forward slash S H A U N Sean. And all you got to pay is a pittance. The postage, five ninety five to claim a free case now. I've been a member of Beer 52 for a while, and I absolutely love it. Each month, they send their members a case of unique and varied beers from a different part of the world. They've also got the Ferment magazine. 
if you want to study up on breweries, regions, the wonderful world of beer, while enjoying a phenomenal selection of fresh and tasty craft ales. Thank you for supporting our sponsor. Link is in the description box below this video on YouTube. He, I was just trying to think what they were doing. With it. Oh, they were making him smell their fa- their farts, basically. He was having to sniff them. <laughs> and then he said, can I stay in clean? And uh, they did some, he did some cleaning for them. And then he said, uh, um, while they were there, they were, they were talking about me. So he then messaged me, said, I've, I've seen your friends today. And, oh, brilliant. Okay, that's nice. Can I session with you? Okay. So I did a session with him. Did you fart on him? I didn't, no. <laughs> no, he said, can we not do that bit, bit today, please? So I just did like a really generic tied up and spanking session with him. And uh, it turns out he likes being a personal slave. So he likes cleaning, um, being a chauffeur fetching shopping just stuff that you really need to, to be done basically yeah. so i'm like well, you're right in this session you're local let's let's try it out i'm hiring so, one <laughs> I but does he pay you yeah, no, does he pay you to do no, that no i didn't charge him for this but he bought me presents um wow. bought me like a little gold anklet and some other bits and he bought me um some new nipple clamps so they're like scissors and you open them and put them on the nipple and then clip it up. So I, I made him, I went to a sex shop as well, down the road from me, went in there. And he dropped to his knees. And uh, the lady behind the till was a bit freaked out though. So I'm like, yeah, you better get up. So he bought these clamps, got back to my house, put the clamps on him. I'm like, right, go and clean. He said, can I clean naked? I said, no, because my mum's here. So you need to put your maid costume on. So he put his little maid costume on. And uh, I'm like, mum, do you want to meet Slave T? And she was like, all right then. Uh, so she stood there sort of like not sure what to think and he drops to his knees in front of her and she's like oh hello <laughs> he's like pleased to serve you mom." and she's like oh right okay yeah thanks <laughs> is that the first time your mum's met one of your slaves yeah, what yeah. did he look like go over it a bit more slowly uh, he had a made outfit on he's a big guy or what yeah he's probably uh, about 50 no 16 stone that's 16 stone, So, like, was he topless with this made outfit? No, no, no. We had, um, imagine, like, a lower low. So, they got a strappy, a kinky, you've seen a kinky made costume, I'm sure, in the catalogues, whatever. Rocky Horror. So, little straps here, goes across the net. In fact, he pulled it right down so you could see his hairy chest here. <laughs> 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 so, there's lo- lo- lots of sort of gingery hairs on the chest. Um, quite tight fit in here with an apron. So, you've got a little white apron here. And then all this bushy skirt coming out uh and then he had a pink wig but that didn't stay on very long because it kept getting too hot oh and then the little nipple clamp stuffed under his makeup and that's what he was dressed when he come and met your mom yeah and yeah. he just bowed down to her like that yeah yeah so i'm like i said right i'm gonna get um i'm gonna get tea to do a few jobs for me upstairs i've got some shoes to polish a bit tiny anything you want him to do and she was like mm, that light could do with a bit of a clean <laughs> <laughs> See, right. mum was perfectly acceptable of slave tea. Well, she, she, I think she was a little bit taken aback, but she thought, well, do you know what? Someone's offering to clean the house. I'm not going to miss this opportunity. I mean, who would, right? Sweet Someone's offering to clean your house. You know, they can wear that. What the hell they want if you get in a free clean? to Sean's. Send them round, yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you get your house cleaned all the time by these people then? Well, well, you're not interested. all the time, no, because it's... They kind of get in the way a bit if they're not up to standard. But yeah, now and again, if, I, if I'm having a bit of a day where I think, oh, I've got too much on, I'll just get a slave to do it. I'll get one round. I come and clean. 
send them to go and make the tea and everything as well. How did slave tea end up in intimate torment? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, it used to be owned by some other people, so they used to let him go in there, basically. And what is it? It's a little... Oh, plug. It's a amazing little sex retailer shop on Rodbourne Road in Swindon and currently it's run by two very very lovely ladies uh, Tanya and Tina uh, Tanya owns it um, and I often just go in there for a chat with them and they just chat have, you know little catch up about stuff um, just they give me loads of prizes actually for the Glamorazzi's for a raffle we did so just lovely lovely people so but under different management he used to go and into the store and just walk around like a dog and they they Loved it. They thought it was funny. But obviously, like, it's different management now. And I didn't know that he wasn't allowed in there. Because he showed me all these pictures. Go, no, no, I'm allowed to go in there. Look, here's a picture. So we went in and they've got... It wasn't the owner, though. It was um, a different lady. He was just sort of... Just a cash desk person, basically. So he goes in, drops to his knees. Um, and I think he said... He did his usual, looking at the cashier... Hello, mom. Hope I can serve you today or something like that. <laughs> and she's just like, um, hello. And she just, she's just like speechless, no words. So I'm like, um, do you want me to make him get up? Uh, I don't want to offend you or anything. And she was like, uh, does, uh, um, I said, well, um, I know Tanya, friends, which does, uh, does she let him do this? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, and I just said to him, get up, get up. So that, yeah. so then we went a bit, did a bit of shopping then. Cause, and then I spoke to the lady and she went, no, no, it's fine. So it's just if another customer came into the shop and all this guy is on his hands and knees walking around, they might just like exit the shop quite quickly and not buy anything. Cause <laughs> what would you do? So you walk into Ann Summers and there's this guy on the floor, like acting like a dog. Start would filming. You... <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> so, can yeah. I to ask, so this is sort of retail torture. Just, you know, if you're with a really subservient, you know, sub, and say you're in boots, mm. and you told him to get on his knees. Oh, we did that. When you do that? Yeah, we did. We actually did that in New Look. Wow. New but look. It, it was upstairs where it's quiet, there's no customers around. And you said, get on your knees. Yeah, and well, kiss I made my... him do a shuffle dance on his knees because the floor was quite slippery. <laughs> so I was making him go like that and shuffle back and forth. <laughs> and then he had to go down and do that as well. And then I made him walk down because it's all stuff that you can fit in that's not necessarily kink because I didn't want it to be obvious that it's kink because then it's the whole consent and something, isn't it? Yeah. So I made him walk down the street with his hands on his head like that, like a naughty boy. And then you mentioned in that the Glamorazzi's, so do you want to plug that while we were there? Yeah. Exciting times. So we did the Glamorazzi's, which was an awards ceremony back in October, and we celebrated the diversity of the industry. So we had webcamers, uh, BBWs, um, laundry models, full scope podcasters, and... Uh, over to you guys. Everyone. Yeah, you won podcasters of uh, the year, year 2022. 20... Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, mean, I was just so happy with the turnout because it was such a great night, wasn't it? I have to say, this copywriter who helped mm. me out so much, I, I knew Kaz had done events, but she kind of created her own, um, you know, version of, of mm. you know, the glamour, you know, the whole glamour industry. I, I was amazed. You know, I've seen people spend thousands tens of thousands getting events together that weren't half as good you know and it's and again it's quite 
powerful actually because you know Kaz's network and friends and supporters from the industry were amazing because it was like a new awards. It was in Birmingham and what have you. But I, I gotta say, it was astonishing. And again, it kind of gives you an insight it's to the closeness out, yeah. of the industry and how people support one another. Which yeah, it was a, it was amazing. So I was like, mm. it like, was that moment of panic though. Like, what if people don't come? What if like, there's like two people that turn up? Maybe? But as more important, more people start coming for the door. I'm just like yes. <laughs> and you're doing it again we're next doing it again year. next year yeah. so I can't say too much about this because uh, we've not sorted out all the details yet but we're teaming up with another brand who are very successful and um, we're going to keep it in Birmingham basically so because there's all these awards London everyone, everyone favours London I don't know why that is because it's so expensive um, and it means a lot of the people from that, that part of the country don't get to go so yeah we're going to keep it brown Bigger and better next year. Four keys. You're currently holding four keys for locked up dicklets? Yeah, yeah, because we've just done Locktober. Do you know what that is? Uh-oh. I do. She does. Do you know what that is? Uh-oh. Have a guess. Is it chastity stuff? <laughs> yeah. So they have Mum to... parts are in a cage. <laughs> what mum sounds like Locktober? Rhymes with, yes. yeah. So what do you reckon happens in October involving chastity? You make your subs work cages? For how yeah. long? Well, it depends how restrictive these cages are. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be able to wee and stuff. No, it you doesn't. You still wee them. Yeah. What if you get an erection? You don't. That's their problem. What? Can it move? So, the clue is... It's pretty restricted. There's not much... If you get an erection, it, it just stops. It'll probably just ache a bit and hurt and then not grow. But yeah. sometimes it gets a little bit... Wet down there, apparently. Wet dreams? <laughs> yeah. You can't they can still do that. They just can't <laughs> swell up. So, so it's, it's like wet dreams. It's yeah. just got to come out, hasn't it? All of the time, no, not just when they're sleeping. All of the oh, time? It's, all it's, the time. It's oozing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Kaz, just, if you like, if they're like sportsmen, you know, um, so things like, you know, like in the showers after with your mates and stuff. I mean, do they just have to go and hide and quickly have a wash? Or, sorry, I can't have a shower today. I've got alopecia or... I did think that, you know, they probably would... You could see the cage through boxes if they're at the gym or something or having a swim. Yeah, well, I did have one one um, sub. He said he wanted to try it again because last time he tried it last year, apparently he went for a swim and it sunk down to the bottom of the pool. So I'm like, well, what did you do? Did he? he said he swam down and quickly got it. So if, if that was me and I was a guy, I'd just left it there and pretend to have nothing to... How did he get down. it back on? Did his, like, Willie shrink? I'm guessing but... he waited till he got out of the pool. <laughs> Hopefully, anyway. Do you, do you ever have someone that, like, an emergency, mm. you know? I'm just thinking, because uh, you've got the key. Yeah. I'll have to go to the airport, and this is, like, metal thing. Mm. <laughs> you go through the... Does that ever happen? Because you imagine it'd be like... It must have done, you know, they got sure. the rake, and they're looking. Yeah. Thinking, oh, yeah. he's got... He's, it's October. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I did uh, lose one of my keys once to a slave I had a session with, and I thought she was bringing her spare, but she forgot. So, um, but she had a, quite a basic cage, so I just cracked it open with a safety pin. Uh, sorry, is she? Oh, sissy. Oh, yeah. sissy. So, but she actually identifies as kind of... Okay. Do they there. get rusty? Oh, what, what the cocks or the, the, the cages? No, the metal. I'm just fascinated by that. No. What? what, what <laughs> no, they don't. What happens in Movember? You can always say Movember. Yeah. Yeah, Movember. You know when it grows a tash. It's just a carry-on from October, isn't it's it? Brilliant. Yeah. How long do they keep them on for? The whole month. Well, 
Mine haven't been very good this year. I had one do a week and one did three days. The best one did about two weeks. Do you have to unlock them yourself? Do they have to come to you to get them unlocked? No, I post their keys back to them. Do you not swallow so, the key for a laugh? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. What happens if the key gets lost in the post? I guess they're a bit stuffed, aren't they? <laughs> You've got to go to like, local locksmith yeah. or something. Yeah, get, they must do. Yeah, get A&E. But you should get a combination one. Imagine a combo. Because then you just like, text yeah. the combo. A lot of them do that now. A combo, yeah. yeah a lot of them do that. You can have charge the prices they do on the doors. <laughs> <laughs> and the purpose of this is what? Frustration. Well, yeah, it, it apparently it heightens like feelings of desire and sexuality. Because you can't act it. You can't, they can't act it out. They're basically... It's good... Well, it's twofold. One, it's being disciplined. And yeah, I was thinking it's some kind of tantric they can, mind Yeah, test. focus on like their work and stuff like that. And then you get the others where it just heightens them and it makes them like just go crazy. And then they're trying more extreme stuff and they want to push themselves into that state where they're more susceptible, I can't say the word, susceptible to their mistress's suggestions. Because if you get, you're locked down for a month and then you get that off, you just want to go wild, wouldn't you? Mm. Yep. Is that exactly what that, they do? That is what they like, yeah. You must be a bit shoveled up after mm. a month. Being... No, not at all. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. So sometimes... So does it get easier the more time goes on? I think it gets harder. I had one slave keep a diary for six weeks, which is, which is on my website. I think I can mention it here, but it's on my website. And so he wrote me a daily journal of like his headspace, what he was going through, the fr- frustration, what it felt like. And, like, one of the hardest bits, apparently, was when he woke up in the morning feeling a little bit fruity and then realised he's got this cage on. And apparently it got to the point where it was waking him up in the night oh. and he was his sleep was deteriorating. Um, he he found that his thoughts were become, becoming, like, a bit more deviant as well. <laughs> and he was, he, was, he was writing me this journal going, I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking of begging my mistress for the for the keys back but I just don't want to disappoint her <laughs> or give up the challenge so that blows the wet dream then I suppose doesn't it really so yeah. it almost yeah. goes from pleasure to cruelty yeah I guess so it? yeah I guess it, it does but they kind of get off on that like the complete out of controlness and loss of power and you've also had incidents of cages falling off in public yeah oh there's another one um, one of my bankers actually uh, he wanted to try chastity, so I said, because he doesn't have a huge appendage, I said, why don't you go for one of those little silicon ones, because they're quite, um, you know, wearing metal all day long, it's got to be harder, hasn't it, I think. If you're wearing silicon, it kind of adapts and sits and moulds the flesh. So he got this little silicon cage, and he was in his office, he was shouting at his secretary, because apparently he's not a very nice person at work, even though I tell him to be. I'm like, you can't speak to your staff like that, you need to be nice to them. So he was shouting at his secretary and getting a bit animated when all of a sudden there's like, he feels this feeling down his trouser leg and there's like thud on the floor and his chastity cage has rolled down his leg onto the floor in front of her. And apparently she just looked down and went, walked out of the room. What colour was it? Was it pink. Pink. Yeah. Pink chastity <laughs> fell out in front yeah, of her. Yeah, pink chastity <laughs> cage. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, so apparently What was like, the punishment for that? Oh, I didn't punish him for that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, no punishment what. required. You need to be on telly, Kaz. Like, on, you know, with mainstream, is mainstream television ready hmm. for Mistress Kaz? Is it ready, doesn't it? Talking about the ginger bum mouthwash. How does the ginger bum mouthwash come about? So I had a slave that had some very specific fetishes. So some, one of his fetishes was to wear 
boots like this and show up to the camera here like that and squash it under my boots and then he also was very kind of like fixated on his what's a polite name for it the what's the polite name for starfish chocolate starfish yeah he had a fixation on pain on his starfish so very pain on his starfish so i had this really thin whip which i could bend over spread his cheeks that's whip the center, not the cheeks, the center. <laughs> and then uh, one day he said, Mistress, I've heard about this figging. I really want to try it. Figging? Oh. Figging. Any guesses? Some kind of figs. fruit. I'm quite partial to a fig in my salad, but after hearing this, I'm not sure I will be. Insertions of figs. <laughs> no figs involved. No, but it's kind of insertion, but it's ginger root. Ginger root. Ginger root. So... You know the little bit stem ginger? Oh. They like it in their bottom. I bet that stings like rubbed a... against the bottom. Well, he bought this ginger and it was really dry. So I had my surgical gloves on. Right, let's try I'm going to chop it just to make sure. Right, now we're going to take the skin off all of that. Insert. And it was a bit dry. So he wasn't feeling any sensation. So me always want to go a little bit pushing the limits. I said, actually, I've got a juicer in my kitchen. Shall I go and juice this? And we'll just pour the juice in. So he's like, yeah, great, let's do it. So I went to my kitchen, juiced up this ginger. I think I put about like five stems of ginger in, about this much liquid. I got him to bend over, pop the funnel in, start pouring this ginger. I'm like, put a little bit, how is it? Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, good. Shall, shall I put a bit more in then? Yeah, 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 put some more in. So I put in some more in like this. All of a sudden he's going, mistress, ow, it hurts. My ass is burning. My ass is on fire. And I'm like, don't be silly. You said it was fine. I'll just put a little bit more in, shall I? He's like, oh, okay then. So I put the rest of this in. But at this point, he's got like all of this ginger juice in there. And then he just start. he just like gets up. He's like, I've got to go. And I'm like, where are you going? And he like runs down to the landing, start naked. Um, goes into the toilet and I walk through and he's like in the shower. He's going to stand up. He's in the shower going, <laughs> and he's like turning around. He's got the shower thing to his butt. His little <laughs> legs are going like this. I'm like, is it a bit hot? He's going, <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. The thing is, you'd think he'd have learned his lesson, wouldn't you? <sighs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, cool. Five minutes later, I was going. So I guess you don't want to do that again. Then he was like, he was like, what well, was all right? But I wouldn't mind trying mouthwash actually. What about jalapeno chilies? Yeah. <laughs> Blended. What's, what's the hottest chili? Oh, oh, jalapeno, that, that really evil. No, there's this very small one. There. Yeah, the, not yeah. even That's got to be dangerous, surely. The, that might burn your side, bowel. What's the other one? I can't remember the name for it. Task for the viewers. Yes. Put yeah. it in the comments. D- description the box chili. Uh, <laughs> what's the um, So the mouthwash. So what's the capacity? Oh, so we did an enema with mouthwashing. And squirted that in, and we found that was like sorry, an enema. Enema. So it's a so you, an enema which you douche with, where you can squirt water. So you put m- mouthwash in there. Yeah, instead of water. Is it like in a hose thing? Yeah, in a hose. Yeah, yeah so like you a put the hose pipette. in. That's it. Squeeze it, and it squirts yeah. it all up there. So what's their normal capacity? When you know, it's like you're filling your car up. You know, how much do you have to squeeze in? You'd to... be surprised. Quite a lot, actually. Yeah, because if you get an actual to get animal bag, they're like wow. this big. What? Yeah. 
So, and I knew a guy that used to like having about two of those, but I didn't witness that because I don't do heavy enema stuff. So that goes right up to the upper intestine. Yeah. That, oh, that's right. that, surely that's dangerous with like ginger mouthwash. <laughs> You're not membrane. meant to swallow mouthwash. No. That don't have no. it on your butt. No, we only did it with a little enema with the, the mouthwash, but... Isn't there a membrane in there? Is that why it's sensitive or something that absorbs it, it? A membrane. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is actually, yeah. Because people t- t- take drugs that way as well because mm. of this. Do they? That's what I've heard. <laughs> pretty, pretty great have you, have you, did you ever see any of them do stuff like that? It's I'm called sure. a pocket rocket. Um, no, it's called a, uh, <laughs> a butt rocket. A butt rocket. <laughs> butt rocket. People who put like MDMA or crystal yeah. meth in the bomb. It's That's called crazy. a butt rocket. Yeah, because wow. yeah, I imagine when people are under the influence, they do crazy stuff, don't they? And they probably don't care who's wow. watching. Or Because uh, I knew a girl that used to... Oh, we call her Diamond. She's in the book, actually. Um, she did like a wine enema. A wine so, enema? And it was sparkling as well. She like filled up this enema bag with sparkling wine. I wasn't there, but I saw the video. And she, she used to go, oh, look at this. It's great. So she pulled this uh, enema bag up with this wine and then just took the whole litre of her bum. She, said, was she pissed? Yeah, she was absolutely steeping. Because you're not meant to absorb it that way. Because it absorbs through the membrane is... Yeah. super absorption down there I mean I'm not approved but that's an, it's pretty you know, extreme like, isn't it yeah, no. yeah I've heard champagne that going is... on the other side but you know that's maybe side. that's a California that's not good either thing. though that's not I can't good. believe it's that good that no. would upset the gut flora yeah you get flush or something yeah yeah Yum. flush flush <laughs> <laughs> not flush <laughs> you guys are doing gynecology role play in a pub oh obviously we do oh yeah that was yeah, it was one of those things. I was going back, you know, the winky, winky cats. So we're out in, um, like, West End. No, it wasn't. It was, like, Chelsea around there. So there's lots of posh people. We're, like, in this bar. And then, you know, cats getting chatted up by all these guys. And she goes, Eddie, yeah, the, you know, Tarquin has invited us to his house for, like, a party. Um, and I've been, you know, I've kind of left them to it. So I was, you know, in my invite. She said, yeah, yeah, that's the condition. So, um... So I mean, these people are like, I don't know, 30s, you know, kind of banking, professionally type people. They're quite posh, you know, like, hello. So anyway, so we've all had a few drinks. We go along to that thing. And so basically the, the guy that invited us, Tarquin, you know, it's what's the gig? And, and you know, Kaz and I like to do a lot of improv. So well, I said, actually, I'm a gynecologist. And um, yeah, Kaz is my um, practice consultant you know manager so yeah we you know got to the posh house and where it was and um yeah so you know it's like who are these people oh yes we met cats you know and then this is her friend eddie you know and didn't you know kind of said there's people come up to you and say hello my name's rupert i'm on the back what do you do i said well gynecologist don't really talk about it at weekends so then yeah gradually meet a few more people they're all drinking game hammered and then you know, I think some of them said to Kaz, you know, you know, well, uh, Eddie, sort of, you know, I've got a bit of a, bit of a worry. You know, would, would he mind just sort of giving me an opinion? And Kaz would say, yeah, well, just be discreet, though, because, you know, it's the weekend and all that. Yeah, so by about midnight, um, a lot of these drunken women kind of coming up and saying, you know, I'd be like, well, that, unfortunately, that's classic gonorrhea. <laughs> you know, or, you know, could be syphilis. You know, then like a few blokes kept coming up and just, you know, the very basic symptoms 
of gonorrhea and what have you. So all I said to them was, look, you know, I cannot, you know, I've been drinking, I'm not, you know, I'm not unable to give an opinion. But why don't you all go, well, no, why don't you go to probably Charing Cross, you know, there's a STI clinic there. And um, yes, so about, about one o'clock, I said to Kaz, this is like a den of sexual diseases. <laughs> we got to leave. It's like they all had the clap or something. And um, so they were obviously quite a tight knit group. And, a bit incestuous, maybe. Uh, I think they were. You know, I think they talked to, <laughs> not me. I think they just wanted to trap Kaz into their thing. And um, yes, I, I just wish we should have had a camera down at Charing Cross on Monday morning. <laughs> you know, in the clinic, they're probably all like, oh, hello, Topkin, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so that's just, then we just sort of left. I remember we walking along. It's just another classic moment mm. where, but, you know, people do want to believe what you say. You know, if you know, I know a little bit about gynecology. Enough is enough. You know, you can just, yeah, no, never questioned. Didn't see them again, though. <laughs> and I wasn't at the clinic on Monday either. So. <laughs> I would have gone with a hidden camera. Uh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, you're good at Brummy accents, apparently. It's great. It's a lovely day, Saturday. I think a lot of people think Brummy is really boring. But I'm really happy, really. Yeah, my mate Cassie does great accents. Can you do the Peaky Blinders? Yeah. He's got a big blowing as his not, so it's quite hard to talk with his name. No, that helps. It makes it more nasal. I think it's more authentic. Peaky Blinders, that's more like Can West. you do an Arthur impression from Peaky Blinders? Arthur, he's hard to do. Kaz could do a great Welsh. Right. No, actually, I've got it right. It's great, Sean. <laughs> it's great, but we've got problems with the London mob. <laughs> that, was, that was quite good. That was good, wasn't it? So what I'm saying is we get down that train and sort them out. Like sharpish. <laughs> Good night. It's just, it's just added with that mask on. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. Uh, it's going to do a robbery. Like, you need to go into a bank and do that voice. Well, so I reckon they just pass all the money over to you. You know, Arthur. Yeah, because yeah, it's like accents. Because Kev's Ken, quite a theatrical. I mean, and if you're quite musical, you can do accents. So, like, we've done a couple of times just for a crack. It'd be like, let's go and pretend to be Welsh in a pub. You know, the people, you know, believe you're Welsh. And they go, where are you from? Which part of Wales are you from? <laughs> Can we Barry hear that? Barry Island. Yeah, Barry Island. Barry We're from Barry and we love it, don't we? We do love it. We love coming to London. It's special, isn't it? Ooh, it's a sex shop today. <laughs> what were your post-COVID excesses? Oh, that's just when we like getting together and, and kind of drinking too much. Then obviously exploiting the uh, comic naivety of people like Winky. Winky. Well, no, we, we didn't. And you also like, like getting do anything nasty. We, no, we, we, we just have a crack. You know, yeah, it's kind of it's just a bit fun, so, sort of like turn to friends who yeah, kind of like have a, a nice guy. similar propensity to cause a bit yeah. of chaos and yeah. just create fun actually. And it's all you know, it's quite what I kind of felt is you know, I suddenly realised that domination is a very theatrical thing because 100%. what the Doms are creating an experience, you know, that is you know, out out of what they would normally do. Mm. And then the kind of vicarious pleasure seems to be, you know, doing that. Like the you said about the four spy thing, even though they'd like it anyway, it's kind of you know, it's that fan it's fantasy, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. And then, you know, like acting is about being someone that you're not but you know, perfecting it. I always think the 
racist bit of expression, basically. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you think with Ben Kingsley and Sexy Beast, one of the best bits of acting I can remember. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I suddenly realised Kaz was very theatrical. We like doing silly things. So it's, you know, it's always fun. Mm. What, did we do Sissy Deb- Deborah's Ultimate Fantasy? No. Oh, yeah, that's still on the cards to do, actually. So I've done with Deborah one-to-ones. She was there for the daisy chain. And we did one with Miss Candy as well, where we made, we attached lots of dildos to the wall doors and we did her like a dildo assault course. So she had to be... Bl- <laughs> <laughs> So he blindfolded Deborah and put these big stilettos on. So she had to basically navigate her way blindfolded and healed up across the assault course of dildos. So she had to, as soon as she felt one, she had to grab it, drop and suck it. And as she made it towards the end, we said we'd do her, her ultimate fantasy one day. Which is? It's to have a, a G-bang with a glory hole. Oh, that's a yeah. What was the first term? You can't go into it. Um, can't go into it. A, a glory I'm hole. Gonna, I, I understand glory hole. What was yeah. the first thing? A G Lots bang. of people. A G bang. You know what a G bang is? No. If I spout G... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> got it, got it, yeah. got it. With a, a hole, one of those holes, how many people would be participating in that G bang? I think she'd be up for about five. Wow. Yeah. Busy night. So that is her <laughs> ultimate, which hopefully we're going to be doing next year. So I'm just looking for a good venue. So if you're a dungeon owner and you have a great glory hole for hire, glory hole for hire, get in touch. Deborah will be the receptacle. <laughs> Deborah's night, big night out. So what is describe what you see? What have you done? Oh, I sent you some pictures, didn't I? I don't know if you've still got them on your phone. I sent some videos to you oh. a while back. It was a few weeks ago now, I think. Yeah, a little break. Wicked. She's going to do that. Sorry. What's that? I don't know. What is it? Jen and Sean role play. Oh, you two are going to do a fetish role play. Okay. With our guidance, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to think of some themes and throw them at you. I'm I'm like like the the sorcerer's apprentice now. Yeah. Yeah. role play, I presume. A what? Verbal role play. Verbal role play. Okay. Well, unless you want to slap him. Right now, let's do it. Okay, yeah. So, we we chuck you a theme. Right, give me a theme. Okay, right. So, I obviously, I'll just be the supporting actor here, but I'm always learning. Shall I pick the first thing? Yeah. Headmistress, and Sean has been throwing things out of the window and putting drawing pins on people's chairs, and he's sent to the headmistress. <laughs> they deserved it, miss. <laughs> Wait a minute, I would invite you. Come, come into my office, that word. <laughs> but they deserved it, miss. <laughs> That's not an excuse. Now bend over the desk. <laughs> Lashes. <laughs> right. Next. You're not going to spank my cane with my bottom, are you? Corporal punishment was banned in this country, and this is a violation of my human rights. 
<laughs> what year was what year was corporate corporal punishment banned? Sean's so on trend, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you cheeky child. I'll report you for child abuse, miss. <laughs> You've got a bit of a mouth on you. Aren't <laughs> 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 <Hard> you <to> gobby? <laughs> so Kaz, what do you reckon out of ten? Ten. Ten. So right. I've got I've got one for Jen now. Right. Yes. Mr. Atwood, the headmaster. Oh, so we're gonna yeah, so it's now Jen. And Jen has been caught smoking <laughs> behind the garages <laughs> with the boys sheds. in her hockey skirt. Oh <laughs> uh, right, so I've been caught smoking. What he catches me smoking? No, no, you've been, you've been, he's, you've been oh, reported by one of the uh, by the hockey master, and um, yeah, you'll march straight to the study. So, Jennifer Hopkins, do you realise on un- what oh, unhealthy smoking is? I'm sorry, sir. It's my friends, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you think about this for an hour. You're going to stay an hour to do an extra detention, where you're going to have to write out. I shall not ever smoke again. It is so unhealthy. Over and over for an hour. Do you have a pen and pencil? <laughs> pen? And pad of paper? God, that's the most boring role play I've ever had. There's nothing kinky about that. Right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't give the trolls any quick things. <laughs> I think I do understand... You know, Sean's hesitation to, <laughs> to, get, Absolutely. to, to get the cane out right. and all that, you know. Let's do one more. One of you has been caught shoplifting. The other one is a servant of the law. Who wants to be the copper? I'll be the shoplifter. <laughs> I did get caught shoplifting a few times in my yeah, life. Too, did. What did you nick? Marvel Comics, I was obsessed with them. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic Four. <laughs> right, so here's my Fantastic Four, right? <laughs> right so, so I'm in the shop. I'm in the shop, right? <laughs> You're looking dodgy. So I'm in the shop, I've got these like rows of fucking comics. So I, I'm up here, get, I get the comic, crouch down like I'm looking at a lower row. Just roll the motherfucker out like this. Get this like, in, in my shirt. It's so obvious. <laughs> It's not very efficient. Is that how you did it? <laughs> and so I walk around the corner. Look around. Excuse me, sir. What's that in your shirt? Are you the copper or the shopkeeper who calls the copper? Well, I'm just copper. I've caught you. Right. Excuse me, what's that in your shirt? Don't know what you're talking about. It's something. It's a comic book. It's a comic book. Can I please see what's in your shirt? <laughs> oh, I call the cops. Right, let me call the cops. Sorry, I've got this. No, don't call the cops. I'll show you. Please don't call the cops. It's, um, I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll run along and get some money and pay for it. No, I'll march you home and tell your parents. No! <laughs> I'll do anything. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, say, Jen, what would the punishment be? (laughs) 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 Cut there. (laughs) So, so Mistress Kaz, they get you to the swig of this, don't you think? I think they're natural. (laughs) 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 That's brilliant. 
<laughs> the theatrical. So you're quite theatrical. Why don't you two do a role play to make us? We'll be the spectators. Any rules? No rules. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, right, chuck one our way. Hmm? Chuck one our way, what are we doing? Right. So, one of you is Stavros, the leader of the Daleks. And the other one is, is uh, 3.0 Android. And they're enemies. So, which uh, is the hardest one? The worlds have clashed. They're enemies, they're not supposed to make. Which is the superior one? You. Well, Stavros is like the boss of the no, Dalek, but 3.0 so Android is... He's a bit more high-tech. Got superpowers yeah. too. So I'll be... Jesus, it's hard. Who do you want to be? I'll be, the, I'll be Stavros the oh, Dalek. Oh, you'll be Stavros. Because I'm be. older. Yeah. Do you remember how he spoke? Can I just be like a Kaz version of this prototype? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, I'll come along and go, what's your name again? You're like Robo 2.0. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I understand you are Robo 2.0. I am the head of the Daleks. And you will be exterminate, exterminate. You are not my power. What can you offer me? Can I ask you a question? Why are you holding your hand to your mouth like this? First of all, put your hands on your head when you speak to me. Come on, decent man. It's courtesy. <laughs> Show some respect. Who do you think you are? I know, it's the Dom droid. Right. Shit! <laughs> get, get over my knee. Over the knee. <laughs> you are um, about to deliver an extreme spanking. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come. <laughs> Come. You got away with it. You can see that <laughs> practice makes perfect on that. So we're going to start with say what we see then. What's that mean? So basically, <laughs> Kaz has sent me a load of explicit videos of sessions with her subs. So you've got to have to describe it YouTube friendly what you're seeing in the video. <laughs> I do warn you, some of them. Yeah. So it's the first one. So, so what is he doing? Beyond. <laughs> he's got lingerie on. He's on a bed. His hands are holding phalluses. It's called skiing. Can I just, skiing. Can I just point out, I have the consent of the people involved in these videos to circulate and show them. Blonde wig on, and he's got a phallus in his mouth, which is going at a frantic pace. Oh, there's a pink one hanging down there. Right, next one. And now this is what I'd like to do at our Christmas party. Oh! <laughs> There's some electrical application of some cattle prod. I think, I think I could probably dispose to of To the nether regions. There's two gentlemen connected by, by their groins via tinsel. <laughs> a string of tinsels. So was this Christmas themed? Christmas themed, yeah. Okay, it's getting a bit festive. And they're getting cattle prodded. That is called a violet wand. <laughs> a violet cattle wand. Does, it, does that affect the tinsel? It the... does, because it's all very conductive. So oh. at a certain point, you can start here and he's feeling it. As you move along, eventually, guy number two is going to start feeling it. So it's quite interesting to move the prod up and down. Wow. Uh, I think it was a vo- violet wand in this scenario. And all of a sudden, the one on the right is going to... <laughs> and then sometimes you can get them both. You'll get a little rogue bit of tinsel that just connects the whole thing. So it's just brilliant. 
Oh, so you get a short, do they just like both explode or? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> that's nice. A short, cir- a very, very... short circuit. No. I just want to, no. No, 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 no. So the next one, it's not, it's not much of a video, but you can just cry. <laughs> I'll shake out quickly. Some rope. <laughs> Some rope. <laughs> it's gone from around the head to the crotch and a hooded masked man. Similar to, to Eddie. <laughs> oh. No, the mask is. And Kaz is looking like a very proud owner there. I like that. I like that one. This guy's about seven foot tall. He was very tall, wasn't he? Mm. So we're on to yeah. the next one, which is... But very submissive. So that is pegging? Yeah, that is. Wow. Oh, that's cool, isn't it? <laughs> that was on the swing, wasn't it? Is that on the swing? Next got... one is this. Oh, oh floor, I call him a dirty little floor humper. <laughs> He's, he is literally humping the floor in, in pink, skimpy pink nicks. And that's his punishment, is to hump the floor. Uh, He's got a cage on What well. was he saying at the time? No, you can't, can't see his back. Now. Just, thank you, mistress, thank you, mistress. I'm a dirty little boy. Mm-hmm. Well, He's seven foot tall. Certainly is. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't watch that one. Can't see it. <laughs> I can't see that. Show him. A long instrument is going uh, in. You reef. No merci. Yeah. No merci, madame. Yeah. No. Oh, zut I do wonder you how You might say, peed. what's that sound? Let's go past that one. It's making a <laughs> that, that is the last one of the evening. There we go. <laughs> I mean, are these quite recent sessions? Some of them are. I think one of them with the floor hump, I think that was from about a year and a half ago, with Mistress Lady Ashley. And um, Ginger Loser, his name is. <laughs> ginger Loser. Is that so, one in like Ginger up his bum? No, he's, he is Ginger. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. his hair colour. <laughs> um, oh, we squished fruit with our feet on the floor and he had to lick it off our toes and clean it up. So there's some guys want like sessions with multiple doms at the same time. Yeah, How common like two, is two is quite common, three. The most I've ever done is about four or five. So when you get together with so, a bunch of doms like that, because your creativity, you know, you've got these stories and stuff mm. when there's like four of you how does mm. that gel it's just an absolute giggle fest basically um the slaves that sign up for that are generally into humiliation and degradation anyway because they know they're gonna have a bunch of girls that just stood there pointing and laughing so it'll be girls lounging and just going lick the floor go and hump that cushion and just being in hysterics the whole time <laughs> so yeah there's no order no structure yeah. <laughs> it's do, just... they, do they like treasure that would that be like the highlight of their life they're like four yeah, dogs yeah. one, all at one once one for the memory book called the, the yeah. special W bank W bank <laughs> yeah <laughs> moving on so what have we got coming next guys oh so, uh, so next I'm going to do a new book so the next book is basically based on text messages that I've been sent by subs so it's going to be the good boys, the bad boys, and the plain silly boys, and all the ridiculous. Can you give us requests. a clean example? Uh, well, one text I received last week, bizarrely on Instagram, was, "Mistress, can I get you pregnant, please? Just the once." <laughs> what? So here being the just book, the obviously, <laughs> just once, yeah. So you've got him for eighteen years of your life. Exactly. So I offered him one of my male sissies instead. 
And then he said, I'm blocking you. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be a journey into the mind of a male slave through text messages with a little bit of analysis as well. So, and it's, it's going to be quite humorous and comedic, not too serious. So that'll be the next book, um, working on my thriller film, which James the cameraman's going to be on. We're doing a casting couch series at one point. So we're going to get an actor in to be a character who's really brash and loud and thinks he's brilliant, but he's really sleazy and everyone hates him. So that's going to be a comedy as well. Um, oh, let's plug James's uh, documentary interview with the Dominatrix. Where's that available on Amazon Prime, I do believe? Amazon Prime. It's on Tubi in America. So American Tubi. viewers can watch it at tubi.tv. And congr- congrats to James for getting his naturalist cleaners Cleanest? on Amazon as well. Yeah. What naturist is naturist? Naturist, yeah. And we're going to do another one, aren't we, next year? Yeah, uh, which would be just about doing cats. So we'd look Mm. at what you're up to and uh, sort of uh, get to know a bit more about you and uh, see you you at work. Also, dropping the OnlyFans. There's that OnlyFans. You can find me there, CasbyXX. And uh, don't forget, we've got a brand new podcast. With Jen, reality is shite. <laughs> <laughs> Which it is. Would you like um, to uh, explain what that's about? Well, it's just uh, relevant news stories. Four mm. of us, five of us, whoever wants to join. There's no preference, really. Just someone who's funny, mm. dry, I like. Um, we've not... It's not kinky news stories. It's more mainstream. But our opinions and mm. perspectives, I guess, on them just daft stuff isn't it weird and wonderful well, I mean, news I mean some news stories are, yeah. are quite mainstream but others are just ridiculously funny for example um, what was the one I put up last week you were there because you do the slides <laughs> that wasn't the giant um, Christmas decoration going down Oxford Street that was quite good that was that the, was cat, good the cat selfie one that was my favourite story that was too weak for me that, I loved it it was cute though what was the best one that we oh, did what well, do we have? Well, the, I, I love the um, Bodmin toilet scandal. I love that. Well, basically, B&Q launched a new toilet, and they called it the Bodmin. Yeah. So everyone in Cornwall, one Bodmin in particular, were really offended that they'd named a crapper after their town. <laughs> but Bodmin is a shithole. <laughs> the fashion company... Sorry to everyone in Bodmin. Can't mention that. Okay, we'll mention uh, we, that. Yes, don't mention that one. And don't forget, if you want much more, Confessions of a Dominatrix is available worldwide on Amazon. Ebook, paperback, audiobook, links in the description box below this video. Check it out. And if you want a sissy session, don't contact me. <laughs> or a robo session. That's what I say, Kaz, you're an incredible woman. And congratulations. Aww. Yes, cheers, cheers to Kaz. Cheers, Kaz. Wow. Cheers, Take care. Clink. My little group of friends were like all the misfits Mm. and all the quite quiet, shy people. You know, keep refusing to give me back my passport. Unfortunately, I'm not going to have any more choice than to go to the English tabloids and tell them that you're, (laughs) you're holding me hostage and that you're detaining my passport. Uh, I was just kind of sat there and then this Chris comes back through and he says to me, we need to get out of here. We need to get out. And I'm like, what's wrong? What happened? He's like, he wants to swap. 
would you like to take some tea out to your little friends and some biscuits? And so it was all quite civilised. And then someone just turned up, I don't know who, with this acid. He was like, and I just crept slowly to the top of the stairs. And there's this like guy in a grey hoodie just like staring back at me like this, like, <gasps> like that. And I'm like, <laughs> we both just froze for a moment and just stared at each other, like, <laughs> like in shock. And then I'm like, get out of my house! <laughs> It's a TV show and you have all these different girls on the bed and then you pick up your phone and you're like, hey! I never wanted to be the loudest person in the room, but I think they all wanted to be the most extreme porn star and all like the wackiest and everything. For me, mostly my experience, although there's been ups and downs, I found that the industry's helped me. It's grown my confidence. So and then we went round to uh, my friend Vicky's, like apparently he was putting stuff in my food and she was like, you can't do that, that's, that's you know, you're spiking her. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine, it keeps her calm, it keeps her happy. Well, I, I'm quite into my PVC and corsets because I, I don't kind of like being, you know, collars up here and too stiff and formal because I like to move around a lot, but I like to be a little bit disciplinarian. Don't get excited, she's not looking for new slaves. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And the levels just got here. Before Today, we started. We have our first ever dominatrix. Don't get excited, she's not looking for new slaves. <laughs> She is the Kaz is the author of two books, Dreaming in the Dark and Sordid Secrets, which are available on Amazon. The link will be in the description box below the video. If you want to go down and follow her on Twitter as well, at K-A-Z-B-X-X, that link will be down there. So, it's going to be a very interesting journey today. Really appreciate Kaz coming on. Yeah, thank you. I've watched your previous work with James, got a lot of views, got a lot of interest and a lot of absolutely insane stories and things that I didn't even know people had a penchant for that will blow your mind from the kinky department. We're going to get to that. <laughs> All right. So before we start then, um, getting heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. And Jen is here, of course, of Boomer and Jen. Her links are in the description box for her organic cotton clothing company. You should be familiar with my new co-host by now. <laughs> right. So before we get to the heavy stuff, then, we're going to go back and just look at what led to this Ooh. adventure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So where were you born? I was born in Swindon. Yes. So just down the road. Well, not down the road, about an hour from here. Yeah. Um, Wiltshire, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. Isn't that your neck of the woods? Yes, uh, Bradford on Avon. Mm -hmm. So, what was school like? Um, so, school, school, school was like a horrible place. I would never want to go back to school and be a kid again if I had the option to. Um, when I got to, because I was, I'm quite short, you've probably noticed. So, I was kind of a bit of a target for bullies when I was at school. And I was very quiet as well because my home life was a bit disruptive. I used to just escape into books and stuff. So, I was quiet. So, 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've got a terrible habit of tapping my feet. I've got to hold them. We'll get you hold a pillow. We'll get you a pillow. <laughs> Careful to spank me. Well, 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 I'm interrupted. Can I just grab your foot real quick and show oh, yeah, it to the yeah, camera? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Look at those yeah. sneakers. Uh -huh. Aren't they so cool? Yeah, so I should have had these on at school, really. <laughs> you were <doing> some damage. <laughs> yeah, so I used to get picked on at school, so that wasn't really much fun. Um, yeah, so it kind of built up where I was getting sort of picked on all the time. And the, I'm just stuck to the microphone. Oh my god, I didn't want to break it or anything. <laughs> Jesus, don't do this. Okay, this is not SM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it built up to um, I had an incident where there was a girl that just grabbed me from behind and kicked me in the head, and that went to the police and they got involved and it was all kind of very dramatic at the time. For what reason? Um, she, when, they, when she did a police statement, she just said, oh, I had a bad day and I needed someone to take it out on. So I just happened to be there, sort of like walking home from school like this because I was quite shy. And she's gone, oh, she's little and I'll pick on her. So, um, yeah, I got my head kicked in and uh, got beaten up. She was kicking me in the head. And I remember being on the floor just thinking, like, just, just numb really and I, mean, I wasn't even crying or anything and then she said um she said I'm gonna kick you in the head until you cry and like somehow I just managed to make myself cry so I just managed to switch it on god knows how I guess it was like a survival technique really. of course did you have so, a history with her no not at all I did get bullied at school but she wasn't part of that group or anything to do with it so it was it was just random and then funny enough how all the bullying stopped. I was walking over with this like big bridge from one side of the school to the other. I was walking over the bridge and there was this girl called Lindsay. She went to me, uh, I won't say my surname, she went, uh, Oi, you. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh God, sort of thing. So I go to walk away and she kind of sidesteps, grabs my little coat, I had this little green coat on, pulls it over my head so like, I can't see that. And I'm like, I can't see. So I'm like flailing during this, going, get off me. Like, hey, somehow I managed to just like punch her in the face and give her a black eye. So I'm like, oh, I heard a scream. And I'm like, oh God, I'm in for it now. She's going to proper beat me up. But she just ran away screaming and crying. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> So did you have friends then, like, like a clique that you hung out with at school? I did, but I, my little group of friends were like all the misfits mm. and all the quite quiet, shy people. So, um, but I remember that, that morning after I hit, hit the girl in the face by accident, I went up to, well, the morning was fine. I kept expecting to be called up and get into trouble. I kept thinking, oh God, something's going to happen. Anyway, after lunch, we had afternoon registration and I sat in my chair and I had this tutor called, we called Miss O. And she said, she went, Karen, can you come up to the desk, please? And I was like, shit, here it is. Here we go. I went up to the desk. She said, did you hit Lindsay this morning? And I went, yes, miss. And she went, good. Now go and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> good on her. <laughs> did that set a precedent then? With the bullies? <laughs> they knew you were going to hit back now. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I, I think once they thought oh, she's not going to take this anymore. We best steer clear a little bit. So the, there was always like a little bit of a wary look. She's small, but she's a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even know it was an accident. Oh, well. Well what, done you. What, what was your relationship like with the lads at the school? Um, Till I was probably about 15, I just didn't have anything to do with any boys at all. I just found them really annoying and immature and childish. 
And then I got my first boyfriend. Yeah, I was about 15. I saw him at youth club and he looked, you know, um, Anton Deck? Yes. He looked a bit like, which one is it? Hang on. <laughs> he looked a bit like Ant McPartlin. So I thought, oh, yeah, he's really fit. I like him. So um, somehow we, we started dating. I think he came up to me and he said, um, he went, he went, so do you want to go out with me or something then? <laughs> and I went, yeah, okay then. And so um, he said, yeah, that was it. So I didn't really have much to do with anyone else at school because I've decided by that point, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I'm happy just doing my own thing and not kind of getting involved with other people. It was funny because in the, the, fit, the last year, they all started trying to befriend me. And I was just like, I was, I was cold. I was like, nope, too late. <laughs> so what was your first relation, uh, sexual relationship like? It was with my, my boyfriend, Mike. Okay. So I met him at youth club at school. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just, it, it kind of got quite intense quite quickly, I think. Was it fairly normal, would you say? Uh, what's normal? Well. Well, you're, asking, you know, you're asking me if it was normal. I would say, yeah, but someone else might go, no, that's, that's, you know, that is totally kinky and freaky. So, kinky? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I used to read Cosmo magazine. Mm. And just seventeen, I think, Miz so I've like just turned to like the sex tip straight away. Like, um, my boyfriend wants me to. So I was like reading like and Cosmo and my sister's magazines, you know, stuff like how to spice up your sex life. And I was like fifteen, sixteen, I'm reading like, how to spice up your <laughs> sex life. Like, mm, that sounds interesting. Okay, I'll go into Ansomers and get some fluffy handcuffs. <laughs> I probably wasn't even old enough to be in there, but I remember just like waltzing in, have a little look around. I was a bit shocked when I got to the end and there's all like these massive dildos and things. And I'm like, what do you even do with that? That's an arm. What's that for? <laughs> I had no quite innocent really so I bought these little handcuffs and they were just like two bits of fluff stitched together with a chain in they the they were middle. rubbish weren't they they're so then. rubbish yeah. I thought they were great I'm like oh this is so kinky let's try these tonight so <laughs> we were just like taking it in turns on putting them on each other and then being like hee hee <laughs> 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 it was like there was like no BDSM there or anything it was all kind of like keeping it wasn't innocent because no. how old are you now God, uh, <laughs> 41. Shut up. I'm uh, 40, uh, 42 next week. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I think I'm getting Alzheimer's a bit because I've got to that age where someone goes to you, how old are you? And I'm like, I've got to sit there and figure it out. Yeah. You look about 28. <laughs> I thought you were my age. Oh, bless. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that compliment. <laughs> what was your first job then? Oh, what was my, what was my first job? Tour guide. Oh, first proper job. Travel rep. Yeah. Well, what yeah. was your first job? Because I um, think that's quite interesting. Very first job ever. I, well, when I was like a kid, I did some work for my dad, cleaning his shop. Then I did, what else did I do? My first proper, well, my first paid job for someone other than my dad was, I think it was a little cleaning job after college. So um, I was cleaning offices and I loved it. It was brilliant. We did like a brilliant vibe there. There was like this big jolly lady who was surprised. There was this little lady called, little Jamaican lady called Winnie and she had this amazing roar on her. She was always like singing, going, hey Cass, <laughs> we're going to have the best evening today. <laughs> and, uh, and then as punishment one day, I was late for my shift. They put me on toilets. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's a bit grimy, but get on with it. Anyway, so you put this little sign outside to say these toilets are at you, she can't come in now. And uh, this office bloke, he's obviously working late, starts walking in. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, toilets are closed. Can you use one of the other 
Blue's on the other floor and it just ignores me, walks in, flops his little dinky out and he starts going <laughs> at the urinal. And I'm like, I think I'm like 16, 17 at this point. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I just like lock myself in the loo. And like, if it was now, I'd be like, mate, it's not even worth getting that out. Put it away, you silly little boy. Come on, get rid of that. <laughs> but I was like, I was like quite shocked. I just locked the door. I just wait till he's gone. Anyway, so I told my boss, I think they just sent a strongly worded let around. I didn't see him again after that. So, <laughs> so that that was good. Um, and then what did I do? What did I do then? Just thinking. So I went to college. Then yeah, then I went. To, I was working in co-op and then travel care. And then from there, I thought, oh, I like this travel luck. I should go and be a holiday rep. <laughs> so that's when I went over to Cyprus and I spent about nine months working there. I think. So, and you can imagine being an 18-year-old, I had like no life experience. So I wasn't very good at socialising or talking to people, I was still really shy. And then suddenly there's like all these people, guests, alcohol, everything. It was just madness. That, that so you went up year. to a party lifestyle. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, but it, it was kind of burning the candle at both ends because you're... One minute you're up at 6am because you've got a flight coming in and you've got to meet the guests and be all chirpy and be like, hey, welcome to Cyprus. <laughs> Where's the world? How are you? <laughs> and then like later on you're guiding an excursion and then you're going out getting wrecked, just drinking like pictures of pictures of cocktails. You don't know what's in that stuff. You know, they're just, oh, your reps are you? Whistle this one up. So they're just like putting all the shots in. And before you know it, you know, you're waking up on a bus to Coral Bay going, <laughs> I've gone a bit far this time. How did I get in this scenario? So that that was quite bad. And the worst thing was, is like three, I think it was like three or four days later, my I'd lost my phone. And yeah. one of the reps got my phone back to me. And on the phone, it was a text from this woman. And she went, oh, um, I hope you've got your phone back by now. I made sure that I gave it to your friend. And any time you want to sleep, Underneath our Jeep, you're completely welcome. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> so you passed out underneath a Jeep? Well, I can only guess. Is she winding me up? Is she, going, is she just going, I know, we'll have a bit of fun with this one. <laughs> I, I don't know. You can't remember. I can't remember. That's bad, isn't it? That's just, that is so bad because like I could have been anywhere. So yeah, I woke up and I thought, right, yeah, going to have to reel it in and stop with a the crazy drinking because it's, it's it's funny now <laughs> <laughs> what about menorca what was that like the what sorry menorca oh it was it was it was horrible it's um right yeah i was expecting a different reaction <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> yeah i love cyprus i think cyprus is such a brilliant brilliant place so if you go to menorca i think there's a place called callan for cat which is if you're in your 18 19 20s you want to be there because it's busy and you know, bit of a party lifestyle and stuff. But if you're, yeah, if you're that age, you don't want to go to Sonbu, which is where I was. So what happened was the first week they send you out for training, I made all these really cool friends, which were quite, still quite hard for me at the time. And I'm like, yay, I've got friends. This is great. And then like, yeah, now we're going to take you away from these people and put you on your own here in this resort. And um, so the really horrible supervisor there as well, like my family come out and she wouldn't let me see my family, my nan flew all the way out as well. Mm. And they were like, no, you can't, you can't see your nan. You have to work. And I'm like, I've done all my work. I've done all my reports. I've done all the admin. No, no, no. So in the end, I just thought, you know what? I come here because I thought, you know, I want to work hard and be a good rep. But, but you want to have fun. I want to enjoy myself. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. What is the point? <laughs> you know? So I'm like, right, I'm, I'm going to 
quit. And she said to me, um, I've read your letter. I don't accept your notice. I know you're capable of better than this. Anyway, see you in the morning. <laughs> I was a bit shocked to start with. Oh, Jesus, what the fuck just happened there? So I kind of like went away and thought, hang on, I'm not having this. I'm not having this. So I thought, thought to myself, what am I going to do to get out of this? Because there's no, nowhere I can stay. So I started writing this letter and I, I basically said, um, I am handing you my notice because I can't see a way past, you know, any things that's happened. And I, I can't see a way of moving forward that's going to be, you know, satisfactory for either of us. And I said, um, furthermore, if you you know, keep refusing to give me back my passport. Unfortunately, I'm not going to have any more choice than to go to the English tabloids and tell them that you're, <laughs> you're holding me hostage and that you're detaining my passport. So Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, so like the next day in the office, it was just like, there's your passport. You need to give us four weeks' notice. So that was kind of the end of that one. Did you finish four weeks? Really? Yeah, I did the four weeks' notice. but. Yeah, I don't think I had much of a choice. Whereas I could, I suppose, I could have like just done a runner in the night or something. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? So what happened when you went on a date and hitched a ride, and you thought the guy had his wife in the vehicle? Oh God! Um, so I went to this wedding. It was I can't remember whose wedding it was. A random wedding. And um, I got chatting to this guy at the wedding and uh, everyone else was like really quite stuffy and like, and we, we just had a laugh. We were just taking the piss out of everything the whole time. And so he said, oh, do you fancy um, going out afterwards? So I think we went to this club called some cheesy name like Rainbows or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> had a few jars in mm. there. And then um, we come out and we were, we were like tipsy, but we weren't sort of stupid falling all over the place or anything. So we were like waiting for a taxi. So we went and sat on this little curb and this, this guy pulls up. You can just to set the scene, right? He's quite a big guy, probably like a few stone overweight, jet black Greek, jet black hair, quite long and a little bit greasy looking, <laughs> um, very cool sunshade, sports car. And he's got this beautiful woman like stood next to him, sorry, sat next to him in the car. She's got long black hair, red lipstick, like this very glam looking. And then he's like, oh, I can rubbish accents <laughs> would you like a lift kind of i'm not gonna even try and uh, so we're sat on the road and no it's fine we're just gonna wait for the next taxi don't worry about it and then this guy's like it's okay in in, in greece we cannot let you just sit there by the road we have to take you we're being hospitable but no honestly it's okay it's okay we like the fresh air anyway so this guy is going on and on and on and then his wife in the end is like, oh, come on, join us. It's okay. We take you home. It takes five minutes. So stupidly, <laughs> we got in the guy's car. And then like, after about two minutes, he was going, oh, I'm, I am Christos. Um, my father also called Christos. I built my own house. He built his house before me. You know, you get the bit of story. They reel you in, don't they? Mm. You know, oh, that's nice. Yes, I'm very proud of my house. You should see it. So I was like, mm, yeah, maybe one day. Bit weird. Yeah, I, I take you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It just gets worse. So we're like, no, 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 no. Just, honestly, we don't want to put you out. You don't have to take it. Yes, yes, I take you there. We have a quick drink. It's okay. You come with us. So, so by this point, we're like, we just look at each other. We're like, Oh shit, so we're going to this guy's house then by the looks of it. So we get to his house and it's lovely little like villa. And um I'm thinking, oh, do you know what? Actually this isn't too bad. He's probably just a nice he's a bit lonely maybe, he wants a bit of company. So we sit down, he's like, I make you a drink, I make you relaxed and all this kind of stuff. So I 
he um, Chris goes off into the kitchen with Christos. I'm sat here with this Russian lady, and I start trying to make conversation. Like, oh, how did you guys meet then? And she's like, oh, um, about an hour ago. Huh? What? <laughs> what? So it only turns out that she's a, a Russian prostitute, and he's just picked her up, and then got us in the car as well. And then I'm like, I just don't know how to react to this situation. So uh, I was just kind of sat there, and then this Chris comes back through, and he says to me, "We need to get out of here. We need to get out." And I'm like, "What's wrong? What happened?" He's like. He wants to swap. <laughs> Bear in mind, I'm like 18 years of age. Well, I've never swapped in my life. <laughs> um, or done many things by that, you know. Um, so we're like, shit, shit. I started panic. My heart was just racing. I'm like, is he going to axe murder us? Is he, does he want to go on me or the other guy? Or is, I don't know. What's going to happen? So my mind's just reeling. And then, um, so he's like, what should we do? Should we make a run for the door? I'm like, no, 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 because it's all the way down the... I said, I think there's a window in the bathroom, right? So let's go out the bathroom. So we like, he went, do you want to go first? And I'll keep him talking about, no, we've got to do this together. You might axe murder you if I leave you behind. So I just <laughs> grabbed his arm, ran to the toilet, like... And you know that, you know, like every second when you're in a hurry feels like an hour, doesn't it? And yes. you're like, come on, trying to get the wind, come on. And it was probably like four or five seconds, but it felt like about 10 minutes so eventually this window comes up I literally think I just threw myself for it head first he followed me and um we started rolling down the hill picked ourselves up and we just legged it for about like 10 minutes until we couldn't run anymore and we're out of breath and then we just collapsed into fits of giggles because we'd like made it out <laughs> safely it's like out of a movie yeah it was just, it was nuts and then by the time we got back, we were in Polis. We had to walk all the way from Polis to Paphos. So by the time we got to Paphos, it was bloody light. Wow. Yeah. And, and then we stopped for McDonald's as well. And normally I, I just want to eat McDonald's because it's not my kind of thing. But I'm like, yeah, I'm so hungry. Let's go in there and get a burger. <laughs> well, that's all that running, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were just like, Ugh. Well, when you took the lad to the hotel swimming pool, yeah, so we had this rule. When you go, when you become a holiday rep, they give you all these rules of like what you can do, what you're not allowed to do. So one of the rules was like, I think it was saying like you can't sleep with your own guests, right? Because obviously that's a conflict of interest, isn't it? Mm. But they said that you can sleep with other people's guests. So people used to, so like, like GMC people would sleep with Thompson's so guests. So that was the and, loophole? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that was, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, really, to be professional, you shouldn't be sleeping with anyone's guests, but it was kind of like... Well, there was a loophole, at least. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people just... Yeah, so um, what what happened was, is, like, you'd end up speaking... You'd end up hanging out with other people's guests that you'd get chatting to in the nightclub. And you go, oh, the first thing you'd always say to them, you go, who are you holidaying with, then? And if they said, like, some world, you'd go, ah, oh, well, I hope you have a lovely evening. <laughs> if they said Thompson's, you'd go, oh, okay, great, we can talk. <laughs> uh, so this, um, so this, I got chatting to this, um, this, this guy, and he was like, oh, do you know where, anywhere cool to go after this? And I'm like, I was, I think I was a bit drunk. I said, like, yeah, I know all the great places to go. Just follow me. Do you fancy a swim? And so I took him to this, like, hotel. It wasn't one of my hotels. Again, that would be foolish. It was one of the, um, one of the other tour companies but we kind of sort of knew all the hotels and so um there was this gorgeous swimming pool there with leds so we just went and had a swim in this in this pool we were, like giggling like, naked to... 
I think we probably were, or like at least like very skinny dipping. Scantily, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we were like just giggling, like we're very very naughty and stuff. And then um, we then went, then decided to go inside and get a little bit, you know, a little bit naughty. And I, I think we were having a snog or something, and then basically we heard this guy with a trolley. It was like the waiting staff setting up all the dining tables for the next day. And we were like, shit, and I think I'm a rep. If I get caught in this hotel, but even though it's not one of my hotels, I'm still going to be in massive shit. I'm like, a state of undress, soaking <laughs> wet. So I'm like, I just grabbed this, I'm like, under the tablecloth. So yeah, it was a bit like this, actually. Yeah, it's like a big round dining table with a tablecloth nearly to the floor. So we just... Like, we're like, under the tablecloth, we would just oh, to put my hand over his mouth as well. We try not to giggle, obviously, like, <laughs> quite drunk and giggling. <laughs> and then, like, on this, we heard the wheels just going, <laughs> and just moving away. We're like, right, let's, let's, let's make, you know, make a runner for it now. We just <laughs> legged it out of this hotel. So that's another one I got away with. Wow. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> so, what did you do when you came back from all this holiday tourism stuff? Well, um, sorry, can I just have a sip of yeah, water? Yeah, help yourself. But it's got a little bit dry. If you would oh, like the pressure to under the lights. check Kazzy's <laughs> books out, they are Dreaming in the Dark and the Sordid Secrets. If you want to go on her Twitter, she is at Kaz, K-A-Z-B-X-X. That's me. <laughs> so, yeah, after uni, the first thing I did, well, I thought, well... So it I says Legoland on here, sorry. So I just jumped ahead like about four, ye- four years there, didn't I? Because where were we yeah. there? <laughs> I mean, Yorker was awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thames Water was so, one of the Yeah, that left, was it. Yeah. 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 What were you going to say? Left uni, Legoland. Yeah. I love Legoland. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I was there the other week with my Definitely. nephews, not on my own. Not such like a cool place. So, but yeah, I think I worked... When did, yeah, that was before. I worked, that was after uni. So before uni, you know, I worked in Thames Water. And my job was literally... Like, they'd phone... Up and I go, can I put you through to sewage or leakage? <laughs> <laughs> and that oh, was fun. literally it. I had no like yeah. responsibility or power to solve anything or do anything else. So, and they'd call up and they go, oh, I've had this problem for two weeks now and you've not done anything about it. And I'm like, I didn't even know about your problem. <laughs> so I just, I couldn't handle it. And then what I found myself doing, I'd keep like drinking water just so I could like go to the loo and have like a little breather from people like shouting in my ear. But the thing is they clocked onto that. You've got a door system. You have to clock in and out every time you go for a toilet break. And that, um, we've noticed you're taking rather a lot of toilet breaks and we're not satisfied with the amount of breaks you're having for the loo. And I just thought, I can't do this. It's, yeah. So um, I thought, yeah, I, don't, I can't see me working at Thames Water forever. So I, I started applying to unis then. And um, I went through the clearing process and I think my choices were like Bournemouth, Southampton, I think Portsmouth as well. I'm glad I didn't go there. Was it Portsmouth? Somewhere like that. <laughs> um, so I got into Southampton Institute. And um, yeah, that was like three years of massive amounts of... I'm, I'm not going to use the word growing, growing up very loosely. What did you study, sorry? Media writing. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, wow. yeah. It was, it was a really, really awesome course. And we, we had like a student radio station and stuff. So I used to, I used to have a little playlist show and go, yes, this is, this is Kaz with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a cold play next. <laughs> and then, uh, I did like a little, oh, what do you call it? Like a dance show as well on a Friday 
evening before before the club because we did a club as well, club night. So what, like on the podium there? No, no, no. This was we had like um, a refectory. I thought you were dancing there. No, 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 no. I was doing like a student radio show. Yes, no, yeah. but I thought you said it, and a dance thing. I thought, oh, oh you were doing yeah, podium we, dancing we or something. we promoted a dance club as well Oh, a dance debauchery. night. Okay, right. Yeah. Debauchery. Yeah, debauchery. Debauchery. Yeah. Funny, so, huh? uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we... Um, did they have a dress code? <laughs> yeah, they did. Fluffies, hot pants, lots of glowing stuff as well. So I remember people went through a phase of like having all their face painted up and stuff as well, which at the time I thought was awesome. But yeah, it's a bit sad. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what my face done do? <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, we used to promote the club on the radio show then. We'd be like, right. come down tonight and we'll give you some free stuff. And, you know, I used to get some kind of D. De- everyone was a DJ back then as well. Everyone was like, oh, listen to my mix. <laughs> so, like, wherever you went, it is a mixtape. So I'd like play those. I'd get the DJs in on the radio station as well. So it was easy for me because I'd just go, oh, we've got so and so playing. And then I'd just kind of like, sit there with my books or whatever and then just make the occasional comment so <laughs> uh-huh. handy um yeah where, where, where do we get to where do we get to so now you're at uni yes so yeah. did you have a goal for what you're going to do when you finished uni yeah I, I wanted to get into media but it was my dream to work for the bbc so i thought that's going to be my sole focus i'm just going to basically harass them until they give in so because i I'd, I'd watched a few um tv programs and had a few talks and i heard that was just the thing to do if you if you like harass them and wear them down eventually they give you a job <laughs> so um yeah so after uni um after uni yeah i worked at legoland <laughs> and i just i found myself like one afternoon just like putting a potato on a plate again putting a bit of cheese on top and Here's your potatoes! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Legoland! <laughs> no, no, thank you. Just yeah. Did you have to be really enthusiastic to work there? Well, uh, no, not really. Really? I just did that to kind of make the day go a bit better, I think. I think it was because of my rep training. They'd kind of taught you to be that way. So I was probably like, I'd go in and probably annoy everyone because I'd be like, morning, how is everyone? <laughs> we're going to have a great day, aren't we? <laughs> and they'd be like, They'd be hungover from the night before because they were about 16, 17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no conversation at all or anything. So, Did they monitor your pee breaks at Legoland? No, they were pretty cool about that. <laughs> Thank goodness. I said, this well is done, the Legoland. <laughs> no pee monitoring. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, after a while, you have, there's only so many potatoes you can put on plates and before you start going, I think I need to actually, you know, apply myself and do something a little bit more challenging, you know, maybe a bit cheese on top too. Um, so I, that's when I just started full out harassing the, the BBC, sending them letters, applications, day after day, even stuff I wasn't suitable for, but I thought, why not? Let's just get an interview. It's good practice, isn't it? So there's a really good tip that I learned when I was younger is um never say no to anything even if you don't know what you're doing say yes and then figure out how the hell to do it (laughs) so I was kind of going on that philosophy and then I got really really lucky because my cousin's husband at the time was working at the BBC so they introduced me to like the the temping they got this in-house temping scheme so I started off doing little bits of temping like across the like, tv center as a PA and team assistant so that gave me some experience of working at the BBC um 
and just learning how they work and do things. And then like from doing that and kind of they, they was like to employ people that have already done stuff with them already. So that gave me a little bit of a first up then. I just got really lucky to be honest. And and, and I wore them down a bit. And mm-hmm. um so they gave me a job and I was where was I work? First one was in just down the road in Caversham in wow. Reading. So I was working for BBC Five Live. Um, just logging trails and stuff. So the the great thing about working at the BBC is that you can go on loads and loads of training courses and really build up your CV. So I think I've, I did some work experience on um, CBBs, which is a bit different. Um, <laughs> I think it's, was it something, one of the live chat, BBC Live, something like that. Um, so just loads of different places. So it was great experience just going around. And like one day would be you'd be a runner on the CB bit set and they'd send you out going, right, you've got to go and collect all these random items for our next segment. So that was kind of fun. And then another day you could be sat in the radio station just kind of like collecting notes and helping them, you know, to get their schedule on show and everything. Did you meet any celebrities? um, I don't think so, no. Not anyone really major at the BBC. And I'm sure we like probably spotted people from afar walking in all the time. I tried to get on some of the, because we used to get freebies and stuff, so I was always trying to get onto some of the shows in the audience and that. <laughs> and I managed to get, wait for it, <laughs> National Lottery Live! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so I took my mum and we were like, oh, this is going to be so good, we're going to watch the lottery. We're going to watch the lottery. <laughs> and we got there and we were like, oh, wait, wait about like that. About an hour for it to just start, and we was like so bored. And then it began, and literally, like on TV, it seemed like a much bigger thing because I think they drag it out and everything, don't they? It was literally. I think they press the button, some ball spin, and then they go, "Thanks for coming, everyone. Bye." <laughs> it's like we just travelled across London to see this. Yeah. So, Fantastic. yeah, but yeah, it was a cool place. So you end up doing acid then with Jay? We did, yeah. In fact, I think the first time I actually met him, we ended up doing acid really? we went to a friend it was just going to be a friend's civilized barbecue <laughs> it's just how it starts sometimes isn't yeah. it we went to a friend's barbecue and her mum and dad were there they were like yeah you can have a little party kelly it's fine you take would you like to take some tea out to your little friends and some biscuits and so it was all quite civilized and then someone just turned up i don't know who with this acid he was like so has anyone here ever done acid before and we were all just looking blankly no What's it like then? Is it good? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> what he didn't say is like, you go on a trip for eight hours and you can't escape. Failed <laughs> oh. to miss that bit out. <laughs> so um, that, that was the first time. Yeah, just, I think like the first two hours was fine. And what was the first effect you felt? Um, just definitely going a little bit, woo, like a little <laughs> bit. Um, I feel the air, the air literally becomes more statically yeah. charged, doesn't it? And just, it's weird. It's those minor distortions. And you think, am I really feeling this? Am I really? Would you start, kind of say it's that not sureness to start with, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because mm. in Arizona, I did it where it's hot. Yeah, the air uh, definitely, it's warm, isn't it? And you're yeah. feeling it. And it's like almost yeah. like you're in wa- watery. It's like half water, half air uh, kind of thing. Like, definitely. yeah. And then the plants are all start. Ca- <laughs> oh, yeah, they breathe. Cactus, they? You see yeah. them breathe. You yeah. see everything breathing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you just tuned into yeah, things everything. that you couldn't see previously. Because I've never actually done acid. You've never done it? Mm-mm. I want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a dark She's side. just joking, kids. There's a this dark is side. a drugs education <laughs> channel. 
It's stroking stuff, isn't it? Like I think all the textures as well. Yeah, but it gets more and more intense. So intense, it? yeah. Until it gets yeah. so intense, you regret so you're like, doing you're like, it. You're like, because this is why you don't want to do it. You want it yeah. to stop. <laughs> it's just yeah. So what 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 was the dark side of it that you experienced? Um, Any negative visuals? Probably. Dark? I'd say like the second time I did it was probably the, the side out a bit of negativity. It still started off fun, and um, my boyfriend kept turning into is it McCavity the cat from Cats? Wow! Because I've always got cats, and I'm a big cat fan. So he had these little freckles and whiskers. Then he had like this little—I'm uh, imagining this. This is in my crazy head, not actually happening. Then he's got like this hat on with like cork screws, and I'm imagining like, like some like kind an of Australian, mad, like an Australian, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, and then he's going to me, is there anyone else here at this party? And I'm like, hey, I thought it, was, I thought it was our house. What? We're at a party. <laughs> so this stuff is really strong, you know, because I'm sort of doubting myself now. I'm going, is it winding me up? So we then start walking around the house looking to see if anyone else is in our house because we think it's a party. <laughs> um, and then, like, we thought, it's getting a bit tense here let's go out for a walk and just clear our heads so that really helped went outside and we went and led in the flats which is this kind of patch of grass it's good to be in nature isn't it when you're if you find yourself stupidly in that situation it's good to connect with nature and just feel safe so we were looking at the stars and i could just see all these spaceships in the sky and i'm like <laughs> wow so maybe like when you do this stuff you're connecting with what's really out there and maybe we can't normally see this kind of stuff and then you, the next day you think what a twat don't you <laughs> <laughs> you're like what was i on about so and um, i think the dark side of that would be just the, the sheer paranoia and just the, the oh. overwhelmingness and i wish i hadn't done it it's horrible. Yeah, the calm so down horrible. and everything. Yeah. yeah. So you then moved into a flat in East London with him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So that's when it started to get a little bit. So, um, so I I started working on. I was working on TVX. Um, I think Sport Babes Triple X. So you're looking blank. So basically, it's a TV show, and you have all these different girls on a bed, and then you pick up your phone, and you're like, hey. Ring me, like and then they have station. to. Yeah, that's it. And so right. they have to call into. They have to. They can call into the show if they want and speak to someone. So I was doing that, and then I was doing photo shoots, like like uh, modelling, panty fetish, all kinds of different things. So I was quite into. Well, I'm actually kind of getting someone here, getting somewhere here, and it was quite good money. So I'd left the BBC by this point to do this full time. So I was, I was doing, how did you find that? Job opportunity, where did yeah. it come from? Um, well, I was already doing a little bit of modelling on the side, basically. So I had a couple of things come at me at once. Once I, uh, One, I went to like an adult uh, networking party. So I met loads of people there. But also there was this agent called, uh, called Tim, and he used to work directly with the sport. So he saw me on this website called Netmodel, basically said, we've got some vacancies that we want to fill. Do you want to come and do it? And I'm like, shit. Okay, I'll try it. Mm. So that's how I, I, I can't believe, like, cause I know how shy I was back then. I can't believe that I even ended up going on that show. But yes, yeah, so that's how that. Once you got through happened. the pain barrier of your shyness, did you find it a different level then, psychologically? Did you just embrace it? So what do you mean by... So like, okay, so you said you were shy. Yeah. So the first time you do something like that, it must have been quite intimidating. Gotcha. yeah, mm. yeah. Could yeah. you take us through that? 
yeah and how totally. how you how yeah. what was going through your mind yeah. how it felt and then how you toughened up yeah to feel think, comfortable yeah yeah i think it's just a feeling the whole time of like oh my god what the hell have you done you're so out of your turf you haven't got a clue so it's kind of like on one shoulder you've got that little horrible demon that's going you're rubbish you're gonna mess it all up and then on the other shoulder they're going don't listen to them that's full <laughs> of shit they tell you bad stuff all the time does it ever happen no so it's kind of listening to those different voices and trying to tune that that little bratty one out get off get off get, off, get, get away from me um and so like even like the producer said to me on my first night i think i was on live triple x and all the girls were being all saucy like ooh, ooh, <laughs> like that and i was just like on the phone hi and she so said, hold on let's get this let's set the stage <laughs> you're all on a bed are you with a phone or something yeah in your yeah. pants. Dress scantily, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. On a bed. In your pants. How many women? How many women are on the bed? I think there's three of us that night. And people call night. into this show. Yeah. And what yeah. did they say to you? Um, do you know, it's quite funny because I had a couple of ones that they were just like knocking one out quite clearly on the phone oh when they're God. talking. Oh, <laughs> I like what you're wearing. <laughs> 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 then I had some guy call me up and he started he just started talking to me um, about art galleries and his favourite paintings. And I, mean, I didn't have a clue about any of that kind of stuff, but I just sort of humoured him and asked him <laughs> questions and keep so him busy. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the producer went to me, Kaz, you look like you're on the phone to your mum. Can you just try and? Be sexier, please. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was just a case of fake it till you make it, really. Just yeah. just try and copy what they were doing. Did you get any horrible calls? Um, probably not on the channels, no. No, I think they, think, I think they were used to, like, the... It was it was mainly regulars and people that would phone in or people a bit kind of... They'd had a few drinks and mm. they were like, oh, I'm going to call in the station kind of thing. So, I mean, the only bad one I had was on webcam, which was a bit upsetting. Uh, I just had this, this like, horrible, dirty bastard, because they, they can email you and ask you for, like, um, role-play scenarios and fetishes. So they might say, for example, right, so I want to come on the webcam, and I'll already be dressed up, and then you tell me I'm a dirty little boy and do this to me. So you're like, yeah, yeah, fine. Uh, this guy... He messaged me. It was like, well, I want you to pretend to be like my five-year-old daughter, oh and uh, and that I'm going to rape you. And I'm like, <sighs> so I'm like, you're a disgusting person. I'm going to call the police. So I yeah. just reported him to Good. the yeah. site immediately, and his account was gone then. So I think mm. I think they got rid of him, and I don't know if they called the police or not. Hopefully yeah. they did. But so, yeah, generally it's fine. So doing this stuff then on the bed, yeah, did you just grow more confident over time at it? Yeah, I, I would say so. It just it was a case of um, time, and then there'd be like good days and bad days as well. So if I had a, a bad day at home, mm. it was a lot harder to then go in and put on the the smiley face. But once you've been doing it a while, it just becomes second nature, really. Is the pay pretty good? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's. I don't think it's as good now because I I haven't done the channels in years. But back then, I think it used to be something like. 100 150 quid for four hours which isn't amazing but it's if you're doing that regularly and then people are seeing you on the the tv so you're getting kind of extra money as well because it's brand awareness and everything isn't it so it's it was a good little extra stream of revenue and was your bloke okay with you doing this um the guy then, yeah, he, he, I mean, he liked it. He liked the fact that I was doing that. It, to, to, to be honest, he was too much that way though because he was a bit of a porn addict so he'd say, oh, oh um, let's make some content and, or I'd go and make some content and then he'd, he'd, uh, be editing it. 
but he wouldn't actually be editing it. I'd walk in the room, he'd just be knocking one out, watching it. But for about four or five hours, I'd, I'd go in and go, uh, well, you're obviously a bit busy. I'll come back in. I'll go and make a cup of tea. <laughs> so I'd go up to the kitchen, make a cup of tea. I'd go upstairs, do something. I'd go back to hours. He's still sat in the same position, doing the same thing. I'm like, fuck's sake, you're going to edit this. I want it to go up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and what were the girls like you worked with? Were they um, nice? Bit of a mix, really. Bit of a mix. Some of them, I think... Because I think that's the problem in the adult industry. I think sometimes people get so desensitised to their environment. And I think there's often... I never got this because I never wanted to be the loudest person in the room. But I think they all wanted to be the most extreme porn star and all like the wackiest and everything. So I kind of didn't want to get caught up in that because it's a very slippery route, isn't it? You know, before you know it, you know, some of those girls are doing like double anal and stuff, and that wasn't going to be a route for me at all. Because yeah, fair play to those who do. If the viewers are watching right now, check out the interview we did with Samantha Brown, who's exposing all the horror of what she went through, and like she was talking and said exactly the scenes that you said, and the, the women are taking painkillers, and the men are injecting things in the dick. Oh, I saw and, this one, yeah. She yeah. had just had an awful, awful experience, didn't she? Yeah. Poor girl. It's just horrendous. It sounds like she fell in the in the wrong people. I mean, because for me, mostly, my experience, although there's been ups and downs, I've found that the industry's helped me. It's grown my confidence, and it, I've learned so much about myself and other people and the psychology of, of not just kink and fetishes, but of how people, what, what makes them tick, basically, which I'm absolutely fascinated in. We're going to so. get to. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay started to hammer the drugs and become psychotic, did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. So I, I think he just messed his brain up completely. Mm. What so drugs were he on? He, well, it, it started out as, like, pills and stuff like that and then he was doing copious amounts of speed then he started ordering just all these random you know at the time they'd like research chemicals and stuff so he was he was taking loads of those what like mcat is it yeah but loads yeah. of variations of that basically like anything he'd get his hands on he'd he'd take he, you know it, if there was a pile of soot on the floor <laughs> you, you told him it would, it would give him a nice trip he'd take it it was it was that bad so, um, yeah, he just started to lose his mind a little bit, um, got really controlling, started gaslighting me. So something would happen. And then I'd hear a completely different version of events coming out of his mouth. Uh, but you start, when that's like quite insidious and every day, you think, am I remembering it wrong? Is it me? You know, and so you start to sort of almost semi-believe it, even though I knew there wasn't something right there. Mm. So, so how did that end? Um, if we, yeah, how did it end? It ended with me just asking him to leave, basically. And, uh, he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave. So I went to sleep on my friend's sofa, well, in, in, in her house for a few days, and I was sharing her bed. And then she moved this random guy in that she met at a party. He was married. And they just come home with her and moved in. It was so weird, such a weird scenario. So I was then regulated to the sofa. She was like, well, I've got Woody here now, so you're, <laughs> you're going to have to sleep on the sofa. So I was sleeping on this sofa, and she was, like, getting me to be a babysitter to her three kids. They're lovely kids, really sweet. I didn't mind that at all. But it was just it was just such a weird environment. I'm like, hang on, wait there. I'm sat here sleeping on a sofa from... I'm sure she had a lovely sofa and uh, 
you know, he's he's like lounging in the three bed in Walsall, like having a great time, probably high as a kite, eating all my food. And I just thought this can't keep going on. So I just said, look, can you move out? So we come up with all these different scenarios. Like, oh, I know I could go on benefits and pay you some rent. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you couldn't. <laughs> you need to go. You need to go. <laughs> and uh, so I, I called his mum. She, she just wasn't interested. I, I think she was getting a bit nervous, sweating, thinking, oh, my God, she, she's got to send him back to me. So she was going, I think you're being very unfair on Jay. I think you need to give him more time. And I'm like, he's had two weeks. And he, <laughs> he only owns, like, apart from all the hoarded crap in the garage, which is rubbish, she probably only, only owns, like, a small box full of stuff. He doesn't need more time. So in the end, I called up his dad who's like a devoutly religious christian born again christian and i just said he's out of control i think he needs his father figure back in his life to just give him a little bit of stability so his dad come and got him thank god (laughs) took it took him away and i think it gave him the bit of stability in his life from it's probably like from his point of view he probably thought it was a bitch and it was an evil thing to do but i think it gave him back a little bit of stability definitely agree. because he then did actually get a job and then which he hadn't done in eight years and a place to live so yeah there's some, some, some something called um tough love isn't there and if you're if you what i did i enabled him i allowed him to live that lifestyle by putting up with it so it was actually much kinder when i just said go because you guys had lived on the benefits britain street at one point hadn't you yeah we did yeah. what was that story yeah so he had this awful red postman pat van and so there was always a problem with the battery so it was quite embarrassing we'd go to someone's house like my sister and she would always have these nice cream carpets and a cream settee and he'd go oh i've just got to charge the battery so we get this nasty big dirty battery out the back of the van to plonk it on her side like traipse oil everywhere and charge the battery <laughs> so we couldn't go anywhere about this bloody battery coming and being charged so um like it was a mixed blessing really because one day he just wrote his wait well, he told me he wrote the van off i don't know if because if, he he kept sort of taking it out without putting um insurance on it so i don't know if someone just sees the car again or if he genuinely did have a bit of a, a shunt but all of a sudden this postman pat van was gone and i was kind of almost <laughs> like yes but also oh god that's a bit inconvenient now because we have to move house so it was a case of like okay what can we afford and afford a truck to and to be able to take the, the this crappy Peugeot we had so we just we were reading out these little ads online and he said what about this Winston Green one I heard, Winston Green that sounds quite posh doesn't it little did I know I should have known by the price really we just turned up in like this kind of real urban area there was like a mattress all stained outside like <laughs> next to the fence there was like nappies in the road and like literally <laughs> We had no other options at the time. We were in such a pickle. We walked in, like like the house itself was quite nice, but this street was just so ghetto and just like dirty and just crap everywhere. We were like, we'll take it. (laughs) So we have the cereal story, cereal bowl. Oh, yeah. So this is a a little example of um, what my ex used to do. So I couldn't just go to bed and sleep because something would always happen I'd always have to get up or sort him out or put a plaster on him or dab his wounds or something and this this one day right I, for some reason I can't remember why we had this we had our bed down in the lounge area for a short time <laughs> it's weird isn't it I remember why wow. now <laughs> um, so 
he got up out of bed, went to the kitchen, made this bowl of cereal, walked to the bed and just proceeded to just like drop it on my head. So I've got the clunk of the bowl hitting me on the head, but all this milk dribbling down my hair, my face. I've got Cheerios like in my <laughs> hair as well and on my eyelashes. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you even up at this time? What are you doing now? So he wasn't apologetic at all because I don't know what he'd been on. He was obviously off his trolley. And um, I said, look, if you want cereal, just sit down, I'll make it. Anyway, you know how, like, you know, even if someone's a bit drunk, they can get, like, really persistent, like, they won't let you sit them down or do anything, will they? It was, like, that times ten. No, I'm fully capable of making cereal for myself. No, 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 no. Anyway, so eventually I relented, let him go off and make this bowl of cereal. He come back, dropped it all over the bed. <laughs> so now that I've got cereal on me, but it's all over the bloody quilt as well, milk everywhere. And then, like, this wasn't the last time. This happened, like, three times. So by this point, I was just going ballistic. So, And this this was just, like, a standard sort of Tuesday morning in our house at the time. It was like, he, even if I went out, I'd be like, yeah, I'm getting out. I'm getting away from this, this mad house. But then you just didn't know what you were coming home to. You know, this is the Benefits Britain house. Yeah, this is the Benefits Britain house. Can you explain to people what that means, Benefits yeah. Britain? Yeah, so there was uh, a TV show... On, and it was about this street in in Birmingham where every single person was on benefits. So obviously I was in this industry, I wasn't on benefits, but everyone else was. And they, they I think they they had this whole poverty porn thing on at the time, didn't they? So they used these poor people because some of them were in situations they had no idea how to get out of. Like I, I knew White Dee, she just lived um, next door to me. I knew I Black her. Dee. Yeah, yeah, she was a really really nice lady. And a lot of these people, they didn't even, if they wanted an opportunity to get into work, they wouldn't know where to start, who to approach, you know, just people that have had no support or structure or guidance or anything in their lives, yet the media kind of really demonised them and made them out all working class, well, not even working class, benefits, scum there, you know, like they do. And it was it was a disgusting show. I mean, I'll be honest, I cried when I watched it because I just thought, those people, they've never had a leg up and they've never had any help and they're just making them out to be pieces of shit, basically. So I think White Dee did quite well for herself. She went on end, the, didn't she? I the don't... Big Brother. Yeah, she, she did, didn't on, she? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, really, really sweet lady. And the thing is, there was a lot of crime in that area, but, like, if you lived on that street, like I had, I had a slave turn up one day. And, uh, <laughs> it wasn't long until we got in the <laughs> They always pop in, don't they? Uh, and he, he came up with this be- beautiful car he had. Like, how uh, first? How did you end up getting a slave? You yeah. just gone from Who living. Was your first slave? You're living, you're living with Jay. <laughs> yeah. And on benefits Britain Street, yeah, and a slave yeah. just shows about the blue. How did the slave come about? So. I I was trying to like think of the quickest way to tell it because all my stories are so convoluted. Mm. Uh, I was working on the. Trans- we like long stories. Just take <laughs> your you. time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was working on the TV channels, and my agent they they decided to start paying him directly, basically instead of me to save tax. It was a tax. Um, what do you call it? Tax thingy. When you Luke say they, you're saying that the sport, view, sport the viewers. Babes. No, sport sport babes. The company who employed me. The company. Me. Yeah. Paid your agent directly yeah, instead of you been, directly. Yeah, they'd been paying me. All okay. of a sudden, without my permission, they said, oh, something to do with... Because he's a limited company, we're paid to him. Anyway, he never paid me, right? So then I had this other company. Uh, I think it was... What was it? With Babe World or Babe Watch or one of those. Anyway, I started working with them. And they were a few weeks late to pay me as well. And I thought, I can't 
like I need to pay my rent. I can't do it like this. So, so around that time, webcam had kind of become started to become like quite a popular thing. So I thought, well, I'm going to have a go at this. And I, I kind of realised quite quickly. Hang on, I'm sat in my own lounge, wearing what the hell I want. I don't have to travel. I don't have to commute. I can just speak to these people via a webcam. If I don't like them, I can block them or kick them out the room if if they're idiots. And you know, you can earn more probably in two hours than I would in a whole evening. So I started doing that. So over time, you kind of start, you get to know your regulars and you they come back at the same time and they go, oh yeah, we played last week, didn't we? So this week, what I thought we could do, or you might tell them to do something as well. So I started growing as a mistress online first, really, before I did real time. And then I had Jay, who he was just like a so kinky and deviant you, you could just ask him to do anything and he'd be like yeah, yeah i'll do that <laughs> me, me, me. so are you saying you're growing as a webcam mistress yeah this yeah. is all just online not meeting people yeah so it was just just online to start and jay got involved gotcha. and he he would get involved so i'd do stuff to him sometimes so we'd like to <laughs> see like... spank someone so you'd be like yeah i'll do it so so you'd I'd spank, spank jay i'd spank him <laughs> bent over getting a spanking so it kind just of just with your hand or with instruments well yeah to start with it was a hand then i think a hairbrush um <laughs> <laughs> an old slipper <laughs> yeah, yeah really. the slippers are quite good so <laughs> <laughs> Do you know these little sea shoes? The little sea shoes. Sea shoes. Yeah, they're like little rubber soled shoes. Oh, that yeah, you... that you wear with, yeah, um, in the sea. Yeah, brilliant for spanking. What are they? Yeah, like, they're like, like pumps. Little rubber yeah, pumps you yeah, wear in the sea or in yeah. the okay. swimming pool. Okay. Yeah. So you don't like stand on the rocks. Right. You got any of those, James? Any sea shoes? Brilliant. <laughs> what was your favourite instrument, bar sea shoes? Um, what to hit each other with? Backside with? Well, we um, we went down to B and Q actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, not proper. Was that your idea or his? <laughs> yeah, my idea. Uh, reason being, and this is a great tip to anyone out there wanting to um, get into it or even just have some fun at home um, <laughs> this stuff is really really expensive and at the time I was on a really tight budget so I thought we'd just pop down to B&Q look at the home supplies and as you do on a the Sunday hardware. afternoon <laughs> yes. yeah. so I think I found some like garden bamboo canes out there do for a cane we start with some of those I bought some length of chains some ropes some of those little clips as well and we just found like pretty much everything in there so uh you know, any household store, you can find loads of stuff. You know, like those brushes that you use for your back? Those are quite good as well. For what? You know, for like exfoliating your skin well, yeah, and but stuff. For and, using for what? Well, just for kind of like scraping <laughs> <laughs> in the back for spanking. So I just had all this weird household stuff that I'd use in the beginning. And then when I started to see slaves, it was, it was because I got to know them really well and I felt comfortable enough to meet them in the flesh and and then they started buying me bits of equipment then so i had oh, started to build up the serious kit which was good yeah. do you have quite a big kit yeah do you have quite a big yeah, kit yeah i do yeah most of it's in my mum's garage <laughs> <laughs> so your mum knows and she's she, yeah she does she's absolutely yeah. Fine. yeah i think she was a bit shocked last week though i showed her this um i've got this new cbt ball press and um, slow down <laughs> cbt 
ball press. I've done my research, cock ball torture. <laughs> that's it, CBT. yeah, that's it, yeah. I was thinking of cognitive behavioural therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? Well, cock ball torture? Cock and ball torture. Cock, cock and ball torture. That's a genre, is it? A oh, genre. it's huge, yeah. It's huge. Yeah, it's, huge. <laughs> it's really popular. So a CBT ball press. Yeah. So that's something oh, that crushes balls? It does, like yeah. A, you, you, so you pop, you pop the... <laughs> You pop it all through. <laughs> you through what? Close. Well, it's it's kind of like this um, perspex thing. It's like you've got two two squares, and then there's a screw that goes through it, and you can tighten it up once it's in. <gasps> so it, it, it's, so like, it's a, like a what's it called? A, a vice. Vice. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly so that. You just pop yeah. It on like the table. A clear, but you can see you through can it. See, yeah. A see-through vice. Yes, yeah, so you can see through it. And then it's got a little button on the front. If you press the button, it starts sending an electric current through the balls then. <laughs> so you can have some, you know, <clears throat> real fun with it. Because one minute they're like, yeah, it's fine. The next minute they go, I'm oh, sorry, mistress, I'm sorry. How tight do the... Jen's gone. <laughs> how, how tight does the vice go around go, the balls? Yeah, it goes pretty tight. It's like... Pancake is the word I'd use, probably. A pancake? Pancake, yeah. Come on! How flat? So like that? Probably about that flat, yeah. You pancake yeah. someone's balls? Yeah, yeah. Yes. But sometimes they... <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Yeah, they love it, yeah. They so, love yeah. it. Sometimes the balls just like cause intense pain, because balls... I mean, if you're like... Yeah. If someone hits you in the balls, it's like you've been stabbed in the belly. <laughs> you just double over. You so just, is that where the pain comes from? A burning sensation yeah. rises and you just feel Doesn't like... Doesn't it make you feel sick? Yeah, well, you like double over sick. and you feel sick. That sounds horrible. It, it just rises and you're like, yeah. oh, it, it lasts for ages. That's it. So what's up with these people? Are they wired differently? That I think so. They like that? Yeah. They yeah. do? I think they just read the pain as pleasure. <sighs> is it a lot of people in power? Often, yeah. There's, I think people like CEOs will be attracted to it, but they're not as much these days. It used to be all people in power, and now there's such a, I think since Fifty Shades as well, mm. that's had a massive impact. And people are brainwashed so easily. You know, they say it's conspiracy, don't they? But it's, you know a lot about this, don't you? It's not conspiracy. People get brainwashed by what they see on the television. Well, of course, yeah. Getting yeah. Balls, yeah. Isn't it? So. yeah. So someone who's getting his balls pancaked, are they just enjoying the pain or is there a sexual arousal component? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the pain is sexual. The okay. fact that it hurts is getting them off for whatever reason. Right. What would you wear during these appointments? Well, I, I'm quite into my PVC and corsets because I, I don't kind of like being, you know, collars up here and too stiff and formal because I like to move around a lot. But I like to be a little bit disciplinarian. So I kind of wear like a steel bone corset with PVC and like sometimes a little kind of meshy top underneath and a little PVC skirt. Corset's got me stock in suspenders and heels or boots, really. So, how, how did you... <laughs> we're, on, we're, on the, we're on the story of your first slave showing up out the blue. Yeah. How did that first slave come about then? What was the story of that person? I think we'd played online a little bit. I can't really remember now, but the thing that I do remember, he worked, he worked for one of these government ones where they're not supposed to tell you what they do. Oh. I don't know if that was true Am or if it was <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, the thing is, when he first turned up, I got my days wrong because it was just after Christmas and this was when I was living down in Surrey. So I was probably I was still in my 20s, fairly like irresponsible and stuff. And uh, yeah, we'd just been partying a little bit and drinking 
And then I thought, well, I've got my book in tomorrow, so it's fine. I'll have a good rest tonight. So when this guy turns up at the door, I'm in my dressing gown, looking like crap with my hair all over the place. And, he, and I'm like, hello? As if, like, you know, it's the postman or saying to the door, and he's like, hello, Mistress Kess. And I'm like, who's this dude? I'm not expecting anyone today. <laughs> and I just, I must have looked blank because he said, I'm, I'm your sub so-and-so from, you know, the, the website. And I'm like, you're meant to be here on the 28th, aren't you? Went, yeah, it's the 28th mistress. So I'm like, oh, shit. What do I... So I just, like, flipped into role then. And let's, let's just roll with this. So and it... you just slid yes. right into well, it. Well, you've, yeah. just, you've taken me by surprise a little bit. Why don't you go and wait down in the road in, in the cafe while I get ready? And so I thought this guy's just going to tell me to, like, F off because, you know, he just turned up. I'm going to stay. I don't look my best. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So you can just instantly switch into your role? I think under pressure especially, yeah. And I was under pressure in that moment. And it just come to me to do that. And um, You're such a nice, sweet person. And then I look at you now... <laughs> <laughs> and you're oh, a bitch. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just flipped into the role and he just turned around and he was like, oh, sorry, mistress, of course, yes. Take take however long you need and just call me when you're ready. So he went off to the cafe and I'm like, oh, thank God I got away with that one because he could have so easily gone the other way and him gone, well, you know, this isn't professional. I was expecting you to be ready. I'm in a hurry. But no, he was the sweetest guy. He was so lovely. And I think it helped that we'd sort of been on cam a little bit as and well. what did he want? So he had... I feel really bad telling you. Like, <laughs> he had a really, really tiny little penis. <laughs> so <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> he, 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 what I really admire, though, he'd made his really tiny little penis into a fetish. So he liked to be humiliated. He liked to say, well, you've got the, the most disgusting, useless little, little tiny dick, oh stuff God. like that. And so he liked being hit. On the willy as well, and hit on the ass with ca- canes. <laughs> canes. Canes on the willy and the the ass, and just humiliated, really. What level of pain do you use on a caning like that? Do you like just yeah, find see. a limit with someone? Or... Yeah, I mean, it depends on the person. But I mean, if it's someone new to me, I always hold back. And the problem <laughs> I have, I actually have slaves going, "You don't really cane that hard." And I was like, "Oh, really? Okay, let's try this again, <laughs> shall we?" <laughs> Is it a stress relief? Yeah, yeah, I would say there's definitely an element of that, but I'm always holding back because I think, um, like, when you've got that, when you're in that role where you're meant to be the, like, domination is basically about consent, isn't it? It's about one person is consenting to hand that power over to you. So it'd be a a massive abuse of power to just do what you wanted and take it too far. So in the. the Did you have a safe word? Yeah, there's always a safe word, yeah. It's a safe word. Yeah, it depends. A lot of people use red. Sometimes you'll go, what, what do you want the safe word to be? Someone will oh, a haddock. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Wow. So what did you do? Did you dress him up? Is that like, I imagine this is a long session. Yeah. Do you build up the caning his penis? Is he wearing something silly or what? Silly, what, like yeah. a clown costume? <laughs> 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 Have you had that? Well, yeah, some of them, not the clowns, no. no some no. of them do like getting into costumes, like mm. little panties, stockings, suspenders. Some of them like the whole, some like the sexy stuff. And some <laughs> of them like just like the stuff that makes them feel stupid, like big pink frilly dresses, big bloomers down to the knees. Um, but I don't think we even did any of that. It was just, I think I had him crawling around the floor, like oinking like a pig, being different barred, um, barnyard animals to entertain me. 
and just just crawling around and doing various different things. So yeah, I don't think. But the thing I remember, he kept saying to me, "You want me to call him Fatty?" And I fatty. struggled with that. Was yeah, he quite a big guy? He was massive. Oh. Yeah, but I just I can't call him Fatty. That's that's just too yeah. mean, isn't it? So I'm sure like some other girls would have loved that. And but yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so he was my first client. He's really sweet. And what, what kind of money does he pay for a session like that? Do you know, I can't remember what I was charging back then. But yeah, probably around 150 I right. think it might have even been slightly less because I was new. Taking a break from the um, S&M then. Yeah. You had one of the most beautiful moments in your life when your cat gave birth. <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, well, I had two cats give birth on me. And the first litter... Only two survived because she died and we had to hand her them. So we're feeding them every... So I've got my little tab stick now and she's she's 14 and she sleeps on my head at night. She wraps her little claws in my hair. She's such a baby. Um, it, my other cat was called Seven. I named her after S Star Trek. The You know, the what was her name? Seven. She was um, like an android. Mm. Did you ever see it? No. So um, we just got this, this cat and before we had a chance to kind of get her spayed or anything we realized she was pregnant so she um she was getting close i think that's why i think that might have been why the bed was in the lounge maybe because i was worried i wanted to keep an eye on her and she, just one night she was acting all strange so i i got this cardboard box out put loads of blankets in it to give her a little because they want a nest don't they give her a little nest in place so she just takes one look at the box and goes nah no, not happening. <laughs> she jumps into my bed and then she just starts giving birth on my bed, oh, like God. next to me. So I was just like, wow. So I'm like partly horrified, partly like, this is amazing. <laughs> and all these like little baby kittens. Are, I don't know, have you ever seen baby kittens? No. It's the weirdest thing. They come out in this like little kind of sack, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. a little sack. They're all slimy and slippery. And as, as fast as they're coming out and she's licking all the stuff away to so they can breathe and get out. Another one's coming out, and there must have been, like, eight of them. So this one kitten, she's trying to just, like, get rid of, and at one point, like, she just abandons him. So I thought, I know I can't touch him because it will get my scent on him, and then she she went on him. So I went and got cotton buds and just pulled the sack away from his face, and I just saw him take his little first breath and go, <gasps> like that, <laughs> bless him, peeled it all away. But then because he was the runt of the litter, she tried to pick him up and take him outside and I'm like nah not having it no so I locked the cat flap and then I just picked him up with a like a glove again so I'm not touching and I rubbed him on all of the kittens and then on her and then I eventually thank god she accepted him wow. so it, it totally worked but yeah. I was just like god I hope this works this poor little thing he was just he was like this big it just looked like a mouse mm. were you there on your so own cute. well my boyfriend was there but yeah, I was on my own. <laughs> you managed to get arrested. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh when you say that. <laughs> yeah, it was very silly. Very silly. Um, yes, yeah, so I went to a wedding and I've been up, I think I've been up like two nights following Jay around, trying to look after. No excuse for getting arrested. I'm not trying to do that at all. I was very tired, drank too much and... Um, I think it was a case of mistaken identity, which is what kicked it all off. Because me and my friends were dancing, and this um, this big bouncer comes up to me and says, "You got to leave." And uh, I'm like, "Why?" 
because you're taking your top off. Well, I thought he was joking to start with. What do you mean I've taken my top off? I'm like, I was wearing a dress anyway, so that's impossible for one. No, no, you've got to leave. So anyway, we left the club and we're like, oh, well, we'll just go back, you know, to the house for a drink. Anyway, I started having a bit of hassle at the cloakroom and um, they wouldn't give me my bag back for some reason. I said, look, well, the thing is I'm 150 miles from home. I need my bag. I need this, that. You know, I need my, it's got my phone, my money, I can't get home. So I need it. Anyway, so I went outside. This then went on with the main doorman. So just to put things into context, the first lad that brought me downstairs was a black fella. And then the guy outside was a white fella. And this one was really kind of snooty with me, this white guy. He was just like, just not very nice at all. So I tried to explain my situation. He was going, well, you're just going to have to come back Monday. So it, things started to get a little bit heated. Then at one point I was, I held onto the rope for a minute and I just like fell over backwards, took the rope with me because I was quite drunk. And I'm like, oops, sorry. And that was it then. Their tone changed because they could see I was quite drunk. They were like, you are scum, blah, blah, blah. And in the end, I managed to get my bag back. And I cannot remember for the life of me what he said, but I think it was along the lines of F off you F in whore. So I just, like the red mist came down. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? So I just just slapped him and walked off. Right, so we're like halfway up the road and then suddenly I like get dragged back by the hair, smack into the ground. So I'm like, I don't know, if there's like two blokes have grabbed me. I start fighting back. They're pulling me up, going, get up, get up again. You're hurting me, get off me, get off me. And there had been loads of people like laughing outside the club. So I thought, you know, maybe two revelers are seeing something happen and they're trying to have a bit of, you know. So anyway, like did that bit one of them. I was like, oh, it's disgusting. Um, and then in the end, I realised these guys were bloody bouncers. Mm. Oh, shit. So, anyway, they called the police. The police turned up, put me in handcuffs behind my back. I was in the car, um, got to the station, and I just realised at one point I'm sat in this police station. I've got this, like, little black dress on, and then, like, I'm feeling a bit vulnerable. I've got my handcuffs on, hands behind my back. There's this really leery guy, and he just wants to have a fight with everything. He's like, you know, I think there's, like, um, some lockers in the corner. He's having a go at them, like, wanting to scrap those as well. <laughs> you know, and, and anything. And so, like, I think the policewoman sort of plucked that and moved me away. So they just, they kind of put me in cells for the night. But it's, like, the weirdest, weirdest things you ask for water and they, they ask you to stand back don't they as if you're gonna mm. throw acid in their face or something or i don't know what they think but it's it's so bizarre i don't know how you managed to do like you know how many how long was it six years six, six yeah. years. i was in there one night and the next day <laughs> i came out i felt like you know those hostage films where they're like so you're in your like out last night's clothing yeah that's it and you see the light and you're like this blinking i, I felt like that god knows how you did six years oh you just adapt you yeah. get used to it good old walk of shame yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah. so were there any charges brought against that there was yeah i got um a charge for the slap um because they kept saying it was a punch basically and um they tried to add on racist charges afterwards as well which i went no that's why i went crown i went i'm not having that that's not fair i confessed to what i did but please don't add charges that's why i went to crown court um apparently um because i did break the rope is criminal damage so i got charged with that as well um the the other charge of abh was dropped well hung jury anyway 
so yeah there was there was a few but when when I was in court basically the judge was just like just shaking his head like this and then he said Miss B can you could you just come and stand up here a minute please someone stood I just want to check that you can see it what do you call it the thing the bo- little box you stand at do you remember I can't remember in the, the name courtroom of it. yeah um, it's like a desky thing isn't it what is that called yeah what's James? it called well, you stand in the courtroom. An altar. There's a word for it, isn't there? Like, isn't it? Yeah. The dock. The dock. The dock. That's it, yeah. How do you not know that? that? <laughs> we don't use that in America. There's something else in America. Yeah. I should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. All your arrests. Yeah, so we are, he said to me, um, can you come and stand at the dock? Because I just want to make sure you can see over it. How tall are you again? <laughs> I said four foot ten. He was like, right. <laughs> so it, it, I just got the whole feeling. He was like, you know, that they'd taken it a bit too far because they'd sort of pushed for it. They couldn't back down then. That's what I was so, thinking. It was frivolous. Yeah. Waste of money, waste of resources. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Go yeah. And grab been... a rapist instead of messing around totally. with you. Yeah, yeah. And I did a really, really stupid thing. I'm not disputing that. I shouldn't have done it. Who doesn't slapped... when they're drunk? Damage something or yeah, piss in public or. Silly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was a lot of, of a waste of public resources, yeah, I think. Yeah. So while you were going through all this, what was your life like? Um, it, yeah, it was it was pretty nasty. It was quite traumatic, really, because um, my my dad had had an incident where he'd sort of actually died for thirteen minutes at my mum's. Yeah, he, so we're at the sixtieth birthday party. He was up on the stage doing um, I think it was the night Have a Thousand Eyes by Billy Fury. So one minute he was a bit of an extrovert. So one minute he's up there on the stage doing all that, and I'm like, hey, go, dad! And then he's like, comes to I think it was the excitement made his heart just stop. so and then we were waiting like 13 minutes for the ambulance people to arrive and they come with the old defib and like that so my neighbor went don't look and she put her hand over my face so this was all i was going up and down because i was in birmingham traveling down to swindon to see my dad then going down to kingston to to the court because they call you back for so many different things don't they just back forth back forth back forth i just wanted it over and done with to be honest so yeah, it wasn't the best time. Really learnt my lesson not to not to slap bouncers, basically or break ropes, <laughs> <laughs> even if accidentally. And you ended up on antidepressants around I, this time. Yeah, I did. Well, we, we'd sort of been taking them anyway, like for a while, but it, it got worse. So mm. I went back and said, "What else can you do? Can you change these? Can I have some therapy or something?" And I just think that I just don't, I mean, they never really work for me, antidepressants. So I think it's all something that's in the mind. And well, maybe they work for other people, I don't know. But for me, I had to change myself and what was inside of me rather than just relying on antidepressants and things. A lot of people just use them to mask root causes. Totally. But if you address the root causes, then hopefully you won't need them. I think it's just a massive yeah, overprescription because there's so much money being made. Definitely, big farmer cashing in, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's just resolving those those traumas and and rather than doing the whole blame game of like, oh, well, this happened to me when I, you know, you think, okay, well, that did happen then, and I was treated like that then. But at some point, I've got to take responsibility mm-hmm. and stop being a victim and go, well, okay, that affected me that way then, but now it's up to me to change who I am and get on with my life. So I think that was kind of like, back then I was just trying to do what you said and mask the problem with antidepressants. So I was too immature to, to realise that there were 
other options. Yeah, we've all done it. Yeah. So you suffered a break-in? We did, yeah, yeah. So Jay had gone out for the day. We had flew, three, this is in Jamestown Street, we had three stories. So I was on the top floor doing a webcam show with a slave. So God, God knows. Like, when you say doing a webcam show with a slave, yeah. slave on the other end or slave in the room? Oh, so yeah, he was on the other end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How did you do that? So, um... Because you can't whip yeah. them through the computer. No, but you can make them do things to themselves ah. and oh. humor themselves. Paint your nipples, things so. like that. So I think, I think <laughs> pancake, yeah. pancake your balls. So you really, I think he was hitting himself on the no. wheel. Yeah. yeah. Rhubarb! Off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just I think he was writing, I got him, got him to get like a marker pen as well. He was writing twat. slut, or, yeah, twat, <laughs> things like that across his body and putting his wife's lipstick on while she was out like <sighs> Brilliant. Is what about his wife's clothes? Well, Are you making him wear his wife's? Sometimes they do. Yeah, they're like, I've just snuck into her knicker drawer. <laughs> Which one shall I wear? And I'm like, this is so bad. Uh, and what did you pick them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pick ones. Yeah. <laughs> and then did they just put them back at the end of the session? That's the thing. Yeah, like there was there was one guy, and he not to be crude, but was there? Did he ejaculate on it? This is it. Yeah, he had his little happy oh. ending. And then he just put them back and they're like, you do get at some point she's going to go to the knicker drawer and, and be, be like, like, why is your cum on my pants? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is this, you know? It's oh. Barney. So you've probably got busted nice for that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were on, you were doing a webcam with a slave. Yeah. And a yeah. break in a card. Yep. So I'm dressed in, I can't remember what I'm dressed in, but it's going to be something ridiculous. It's going to be like <laughs> PVC or fishnet or whatever. So I just quickly threw some clothes on and I'm like, I'm sure I'm imagining this. I'm sure, you know, there's no one down there. It's just my imagination. So I've been a bit stressed and stuff. And I had, I had about, how many cats did I have? I had about six cats at the time, right? I think, I, I don't know if I've mentioned Joe was a massive hoarder. You did I mention that? Before, so yeah, he, yeah. he would like get things back out the bin. So you chuck some stockings away or a broken radio and it comes straight back out. He'd hoard it. Anyway, so all this shit in his study on the second floor below me. So this guy came in for the window and I heard the rustling as he was falling all over this, this piles of like cutlery and plates and just rubbish that Jade left there. So that was the first thing I heard. Well, it's just the cats. And I heard the cats just bolt downstairs in different directions. I'm like, yeah, something's not quite right here. So I just thought, I'm probably being paranoid. I'll just grab something just in case. So I looked around my room. Whips, no. Canes, <laughs> no. Oh, I know. I had this big, like, pair of gold platform shoes with a heel on it like this and about this thick. So I just picked that up and I just crept slowly to the top of the stairs. And there's this, like, guy in a grey hoodie just, like, staring back at me like this, like, <gasps> like that. And I'm like... <laughs> We both just froze for a moment and just stared at each other, like, <laughs> like in shock. And then I'm like, get out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> and it was, again, it was one of those situations that could have gone, like, either way. And, and what like, did he do? Luckily, he turned around and legged in. <laughs> I chased him. I went, oh, chased him with I a gold, gold stiletto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, definitely put that one in the trailer. Yeah, I know. So yeah, he ran out the house, and then I thought, well, I've gone this far now. Let's carry on, <laughs> and don't come back again. <laughs> like looking round, so I'm hard now. <laughs> the white tea was sat there as well. <laughs> so had he got like? He just entered the door or he broke in? Or? No, it was, um, he'd come up in the back way mm. and there was a study. So you, you go into the house 
right from the back door so you'd come in through the kitchen into like this sort of because there was two lounges broken into two there was like a lounge here mm. up the stairs and there was um a front room and a study so we'd have come in yeah no hang on you didn't come in through the back did you would come in through the study window i think so it was left open so he must have somehow climbed up the draining pipe onto the thingy and through the window oh, no. fell over all this like Jane's week's shit. worth of <laughs> which did me a favor ironically <laughs> in the end and yeah just wished he'd never broken in properly you didn't know him then i don't think so no, no. I he wasn't really a client see. or not to my knowledge no, no. Oh, good no he actually looked like one of the neighbors but i'm sure it <laughs> couldn't have been because they they just weren't like that no so jay just got crazy doing crocodile death rows in the bath yeah falling yeah. asleep with his face <laughs> in his dinner oh my goodness <laughs> He's passed out, knocked his head into the B day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had his mum there for a week. She said she was going to come and help me sort him out because I said he's off the rails. And then I thought, oh, thank God, finally getting some help with this because he's taking too many drugs and stuff. So, and then I've made us dinner. His mum sat there. And all of a sudden, he's, he's just like this, like mashed potato in his face. And then his mum goes, oh dear, I do think he's rather a little bit tired, isn't he? And I'm like, is she seeing what I'm seeing? Is she living in the land of delusion? Or... What was his upbringing like? Um, I don't really know. I know his dad, like, left his mum for the their secondary school teacher. Mm. Uh, it was quite a religious upbringing. I don't think his dad was solidly in his life after he was 12. Um, his mum suffered really bad depression. So, and she was always having kind of breakdowns and stuff as well. So I don't think he had the easiest mm. of upbringings. I think he had quite, like, probably financially not too bad, but probably a little bit unstable. Right. So... What about the night he was running around in the back garden with <laughs> your belongings? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what yeah. items did he have? He just hauled everything. I like, I'd go for something, it'd be gone, and it'd either be in the garage or he'd be wearing it. Can yeah. I read this? <laughs> go on, go on. Then he would be running around the back garden, high as a kite, with the lead to a butt pug trailing <laughs> behind him. It's quite funny in hindsight, if you imagine this guy, and he wasn't that slim by this point either, so I won't put that there. He wasn't that slim by this point. He had like a bit of belly on him and stuff. So he had like these. Am I allowed to move? Yeah, oh, yeah. Totally. He had these fishnet tights that he'd managed to get on somehow, but he didn't just, like, pull them up to that. He pulled them right up to here. <laughs> like, <laughs> all the way up, you know, like like with the old-fashioned underpants. Simon Cowell. <laughs> and then nothing on underneath. So that is not really an attractive sight, isn't it? You don't want to see through fishnets. It's all dangling and swinging away in the breeze. And then there's just this lead coming down and a little remote control pack with a little button where you can make it go faster <laughs> or slower what the vibrations yeah okay. yeah yeah and this, this, this isn't even a weekend no it's just a Monday evening yeah, yeah. And, and by this point I'm so desensitised I just open the door Jay's at it again just close the door <laughs> leave him do it just, just leave him do it I've just washed my hands of the whole like ordeal oh. by this point he was spiking your food and drinks. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I didn't really realise. I always thought he was helping me because he'd go, we'll have a paracetamol, we'll have this. Oh, you look a bit, you're not yourself today. You've been really snappy. You're being really irritable with me. Have this, have an extra antidepressant. 
Um, so and then we went round to uh, my friend Vicky's. Like, apparently, he was putting stuff in my food, and she was like, "You can't do that. That's that's you know, you're spiking her." And he's like, "No, no, no. It's fine. It keeps her calm. It keeps her happy." So yeah, but I think in his head he was so deluded. He thought he was doing something that was good for me. I don't think he. It was even Machiavellian. He was just so screwed up in the brain. That's how he saw it and justified it to himself. So, so and that's what again, what probably why it was so harder for me to see clearly what was going on because often I'd had whatever without even knowing it, like extra antidepressants and things. Um, yeah. So, just when you think things are getting really weird, viewer. This is where a character called Latex Trooper <laughs> enters the story. I read this this morning, and honestly, my mind was like, right, <laughs> Latex Trooper. Latex was awesome. He's, he's <laughs> such a fun guy. What was? How did you meet Latex? What was his story? Um, so in the beginning, he used to book me to just like beat him up really badly. He had a massive, massive fetish for loads of pain. Then he got into... When you say beat him up badly, could you yeah. describe the actual act? You'd be like, punch him in the face? No, no, no. <laughs> him in the balls? No, no, no. So it would be... It started off with a bit of like spanking. Yeah. But I think that was probably... The first session was probably quite mild. And then they get a bit addicted sometimes. And they're like, oh, what can I try next? So... <laughs> <laughs> so the next time it was kind of like he went, I've been looking on Love Honey at all these different things. So we ordered this big box of things. And the point of the session was just work our way through them. I think he bought some spanking paddles, some whips, some canes. So, we'd, and I was like, in the beginning, I was quite, you know, quite gentle. And I think this guy can't take this. I mean, this guy can take a lot. This guy loves pain. So it got to the point where we were like, almost every week I was seeing him. Sometimes I'd do an overnight. So I'd do the, the caning, strap on on him. Um, you even tied up all night? No, I didn't. No, I made him sleep downstairs <laughs> and I had his bed. <laughs> <laughs> on the floor? Yeah. On the sofa. Well, I let him sleep on the sofa. Oh, that's kind mm. of... Yeah, I, mean, I thought yeah. it was quite sweet of me to let yeah. him actually have a sofa instead of a floor. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so I... <laughs> How did you get the name Latex? Latex Trooper um, then? So he wanted to have a... What a name! He wanted to have like a, a pseudo name. Right, and we would have been watching like a lot of Star Wars and Star Trek and stuff. So I said, Stormtroopers, <laughs> Stormtroopers oh. really good. What about something along the lines of Storm or Trooper, but with maybe a bit double barreled And then we just come up with, put latex in front of Trooper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he was, he was awesome. So he moved in, did he? He did. So after a while... With you and Jay? Yeah. Oh, my God. What were they like together? To start with, it was brilliant. Yeah? Like, buddies. Yeah, like, he was really geeky and a massive film buff, so, and into computers and stuff. So I would, I would like, play computer games with him, watch movies. Like, Jay was happy to be left to his own devices, so it was great for him, because I wasn't going, what are you doing now? Stop doing that! <laughs> Get that butt, butt play out! Take my new shirts off! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's good for him because he got to be cut a little bit of slag. I had a bit of like normal company, <laughs> normal, <laughs> kind of normal. Uh, yeah, so it's it started off really, really well, and then like I used him for filming and stuff as well. 
Um, but then towards the end, they, they kind of started falling out. When you say using so, for filming, so earlier you said yeah. how Jay would come in and spank him if it was requested by somebody. Yeah. So there's latex yeah. trooper come in and participate in things on well, webcam. Yeah, yeah, he was like massively submissive, so he'd always like want to be a slave. And, how old was he? Uh, younger than me, so oh God, how old was he? In his twenties at the time. Late 20s, it's so about 28, something like that. Did you have to pull Jay and Latex Trooper in at the same time to do anything? Yes, <laughs> yeah, this is it, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. so you are. Charles going to like that one. What was that then? Um, so, <laughs> so basically, I said to Jay, do you know, I just, I just don't think you're pulling your weight here. It's about time you had a, <laughs> a little bit of hanky-panky with him while I watch, isn't it? And uh, he said, oh, okay then. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. So, um... <laughs> On camera. Yeah, yeah. So the plan was to make... Was that his first experience with another man? We said it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a natural, so... So <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So I'm, I'm in a strap. I'm in, like, lingerie and a strap on, like, with whip in the hand, being the mistress. Uh, latex troopers on the bed, and like this is the, 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 I'll just set the scene. Like we're that just little... sets you off every time you hear his name. <laughs> <laughs> I actually laughed out loud when I read this this morning. I went, I was going through it, flicking it through on my phone. I was like, yeah. no, that can't be real. It's but all well, real. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so you've got oh, the strap man. on. Yeah. Latex is so, on the bed. Yeah. Um, so we've got this pink plastic sheet on the bed in case of spillages. <laughs> so <laughs> Jay's put on this this wind machine, right? Because he gets a bit hot and sweaty. Right. The whole of the like pink sheet is just going up in the air. Latex troopers just like. Having this wank marathon. Is he, is he naked then? He's naked. And is Jay naked? Jay's naked. Not got any unusual. Well, 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 Jay, Jay was upstairs to start with getting into his costume. So what was his costume? Yeah, to start with, we're just. Sort of... Sorry, I'm crying. We've left it All right, right. Composure. Right. <laughs> it, it sounds so mad when I say it back. It was, this is normal for me yeah. at the time. Yeah. It was like normal life, you know? So, yeah, he's on the bed. Um, Jay's upstairs getting into his costume. <laughs> um, he's just, like, doing this. Like, it's quite normal to start. Oh, mistress, spank me, all this kind of stuff. Like, later on, he's, like, a bit glassy-eyed. And, you know, there's lots of alcohol on the go. Um, I think I'm at the three glasses of wine point where I'm don't really care but I'm quite happy and like can still talk and stuff so I think I'm giving the strap and then I'm getting an ice pop and making him like take the ice pop in his bottom whilst we're waiting for Jay and uh oh but what go back ice, uh, ice pop in his bottom you take the wrapper off yeah that's it so it we, melts we didn't you know? take the wrapper off we just left the wrapper on in his bum and it just melts in his bum <laughs> yeah 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 then the next minute he's just oh, like I had an ex who used to pop ice cubes up his bum for a party trick it wasn't much of a party <laughs> trick but yeah it just melts over. <laughs> yeah yeah crazy <laughs> but yeah I think uh, I think he was quite enjoying it because it was really hot in the room and then the next minute he's just like still knocking one out on the bed but sucking on this ice, ice <laughs> life depends on it he's going put <laughs> this really serious face on 
And I just think maybe it's the tension because we're like waiting to see what Jay's going to do. So he comes in. <laughs> Jay's not even entered the scene yet. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what Jay's dressed like. <laughs> he's, a, he's gone through one of my clothing boxes and he's got on this, this fishnet long sleeve top. <laughs> he's mesh pants with like little chains on. And then he's got this black wig. <laughs> Bright red lipstick and a pair of shades. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so can you imagine, like, like the love child of Ozzy Osbourne and Cher? <laughs> Accused of fake <gasps> laughter on the tug of war one you watched. Oh, did you? Yeah, that well, was a fake laughter. I didn't. I didn't think it was fake. Oh well. yeah, everyone. Why people are being like they always find something to pick on? The don't trolls. They? Trolls. Yeah, they are alive no, because of us. They, they breathe the oxygen. They breathe. Is... <laughs> uh, oh, go on. <laughs> so, what Jay, happens next? Jay walks in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he's just walk walking in and the hair's like all out here, like he's trying to make himself a bit rock chick or something. <laughs> 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 oh, does that work? Is <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so it, it wasn't even the outfit that was the weirdest thing, it was the accent. He's like he just adopted like this weird Quentin Crisp type type accent like, oh, hello When he, he was just like, what's this? <laughs> so um, I thought I was going to have to sort of coax them into it. Like, have you seen her Amer- American Pie? Yes. But then, no. ooh, you two kids, really? I thought it was going to be like that kind of snub. No, no. I think he's, he's like straight in there, jumped on the bed. So, what am I sucking then? <laughs> I'm like, well, it looks like you're sucking your dick. It looks like his dick, doesn't it? So he was just straight in there. So that that goes on for a little while, and I'm telling them what to sort of. Did do you feel left out at this point? No, no, I'm, I'm like a little bit wind up, and I'm thinking, and oh, this is quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was an easy night for me, really. Yeah. And then, um, so at, and then at some point, the camera is just left running, and all this madness is going on. And then, like, no one's in the screen apart from like <laughs> say it again later, like, Stupa, <laughs> who's just knocking one out, and it's, it's like he's got this stare, glassy-eyed stare, doing this. <laughs> the sheets coming up round him, 
And then you can hear like Jay in the background <laughs> just pick up the phone and start ordering a Chinese meal. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it back honestly I just couldn't believe this that we'd filmed this bit of footage was the weirdest did you thing. put it online it's <clears throat> online yeah did it get many hits or? not as many as I thought actually I thought it would have sold <laughs> a bit more how can we yeah. view this <laughs> <laughs> send you a copy yes <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there filming this were you James <laughs> no Oh, oh my wow. god, that is awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I've gone completely off track. Without, <laughs> without latex, distraction. because latex gets kicked out of the house. Yeah, bless him. What was Why? the final straw? Well, um, I, I, I didn't. What James or latex? latex. Which latex. who went first? Latex went first. Okay. I, I didn't kick him out. I didn't actually want him to go, even though we, we, we were falling out at the time a little bit. You and Latex? Yeah, we were falling out. Only because, like, so he kept... <laughs> he started taking Latex's stuff to hoard then, and it was be in the garage, and like, he'd have his like his parents come around on a Sunday morning for a cup of tea, and there'd just be like, these dildos and stuff everywhere. <laughs> so, so Latex's parents didn't have a clue? No. So it was yeah. a rush to kind of, like, try and make it as normal as possible. And so those two just were always falling out. And then sometimes he'd come home from work and his bedroom door would slam. And I'd joke, it was like having a teenager, isn't it? But I think he was just, he was just so, like, with the mad house. It just, like, it got, like, one day, like, I was in my room webcamming with a whip. Um, Latex wasn't in his room with a gimp mask on because he, he was bisexual. I don't know if you picked that up from the last oh, story. Yeah, he was no. bi. So he was coming with male clients as well. I think that were like dildos and stuff. And uh, and then Jay was downstairs, probably with a butt plug, <laughs> running, <laughs> running around. And he had this thing for like nuts and bolts and screws. So he'd get a box of those and they'd be all over the floor. And he'd be, Why have you put those on the floor? Pick up the bolts. And, then that, and so I, I'd end up picking them up. I'd go out the room, come back in. They'd be like everywhere again. So it was a cross between all those dildos and sex toys everywhere and just, just junk. So those two would kind of like fall out over like mess and things like that so he just decided for his sanity which was probably like the right decision for him that he was going to get a little place on his own mm. so and I was, I was sad to see him go to the we used to watch True Blood and play Rabin Ravids on the um what was it back then there which was it an Xbox or something Nintendo 64 what one of those anyway to play games so it was it was quite sad waving goodbye to yeah, and he was good at the club as well. Yeah. That's something so. that, uh, with the Heavy D story, isn't it? Uh, the took of Heavy D story. Yeah. What was it Heavy D's name? What Heavy was D. That? Heavy D, it was Heavy yeah, D, yeah. wasn't it? Was a really bizarre character who. It's a very long story, but we were yeah. just laughing our asses off. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. It's there. a tug part three. <laughs> it's a tug war part yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first one I saw, wasn't it? That was Tug of War Part Three with me. In that was Part Two, wasn't it? The first one with you was Part Two. That's the only one that's out there right now. Oh, okay. Part Three and Four is not out. Yeah. I will keep my eyes peeled. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have about twenty podcasts ready to come out soon. Well, you're gonna be in. You're in about ten. Almost ten. That have. 
Okay. Ready to come out? Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, we're just, we're getting off a sidetrack. Yeah. All right. So, so latex trooper, <laughs> latex trooper moves out. Yeah. Do you keep anything going with latex trooper at his new location? Yeah, yeah. I did go rounds. Like to start with, it was a little bit like I felt like he was going to fall out with me. And then on the last night, I'm like, oh, please don't be like this. Can we have a hug? And and then he just started crying, like, threw his arms around me and went, I, I don't really hate you, you're my friend. And um, so as we kept in touch, and I went, he was quite excited to show me his new pad and stuff. And it was lovely. Yeah, so I think he was just, like, really happy to have a little, little corner of sanity in the world and get, get you know, things back on track. But, yeah, we kind of carried it on. And actually, we have cammed up till fairly recently. But I had to tell him, like, to knock it on the head for a while because I All think right. it was affecting his mental health. <clears throat> so just some of the stuff he was asking to do was really extreme. And I, and then he get upset afterwards. I said, you need to give it a break what for a while. What was he asking for? Just things like um, mild stuff to start with, but then he'd, like, write a list of ten things and he'd, he'd want to, like, be forced to throw up and eat it again. And it's just going a bit too far. If you've got mental health problems, it's just mm. going to exaggerate them and... You know, it's not healthy to get into that mindset where he's punished himself to get high and to get that mental release, but then he's feeling the guilt. Because some people can just do fetish and BDSM and not care, and it's a release for them. And it, like one of my slaves, he says to me, it makes me a better person. I am a better, you know, a, a better this and a better that, and it mellows me out. And then other people, they they just drop, and the next day they are... <clears throat> excuse me they're just um they hate themselves it's that sense of shame is so enveloping and overwhelming they can't cope and people like that should not be doing extreme kink i don't think do you feel like because these guys are coming to you that you're saving somewhat marriages so because imagine them having to go to their wives or partners with those sort of requests would probably end up a lot well a lot of the cases in divorce so um I think saving marriages is a bit of a strong claim. Therapist. I would never like to to claim <laughs> to be doing that. Um I I would say yeah sometimes the wives do set, send the husbands to me. Okay. Um I think that I'm, I'm going to be realistic and honest about this. I'm sure there are some married guys that probably come and get whipped that haven't told their wives as well. Um a lot of them want someone to talk to as well. So they've got no one that they can speak to their fetish about. So they just want to kind of be listened to. And um, they don't even necessarily always want to be advised. They just want to know that there's someone there that understands what they're going through. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't say saving marriages, but I would say that it does provide an outlet for certain people. Have you ever had an sure. angry wife approach you? Uh, yeah, I did once. Yeah, I had uh, not in person and just by text she'd think she'd gone through the phone and um discovered some text messages the irony of it is her, her fellow hadn't even been to see me just been texting i don't think i'd ever even like booked him in or anything she was going well what do you do do you have sex with them no do you do this no well what do you do let's sort of explain what i did sure well what would, would he have been coming for then are you sure he hasn't been to see you? I don't believe you. What would he be coming for? Well, I don't know. He could have been coming from spanking, a pegging, <laughs> bonding. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? So it just it just got a little bit silly in the end because I think most you know I think most people just realise you know it's not an issue between the provider. It's an issue between her and her husband, isn't it? That's who need to sit down and 
really work it out. So I think I just said in the end that you need to talk to your husband about this. It's not helping just running through this with me. Yeah. So yeah, but but otherwise, yeah, I think I think it's quite different, isn't it? If someone's got a kink, I think a lot of wives probably turn a blind eye as well. Like if they know, they'd rather not do that. Exactly, they yeah. don't want to do it themselves. So sometimes the husband is like, they said, "This is why will you do this to me?" And she's going, "Oh God, no! Go and see a dominatrix." <laughs> so. I mean, it's better than them having an affair, isn't it, I suppose? So exactly. Like, yeah, they go and get their little kink and there's like no emotional attachment or anything. It's just it's just purely a service. So, so this guy that comes, he's married, happily married, he comes and gets like 400 strokes with a cane whilst wearing rubber panties. Then he goes home. Happy days. Have you he's ever happy. had an emotional attachment with a client? No, I've got, I've got friendships with yeah. my clients I'm, I'd like I know a lot of people have to have that complete um separation don't they but I've actually got some subs that I would say if like they've been absolutely angels to me they've helped me through like some tough times and I would class them as friends so like one of my subs is called um sassy Steph sorry sassy Steph <laughs> sassy Steph sassy Steph yeah so he's a bit yeah Sassy. Sassy. Yeah, exactly. So, like, Sassy came to me as Dave. And, <laughs> <laughs> and was just so shy. And I remember being like that. I remember being so shy. I literally would have to, like, wait for permission to speak before I'd, like, breathe a word. And I could just see a bit of my old self in stuff so the first time I was like well tell me a bit about yourself and what do you think you'd like to try today and I think the first thing she said well well I wouldn't I wouldn't mind a bit of um trying a pair of knickers on and a bit of makeup so I just put my knickers did her makeup we just chatted for like an hour she chatted about stuff well I did her makeup and she loved it and then like from there she just become like such a confident person one day we just went on a little shopping trip and um, we walked past Mac, you know, the makeup shop? I love Mac. And there were people in there having makeovers. And she went, oh, I've always dreamed of going in there and having a makeover. I went, that's it, we're going in. So I dragged her in and there was, um, the, luckily, like, the first makeup artist that come over happened to be a transsexual. So I thought, oh, this is perfect. You know, they're going to get on, like, a house on fire and she's going to feel really comfortable and relaxed and, and just love it. So, yeah, I'd, like, count her on my list of really good friends, people that I would just go out with socially as well and go and have a bit of lunch or something. Because she's a real cool person. So, how long did you last with Jay once Latex Trooper moved out? Um, I can't remember exactly, but it was less than a year because it just escalated. And I think, I think, like, I'd forgotten how bad he was because, like, one night I had Latex Trooper to bitch to. We get what he's done now. And I think the other thing was just the fact that he couldn't blame all of this stuff that was happening on latex. So, for example, he go, oh, no, it was him that did that. He put that stuff in the garage. Well, how come it's still piling up in there <laughs> when he's not here? So I, I think there was talk of us at one point moving down to Bristol to be close to my family. And then his mum went, well, why can't? why can't you come close to our family? It's like, well, because one, I'm paying all the rent and everything. And two, not really, to be fair, hadn't had any support from that side of the family. So I was just like, no, no, I'm not going to do that and keep bending over backwards to please people. And then like from there, I think I had like one thing from him, one thing from his mum. And I was just like, no. And, and to be fair, there was a lady, I, I don't want to use her real name, so I'm going to call her. Karen. 
That's gonna be confusing. Gem, Gemma, Gemma, Gemma. <laughs> so Gemma was a catalyst because she was quite bossy and like, Sounds like me. <laughs> she, was, she was crazy bossy. Like she had a stroke and she smoked loads of weed as well. So she'd kind of go a bit. She'd get paranoid. She said someone was breaking into her house every night and cutting her hair off. Then she accused one of my friends of like raping her dog and getting it pregnant bizarrely. So a little bit crazy, but. Oh, well. Actually, I think you meet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't call yeah, her Jen. I think you just um, exactly. Yeah, I think you just um, meet everyone for a reason, don't you? And I think the reason I met her, she was just like, "What is what is that boyfriend of yours done now? Oh, oh, Jay, what are you doing? Stop going and taking her money. He's just been in there and taken your money again." So, so basically, every time he did something, she was there. She grasped him up, and I just I can't I come to realise this stuff is not actually what you accept because I had no role model of what you know like a guy should be like as a child. Because like love my dad to bits, but he wasn't really a good husband or a good dad. So because I hadn't had that role model, and so I'm like, oh, okay, so. It's not just me then. I'm not the bitch. This stuff isn't acceptable. So that feeling just grew stronger and stronger over time until I just got to the point where I was like, yeah, you need to go. So, yeah, never look back. But then there's the, the sadness of what happens with your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was sad because uh, it's funny because on the Sunday night, he couldn't fly because of his health so we would go oh, we're going on a cruise it'd be great we'd go to like san francisco and stuff and it was only a few days later he went into hospital and he died of um well it was sepsis but he had like diverticulosis so i mean we don't know if there was a tumor there or the thing is for my dad as well he, he liked to drink right he, he used to smoke clothes he used to call the fags his little white friends and uh, he was gutted after he had to give those up so he'd, uh, he still kind of drank a bit and then he'd just eat anything in sight when he was drunk. Like he'd eat dog chocolates. One time I saw him trying to put the remote control into his mouth as well. So another time my mum's growing these little seedlings on the windowsill when he, he ate all those as well. Like, oh, the... So you don't know if he put something in his mouth or what? Well, I don't know what happened, but yeah, he passed away. So like, like probably the first year I was just like, you know, I don't know if it was even a person. I was just this shell, just trying to exist and cope with what happened. Because he was crapped out, but I did love him to bits. He, he was so charismatic as well. Like, we would just waltz in here. We would, like, mm. you know, like, he, he could he'd tell a story and he was the best storyteller. He was so funny. Just Is that where you guy. got it from? Well, yeah. I, I, I don't think I am. Oh, you're great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he played the harmonica as well. He could, like, he, we'd do name that tune. But what's this in three? Name it in three. And if you didn't know, oh. you'd be like, oh, I'm so disappointed in you. I thought you were a bit more cultured than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had such a laugh. Yeah, you see, it's, yeah, so I really, really missed him. And I think I did go on a little bit of a downward trajectory. Traje- can't say the bloody word. Trajectory. Tra- tra- thank you. Trajectory after that. Um, because I'd lost the home. Some of my cats... Um, the ex, which I didn't really care about, but it was still a bit of a shock. My dad moved back into the parental home, which like that's always feels a bit defeatist, doesn't it? Mm. So yeah, I just I just think it took me a while to sort of recover from that, really. And that's probably how I ended up sort of being ensnared by the the Machiavellian 
the next Machiavellian ex that sort of come along. Who was that? Manos. 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 Evil Manos. Is that a Greek name? I wouldn't like to say. Okay. <laughs> you could be right and you could be wrong. <laughs> well, you say here it's the worst mistake of your life. It, it was, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I kind of thought, well, maybe he wanted to build this business and stuff. So I thought maybe this guy's got his head a bit more, like, switched on. Um you know, he's, I can see he's trying to build something, but he was just really good at delegating. Go, you do this for me, you do that, you do that. That was his skill, basically. He didn't actually do any work himself. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it just got really abusive and, um, like, mostly financial and emotional, like taking my money off me, extorting money out of me. How did you meet him? Um, so I was using his place, renting it, like he had a spare room, to, to like, see slaves, basically. And how did you meet him? So I think it was through through one of my friends called Saskia. She was going to go and use his place as a venue. So he's running running a dungeon? Yeah, yeah, effectively. But yeah, he had escorts in there as well. All kinds of different people coming and going. It was like a madhouse again. So I've gone from one unstable environment to another. So that's why I had to do a lot of work on myself and... um, stop seeing like dangerous excitement and start seeing like like peace as tranquil and not boring um because i think like probably there was a bit of me that probably saw a lot of the dramatic stuff as a bit exciting which i, I don't understand that at all now but at the time it kind of made sense so was he on drugs um no he wasn't day to day but he would sometimes come home and he'd be high on coke or something or and then that was when he'd just be... And he was one of these people who has a kink, but he can't deal with the kinks. The next what day, was his kink? He's, he, liked, he liked putting on my clothes. Like, and going, oh, I'm a slut. I'm a slut. Look at me. I'm so slutty. And then, then he'd like have... Have you ever seen the Kenny Everett show? Yes. Yeah. So he'd be like... He'd do, he'd do this, go... <laughs> smoking, like, off his face. Like that. And I'm like... It really creeped me out because I'm not against um, cross-dressing. I've got to do it for work and everything. But just the per- sudden personality change was just so when he does a line. bizarre. That was so, yeah. And it's also, also the fact that he obviously thought women are just complete and total sluts. This is what women are like. And I, I didn't like that, that in his brain, he obviously just saw women as slutty and that's how he wanted to be. And he'd like look at himself in the mirror and go, do I look slutty? Do I look slutty? Like that. So that was just... <laughs> <laughs> it was um so yeah i didn't have a problem with the fetish but just like the disrespect <coughs> um just wearing my stuff without permission using my toys without putting condoms get your stuff dirty there. yeah well what, yeah because like? yeah because in, in the in the business if you're pegging someone you put a condom over the toy and then you use like a really strong um antibacterial spray to clean them afterwards so he just did put something in his backside if you're pegging someone what exactly is pegging it's penetrating them with a strap-on dildo i thought it was attaching pegs to someone (laughs) that's what i was thinking that's that's a common conception (laughs) pegging is having sex with them with a strap-on that's right yeah gotcha okay yeah so he was fouling your instruments (laughs) defiling yeah that's a really good word exactly that gotcha yeah yeah, so, uh, and then there was, there was another time where, like, he'd, he'd asked me to do it, but then he'd start telling me I was doing it wrong. And I'm like, excuse me, I think I know what I'm doing. I mean, I do actually do this for, so that, 
like was a bit annoying. And then, uh, so he'd start just doing it on himself, and then he pooed on the bed as well, mm. like this big dirty protest, this dirty poo just come mm. out. And I'm like, you just shat yourself. So like, of course, like, this guy's narcissistic as well. So because I've in his mind, oh, I think my nails just fallen off. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the excitement. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so. Thank you. I'll wear that if you want. <laughs> so in, in his mind, I've somehow degraded him by allowing him to carry out his fetishes. So it's kind of my fault. So And then he's going, you're going to leave me. I might as well just kill myself. And I've not said anything, but it's like, what? Where's this come from? So it's going between him shouting at me and telling me I'm evil to I'm going to leave him like everyone else does. So there's all these like weird. And I just, I did not know how to cope with any of this. It was just bizarre. What was it like when he was waving knives around? Pretty scary, to be honest, because it would always be pick up these sharp kitchen knives or like big ones, not like a little bread knife. It'd be like a, out of the stack on the side and then go, you dirty little bitch, right? Do you know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to cut you up if you don't do exactly what I say. So I'd get upset and be like, don't ever pick up a knife to me, because if you fall over, that's going to go straight through me. And he'd be like, oh, you can't take a joke, can you? You can't take a joke. What's wrong with you? Where's your sense of humour? Why Why can't you see the fun side in life sometimes? It's like, what you're doing is wrong. You can't just threaten someone with a knife and they go, oh, it's a joke. Right. So, yeah, it was it was quite scary, but it then gaslight me to be like, I was the bad one for reacting to him, like, pulling a knife on me, basically. So how long so, were you there for in total? Um, so I was with him for about four years, and I think the last probably year and a half was trying to figure out how to leave. Get out. Like, I was just brain... Well, not brainwashed. I was in denial, I suppose, the first. Coming through grief, in denial, and thinking in my old classic Kaz thing of, I can fix them, I can I can mend them and make their poorly brains all better, which you can't fix mm. anyone. They can only fix themselves, can't they? Exactly. So, yeah, so that, the first part, I think I was just in complete denial. And then it was just figuring out, like, how do I get away? Because they say, don't they, like, when a, a woman wants to leave an abusive relationship, it takes, like, seven attempts or something like that seven tries and then like people say oh so like my mum said why don't you just leave and she'll say to me you you know if it would have been me I would have just walked out sooner I went but you didn't though did you because you stayed with him until he died so that's not fair um and a lot of people just think it's that easy that you can just walk out and walk away but when you leave someone who's abusive i don't know if you know much about this kind of thing but it's yeah Yeah. it's it's like the most dangerous time isn't it that's the you always hear that's when women are most likely to get stabbed or strangulated or murdered in some way so when you've got the guilt you've got the the shame attached as well you've got the uh, hundreds of other things racing around your mind and at the back of your brain are they going to turn up and do something as well are they going to kill themselves are they going to kill me you know you just so how you did you finally know. get away um, so I, I plucked up the courage I sent him away to his mum's for Christmas he had his kid over and this whole thing was like how much he missed his kid and then when she got there he just had no time for her whatsoever he wouldn't even make her a sandwich it was like oh Kaz do this Kaz do that Kaz and she was a great kid I thought she was brilliant but he is her father he should have been doing this stuff and uh he was just being a bit creepy and weird as well I don't want to say too much on air but it was a bit creepy and weird and I just thought no I had enough so I finished with him 
um, by text, actually, I think it was. <laughs> Smooth. Quite bad, but very fun. <laughs> Given the circumstances, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. um, on the 31st of December, because I just thought, well, New Year's Eve, fresh start, New Year. New take year, out new the year. trash, kind of, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so just a, a fresh start and everything. So I took my mum, when I went back to the house, took my mum with me. My mum, he's scared of my mum. He said she's like a big, I think the word he used was battle axe. So, nice <laughs> fella. Yeah, yeah, he was terrified of her because she just won't stand for any. Because she was married to a man that was like for years. So she is like a, yeah, she's she's quite hardcore. She would have, if he'd have started anything, she would have probably knocked him out, I think. So, so I quite, felt quite safe with my mum there, you know. So, and um, I knew he kept saying to me, oh, I've got nowhere to go. He was at his mum's. I've got nowhere to go. Um, let me have somewhere to stay at least for a week or so. So I turned up and I, with my mum and I said, Joe, you, you can, um, you can stay for the week, but my mum's staying here too. So you're going to, she's going to share my bed. You can go in the back room. Anyway, 10 minutes, 10 minutes later, he walks in the lounge. She's like, actually, I might go back to, uh, London tonight. Good. So that worked out quite well, taking my scary mother with me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was around this time you ramped up the BDSM. It was. Yeah. Well, Kind of before I split with him, I'd been really focusing because I think his life was so unstable. I wanted some stability. And for um, the viewers, can you please explain what BDSM is? Yep. So BDSM is bondage and sadomasochism. So that can be bondage is tying up, tethering in different ways. Can be chains or ropes. And then sadomasochism is pain, like liking pain and sadomasochism is giving pain or liking to give pain so a dominatrix or a master will give pain to a submissive who enjoys pain now it's not all about pain that's actually a really common misconception it's about power exchange and control Teasing. so exactly mm. yeah so a lot of mine they might like dressing up or they might just be into really mild stuff but when you use the word BDSM, people always think it's going to be like really heavy duty caning all the time, 24-7, don't they? So, yeah, that's what... What role play did that involve? Which, which one? What, what, what role play? Like um, headmistress, oh, evil yeah. scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's the, yeah, there's the headmistress role play where they've been a very naughty boy and they must come to the headmistress office and receive their punishment. I tell you also... Um, <laughs> Bitchy boss as well. That's a bitchy boss. Bitchy boss. Can you do that role play with Sean, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) Do a live reenactment here. I'll tap the desk and tap my feet. So he works with you. Let's create a scenario. So. Sean, <coughs> Sean works here. He's, he's the, I don't yeah. know, cleans toilets, some yeah. crappy job. <laughs> and um, so he hasn't done his job properly. He comes in, so you need to call him in. I've left some right. pubes on the rim of the toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I'm just a tree. Right. <clears throat> and who are you? I'm just a tree. Oh, you're yeah, just a tree. <laughs> Tile. <laughs> Atwood. Yes. Atwood. Yes. Late again. Come into the room, please. What have I done now? Don't use that tone with me. Right. Are you going to take this seriously? Stop giggling. <coughs> right, so firstly, Sorry. that deadline I asked you to meet, you've not, you've not completed it, have you? Why is it late? I've lost track of time. Did you? Yes, you I won't let it happen again. Do you know we've just lost a major contract? 
You're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> He's really good, yeah. You're not going right. to fire me, boss, are you? I won't let it happen again. Well, that depends how far are you prepared to go to keep your job. <laughs> well, if you're going to punish me, <laughs> let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this before. Natural. <laughs> well, it's a shame you're not taking on more slaves anymore. <laughs> oh, as well. What are these the trolls? Oh my goodness, the trolls are going to be. We're giving them so much fodder today. <laughs> the endless videos. <laughs> They're going to love it, aren't they? They do. They do. We have, to, a, yeah, a very long we have to keep them alive, <laughs> though. We're constantly feeding them things. <laughs> Otherwise, they would die without it's us. It's like a public service, isn't it? Isn't really? it? Yeah. I love trolls. I love the trolls. Do you? Yeah, do they entertain you? <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the little pictures they make and everything oh, entertains me. Is that new one? Yes. Oh, can I mention so this? Every YouTube video, no mention this. Oh. Every YouTube video has like a thumbnail, a poster on it. And they spend so much time making these creative pictures of us. We'll we'll show you some afterwards. What, are, they, are they insulting pictures? Or yes, a little bit insulting, a little bit funny, a little okay. bit yeah. wild and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You have to show them to me. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We do that when we go for lunch. I like, I like, you know you yeah. get in somewhere in life, don't you, where people are actually like doing Putting their hearts in yeah. satire. and tears yeah. into creating yeah. a video of you exactly. to be humorous. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Totally. It's totally cool. <laughs> do you want a troll? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is evil scientist role play? Wow. So evil, this is very much inspired because like, you know you get a lot of doms and they've all got their own individual things so some are really serious aren't they and like you, you disgust me worm get over my lap and i will beat you so <laughs> but my kind of thing was more like i'm into films and stuff so i'd look at all those different the sci-fi aren't you yeah yeah, yeah and wow. batman stuff like that yeah so have I'm you done batman Bat uh, catwoman I don't think I don't think I have no. Oh, she no, was one of my she was one of my first wanks, yeah, Catwoman. Oh, I can imagine <laughs> her, and, her and Debbie Harry Blondie. Oh yeah, she was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 very cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes. Um, oh, yeah. Evil scientist um, role play. Yeah, so I would sort of take inspiration from those kind of movies, and they'd never come in and be like really like shouty and that, would they? They'd be sort of like almost like soothing and teasing with the voice just to lure you in, but then they'd unleash all like the evilness and stuff. So that was kind of like <laughs> my inspirations that I took from Hollywood. And so the evil scientist would kind of be like in the lab coat with the glasses and just start with, I know you just, you know, you can't resist, can you? You want to give me the information. You're a good boy. You want to help me, don't you? And all this kind of thing. So they'd be like protesting quite weakly usually, but they'd be protesting. <laughs> and, and so you'd go, well, if you don't tell me, I'm going to have to punish you, aren't I? So <laughs> you'd like get the surgical gloves on maybe like select a little pinwheel with lots of spikes on like lots lots of like theatrical I've showing seen them, them. The they look like little pizza cutters they look way worse Very... than they actually are are they not painful well they would be if you really sort of you... put a lot of pressure on it do you but it, it depends really <laughs> to put how, how much, much you like them <laughs> yeah exactly but i mean they can be quite pleasurable as well like if you run it up oh. up, up and down your arm it can just be like a little tingle 
Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. But, yeah, if you're pressing quite hard on the genitalia, it's probably not quite so nice. On so. a pancaked scrotum, exactly. it would probably sever the skin. <laughs> yes, I think it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it'd be like, uh, like a colander then. <laughs> oh, what's this? So sometimes things got messy. I had a guy tied up who was doing poppers and he started retching, so I had to hold a bin over his face. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's come in and said, I want to do forced intox. Now, no such thing as forced intox, right? You don't make them take poppers. They love poppers. They want to do as many as possible. And as a mistress, it's kind of your role to not let them have as many as they want to do. So you're controlling it and just probably slowing them down, actually. In, in reality, you call it forced intox because, oh, you're being forced here. Poppers are legal, by the way. I'm talking about the legal variety just for anyone watching for out the feds there. yeah exactly so these are completely legal you can i think you, there's a shop opposite well, marks you can buy them in sex shops in, can't you in Re- yeah sex shops so yeah. there's a shop in reading opposite marks they sell them as well so um yeah so the guy's like yeah yeah i take them all the time i'm really tolerant i can take loads so by this time i've got him tied to the bed i think i literally gave him like two little sniffs and he goes blue and starts retching i'm like not on the bed! Not on the bed! I'm not looking around. I don't want to vomit in the towel. I don't want him to vomit. I oh, know, I'll get the bin. I got the bin, like, up to his face, and then he threw up. Ooh. Like, at most points in a session, if someone had felt so ill they were going to throw up, they generally go, do you know what? I know we're only not far into the session, but do you mind if we have just chat or I can go home? And you, This guy, I'm like, are you okay? Do you want to shower? He's like, no, no, let's just carry on. I'm like... No, no, you're going to go and wash your face and mouthwash oh. at least, definitely. Oh. Did it not make you want to retch? Uh, sometimes it can be a bit like that, yeah. I've yeah. like got a story of that yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. I think because I, I can kind of deal with people being sick because I've seen that quite a lot over the years, but it's the other end that just completely grosses me out. What about that time so, in Salford? Yeah, that was quite bad. That was that was very elaborate. I don't know how you know, like pebble dash. You see, like a, a council house that's been pebble dashed at the side. Well, this guy did that to our hotel wall, basically. Should I go into more detail? Yes, yeah, please. go. I'm, yeah. I'm confused right now. Yeah. <laughs> Pebble down, council houses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost at this point. She, well, she's saying about stuff from the other end, and so it's a story about not from there, from... But how does that cause a wall to be pebble-dashed? Sure, so, it's projectile, projectile poo, are you saying? Yeah, yeah. So there was like when you projectile shirt. vomit? Exactly. Like you can projectile... Apparently you can. Apparently, I didn't know this. I either. had food poisoning once, and I do recall, yeah, an eruption. It was just, yeah, yeah, splattery. Yeah. Yeah. I answered the door. It was I only said it for four or five days. I thought I was going to die. I answered the door, opened it, and I just threw up in someone's face, and I felt it coming out my bum, and I just. Oh, no. was, it, was it a shark? Bless you. What? It wasn't a what? Shark. You know what a shark is? What's a shark? A wet fart. A wet fart. Oh. No, 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 this was constant. Yeah. This was constant. If I wasn't yeah. close to the toilet, I was going to have an accident. Yeah, that sounds. I was hallucinating and everything. I thought I was going to die. I was cr- literally crawling across the carpet. Oh my god! At one was, point. That, was that food poisoning? Yeah, I was stupid enough to keep chicken tikka masala in my car in the Arizona desert and eat it when I got home. The temperature was fifty, almost fifty degrees that day. You must have been pretty hungry. <laughs> I've been cooking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, lovely. Gonna, anyway, yeah, that's going to get so, yeah. so pebble dashing. Yeah. I mean, how are you even in a position 
to be somewhere so naked where you're going to project our poo on a wall. So you're in a hotel. How does this Sounds happen? Sounds like he'd been at your curry, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Could you take us through how it got to this point? Yeah. <laughs> I'll start at the beginning. So there was this festival stroke event called Sexhibition. Wow. Lots of little stands selling whips, um, lo- loads of stuff. Where is this? Stage show. This was in up near Salford in Manchester. Right. So um, selling dildos, like a, like a like a trade show, but for the sex industry basically. So it's all very like proper and everything. And um, I was there with my friend Harley Sin, so who I'd been teaching to be a mistress. And this guy came up to us. He's, he's like, I've seen you on. Um, Twitter, I'm a massive fan of both of you. I love your work, blah, blah, blah. He went, will you be around tonight? Maybe I can come and see you. We were like, well, I don't know. Are you a sub? Am I a sub? Am I a sub? Yes. I. Uh, so anyway, to cut a long story short, he phones us up about six o'clock in the evening. And he says, I've been drinking. I'll be honest. I've had a lot to drink, but I'm okay. I mean, I'm a nice guy. I mean, you met me earlier. Is it okay if I still come round? So I thought, you know, that's pretty upfront, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. I don't want me to see drunk people, but yeah. So the guy turns up, totally lovely, lovely, sweet guy. Um, we did a bit of strap on, I think, pegging. Um, then he said, oh, I've never been fisted. Will you fist me? So I, I went off and went and got the, the long gloves. Uh, she put hers on. I think the long just, gloves? Yeah. Oh, so like you wear gloves for fisting. Obviously, you don't want to put your hand in a bum, do you? <laughs> what, like surgical things? Yeah. Yeah. Vet, yeah. vet gloves. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like rubber gloves to like protect your, for you know, con- against contaminants. Like when cows are giving birth and stuff. Is that yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I've yeah. seen this on TV. So I stood there, cow I've gloves I've got ridiculously on. long arms though, look. You've got quite short arms. Yeah, so. yeah. Right. Well, you probably wouldn't go up that far. I mean, I think... <laughs> <laughs> How far do you go? I think he was taking it to about so, well, probably not in the wrist, probably about there. Oh, to be realistic, because right. like, by the time you've done that, not many people can stretch. Well, there's a few, they specialise in it, funnily enough. They're like, oh, mistress, I've, I've learnt to take the biggest dildo now. Would you like to see? So <laughs> this this guy wasn't taking that much, but he'd been drinking rum all day long. Plus, I think he brought a bottle to the hotel room and we had a glass of wine or something there. So I just had a feeling, you know, when you get that sixth sense, like an intuition. Maybe I heard a rumbling or something, I don't know, and it was in my subconscious. So like, she's one side, I'm the other. This, we've got this guy's butt here, <laughs> right? My hand was there. I pulled out and then all of a sudden my intuition, this little voice in my head goes, step back. <laughs> step back, cows. I go, and it just goes, and hits the wall. <laughs> oh, holy what shit. <laughs> What's the clean-up situation there? Well, I think there's a lot of mistresses out there that would have made him use his tongue, but I think... <laughs> I wasn't expecting that answer. <laughs> Oh. That would have just made me throw up as well. So yeah. I, I said, let's get some wet wipes to start it off, some spray, take it from there. And you've made quite a good job of it, actually. <laughs> Didn't get a hotel bill? No, 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 no we were lucky. No. <laughs> we got away with it. So, like, you look completely normal. 
You look what are you saying, Sean? You look quite innocent and just like very you're very polite and well spoken. Thank you. But all these lunatics have come in and out of your life. Yeah. And when I look back yeah. at my life and I all these crazy people coming in and out, in and out, in and out. And when I was introspecting, I had to ask myself, this is, there's a pattern here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there something yeah. inside me that's, like, attracting this to happen? And Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you don't just keep meeting narcissistic <laughs> people just by accident, do you? You don't keep there's, meeting there's something, Jays and... Exactly. There's something in... latex troopers of the world. <laughs> <laughs> for, like, decades of your life. Well, there's something going on up yeah, here. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, th- I think um, so I used to see, like, peaceful as boring, um, dangerous excitement probably. And so I'd be drawn to these, like, really massively charismatic people that didn't take life seriously, but the f- the flip side was they were fucking raving lunatics. Mm. So, and, um, yeah, so I think that was a big, big problem for me, was just not recognising what, what a decent, normal person is and what a nut job is. And I think even if I saw it, I didn't really understand that that's, that's just not acceptable. I think my self-esteem was probably quite low as well. Something that I've worked on majorly, read lots of... Lots of um, self-help books done a couple of psychology courses online on like Udemy as well and just to figure out how you know what makes people do what they do and try and understand a bit of the psyche behind the behavior so you know what I mean yeah so by now you've made your name as a dom quite yeah. a big name yeah yeah I'd say so in, in the UK and then Manos comes right. back on the scene right Talk us through that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, I don't, if I think, if I hadn't have probably lost my dad, I, think, I don't think I would have gone into another abusive relationship, but I was at a low. So he came back in for round two? No, 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 it was only with him once. Yeah. No, it says Manos. Um, I started about it. Oh, it's the order. It's all gone completely. It's yeah, going back to I, I think now. I think it was getting quite. Yeah, <laughs> I thinking, I yeah, I think it was getting Sorry. quite. Oh, good job you didn't go back. Um, yeah, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, one interesting like little psychology thing I was thinking about. Well, a couple of things really is um, your relationships in your adult life are often formed by what you experience as a child. Right. So we. We end up adopting like these survival patterns as a child because they help us then and they're useful. Like, so for example, um, some of my things were I was a people pleaser and I'd say yes to stuff all the time. Um, and end up doing stupid things just to like, you know, be popular or whatever. Uh, so that's something I knew was a big weakness for me. Uh, cause those, those patterns, survival patterns no longer serve me. I just don't need to do those things. They have no use to me. Uh, another thing. Another thing I read was um, it was how to. Do, I was reading a book on how to deal with difficult people and manage them, basically. Because how's that go for you? <laughs> yeah, it, it was quite interesting. One of the things it said uh, this this specific bit was talking about if you've got a customer and you work in retail, and it said try standing in front of a mirror, and if someone's shouting at you and pointing and going, "And you, blah blah blah," they look at themselves in the mirror if you're stood in front of it, and they become more self-aware. And if they're a normal person, most have become a bit ashamed and be, oh, I'm making a bit of a scene, and they start to back down. So I tried this on 
Manos when he was like in one of his rages, like his temper would be popping, his eyes would be like like this, and you know he did just like a nut job. So I'd stand in front of the mirror, and he could see himself, and then I saw him. I was expecting him to. I was hoping like like in the book he'd back down. I could see him start watching himself, and like the excitement in his face, he was getting off at watching himself shout in the mirror. It was really bizarre, and I'm like, ah, oh, they didn't Did cover that in the book. <laughs> Seriously, have you ever tried that? Not recently. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's meant to. It's meant to work. It's meant to make people like see what they're doing and calm down. Bye. So, but it. it but he work. get off on it. Yeah, he liked it. I think it made him feel more powerful. He got more puffed up. Like cause he's only short. He's only a few inches bigger than me. He's about five. Well, I'm four ten. He was about five foot six. So and he's trying to make himself bigger like that. Yeah, like looking at himself. I thought he was going to knock one out, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so then you became conflicted because he was in an abusive relationship. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. Because like by day I'm going, well, I'm Mistress Kaz, and you, you must do as I say. And my slaves are coming around, going, "Oh, we adore you, we love you." And and then like on the flip side, I've got this guy treating me like a piece of shit and telling me I'm worth nothing. So it's like it's just such a contradiction. And like that because I was. This as well, it was even worse because I feel like I feel like I'm living a lie. Mm. Like I was thinking, like, I can talk about it now, it's fine because I feel like that's in my past. But I thought, you know what, if my slaves could see, they wouldn't view me as a, they wouldn't respect me anymore. And actually that turned out not to be true because one of my subs, I got really close to him as a friend, not in a, any kind of romantic way, but in a friendship way. And he said, I know you're just not yourself. Do you want to come out for lunch? And I didn't really tell him a great deal. I just said, like, it's pretty bad at home. It's not really going too well. He said, I can tell you look tired, you look drained. Um, so... What were we talking about again? Just... Yeah, so you were conflicted because yeah. you're, in, you're yeah. in the daytime, you're bossing people around. Yeah. You're in an abusive people relationship. But now the subs are coming to the rescue? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of people slag off the scene. I remember watching one of your ladies and she was saying, oh, but I couldn't do that to them. But it's like, they like that. That's their kink. And they, I've, I, I agree with what she's saying. But from my perspective, it's been completely different. And I don't feel as if I'm doing things to them that they they don't want and so yeah so I've had my slaves just through such a difficult time be really really supportive as well and I could count on them as friends like the sub that took me for lunch and then I have my sissy as well you know what sissy is right someone you boss around yeah so they dress in women's clothes yeah 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 women's clothes so my my sissy as well would just like take me out for the and that would get me in trouble as well because I wasn't allowed to drink so uh, I'd go out like for a session and then it would end in like, should we have a couple of gins? So like, and I, I'm really good at drunk texting. So you cannot tell from one of my texts that I'm pissed because I'll just keep working to perfect it. I'll sit there for an hour if I bloody have to. So I know that he wouldn't want me to drink. So I'd sit there writing this text and I'd, I'd, I'd get it right in a bit. So we keep texting. This text would be like word perfect. So he wouldn't have a clue that I was steaming drunk. So the time I got got in and because he didn't want me to drink, it was a bit like a red flag to a ball. So you'd open the door and I think one time I just fell in the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but yeah, apart from the odd night like that, my slaves were just like really so supportive and lovely. So, so did you very uh, lucky. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. did any of your, all your family and friends know about you doing this? Yeah, I mean, they've known for years. 
Yeah, so, and they're absolutely fine. Well, no I issues. wouldn't say absolutely fine, no. I mean, they, they kind of make a bit of a joke about it and they, <laughs> they realise they don't really have any say in it. I mean, unless they want to start paying my bills, then they've got no say in it. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I think they've kind of sort of accepted it, but it's not, wouldn't be the favourite first choice for me to do. Mm, no. So. Yeah, especially like it's a strange one, really, because like my mum's goes, Oh, whenever I see big knickers now, I think of you, <laughs> right? Big knickers, basically. And you might think, What, what are you want about there? Well, I went shopping once with my mum, and I saw this massive pair of knickers on. Now, I happen to have a couple of sissies that are quite large, and I just thought, Oh, they'd be brilliant on my sissy. So I bought these big knickers. So every time my mum goes shopping, if she sees any cheap, she lets me know. She goes, Oh, and so in Marks, is they've got, um, they've got some size 20s in the sale. Pick them up for so, you. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good about Totally. So it's, yeah, you've kind of got a bit of an understanding now, I think, which is good. And you studied up on narcissistic abuse. I did. Yeah, I've done... Uh, well, I was in quite a few kind of like self-help narcissistic abuse groups. And to, it was like a sounding board to start with. I'd be like, so this has happened. Is this normal? And they'd be like, no, run, girl, run. This is not normal. <laughs> this is so not normal. Get out of there. So, yeah, that was kind of useful. And then I've like followed all these different coaches as well and you know that also really helped me to to see that okay whilst I have met those people and this bad things happened at some point some of the responsibility does lie with me because I've let that go on I've accepted it and also I, I keep like well, I don't not keep now but I kept like falling for the same sort of behavioral traits and kind of letting it be okay so yeah I just found this so useful Who's the coaches you're following? Sorry? Which coaches are you following? Uh, I can't remember their names now. I've got, I got them on Instagram. But there's, there's a really good book called um, Inside, the, Inside the Minds of Angry and Controlling Men. Ooh. And it's by Lundy. So that's, that's a great one to learn about kind of abusive men and controlling behaviours. Uh, I think there's one on Instagram I follow. It's actually a guy called, um, it can be both way around with abuse, can't it? It can be both ways. Mm. It's called Nars Abuse, uh, Abuse Coach, I think. So that's quite a good one. But yeah, there's masses of, masses of them on Instagram. So what's your social circle like now? Uh, deliberately small. Um, I socialise a lot for work. Uh, spend a lot of time on my sisters because we're really, really close. Um, but really, I'm just, I, tend to spend most of my time working I don't tend to sort of go out to bars and clubs or it's just not something that's a priority to me at the moment how many appointments do you do a week or well, it kind of depends I'm I'm sort of living back home with my mum so a lot of it's online so it's when I go away to tour that's when I see my slaves so where do you so, tour um there's a dungeon in Swindon sometimes I work out of an apartment and go up to Reading in November so what are the dungeons like? Talk me through it when yeah. you walk in. Um, yes, yeah, so you walk here. Let me just think of the local <laughs> one. So the, the local one, it's a it's a converted nightclub. So you walk. It's quite normal, really. It's quite pretty with like white drapes, all stone walls, uh, little fairy LED lights. Then you've got your dungeon room, and they've blacked out the windows with black paint. The Saint Andrew's cross in the first room then a cage where you can pop your sub or your sissy in underneath and just 
taunt them through the bars. And you probably yeah. know a lot about that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> home sweet home. They're <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty cosy. So what sort of equipment do you have, like... It's sort of fifty shades of grey, hanging up on the wall, or is there machinery? Yeah, it, it, it depends machinery. on the dungeon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and how well equipped. I mean, some some dungeons have like full on sex machines and St Andrew's crosses, and they're fully equipped. And then other dungeons. What's a St Andrew's cross? So it's like you know, Jesus Christ kind of um, was. Uh, What's the word? Stigmata. So a crucifix. Stigmata. Kind of, but it's like... I know I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... like oh, so what, they tied up? Yeah. They tied up like that? Yeah, we yeah. don't do the nails through the hands. It's just, yeah. <laughs> How long can they last like that? Uh, well, if they've not eaten, probably about five minutes. But Jesus. If, if they've had a decent meal, they can So they've got to have a decent lunch before they come yeah, in? Yeah, they can pass out otherwise. Oh. Yeah, because you've got your hands up. It affects your blood pressure. So you've got to be really careful with it. And that gives them a sexual thrill? Yeah, yeah, because they feel vulnerable. Like, So they're up there naked? Yeah, they're naked, yeah, yeah. So with, like, normal sex, if we're going to call it normal, I don't know if it is normal, like between vanilla. a man and a woman, vanilla sex, right? Yeah. So it's quite easy for a woman to feel overpowered and, oh, the one, you know, because we're smaller, aren't we? And probably not being sexist a bit weaker. For a guy to get that same feeling, because, you know, some guys want to feel like that, you know, it's got to be a lot more extreme. You know, you can't just grab them by the throat and say, right, you do as I say. But sometimes they either want to feel as vulnerable as they can, so they want to be naked, tied up. And, I mean, there's this brilliant spanking bench in the dungeon. Have you a seen one of those? spanking bench? Yeah. not seeing one not of those? The usual park bench. <laughs> <laughs> what does a spanking bench look like? So it's, uh, I'm just trying to think to describe it. So you, you basically, this bit goes here, and then so it goes up like that, like across, and then the legs go. Oh, is it like one of those chairs you can get massages on? Similar, so similar, but your bum's out. So you get like them from work is, to yeah, um, like that. help you back when you're at the uh, desk, and you've got to sit on them at a really weird angle. I used to have one. <gasps> It is a bit similar, but more bent over. So basically, their, their, their bum is presented in the air, and then you can like strap them down to it, and that's the perfect spanking position. So there's a hole in it, isn't there, with the bum's exposed? No, no, they're, no, they're, no, they're just over positioned it. over it. Oh. Yeah, they're just bent over it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what were you picturing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to spank oh. the bum, you'd have to get in there, wouldn't you? In there. <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't go under would you I don't know I've never <laughs> get over <laughs> so oh. none of this happened in Arizona so what I've written a book called Party Time and I've you know my third wife in Arizona we had a few things going on a bit of Few little dungeon things, but not the level that you of your knowledge and experience. I think you, what was it you said you had a sex swing? We had a sex swing. Yeah. The hardware store thing came into effect. We went and like got bigger, like industrial changing more See, bolts I know with you, you and as innocent, you padlocks. Padlocks. Just <laughs> taking it up a level there. Padlocks. You totally. <laughs> I've learned a few things today. <laughs> so, have you been to sort of sex parties, uh, Dom themed sex parties? Yeah, I've been, I've been to a few. I, mean, I think people just tend to think that you know it's it's a mock with people in gimp masks running around, probably a bit like JJ with a butt plug out of his arse. It's, 
They're actually a little bit more civilised than that generally. He like tends a nice to have, bar of a few drinks. Yeah, that's right. You, you slave on the lead. Have a little chit chat. Exactly. Is that does that actually go yeah, on? Yeah, that goes on as well. Um, there was this one guy I went to an event called um, Nice Little Shout Out for them probably Bitches Unleashed. Bitches, Bitches Unleashed. Bitches Unleashed up in Manchester. And this guy walked down the stairs. I can't even remember. I'd had a few drinks. I can't remember if he had clothes on. All I remember is the writing all over his body, saying things like, use me, um, I'm a trashy little bitch, and do what you spank me, all this kind of stuff. So he was loving it because he was walking around. Every dom you know, that walked by would be like, ooh, spank. <laughs> so you do see stuff like that, but most of the play is restricted to certain areas. Okay. So, because you don't want to go straight into a bar and then just see someone with a bottom spread and like a, a being Still smashed with a strap on, do you? <laughs> it's not, you know, you just want to sit and enjoy your G&T. You don't want anything on display. So, there tends to be separate little areas where people go off and do their thing, which is quite a nice dynamic, tends to work quite well. But, yeah, they are quite fun, actually. When I went to that one, they, they had a slave race. So, they tied... So, say you're next to me, Jen. Right, right? I mean. And you're... <laughs> Your right ankle, if, if we're the slaves, get the, our ankles get tied together with rope, right? So, I think you used to do them on, like, sports day, that exactly. race, with your, the parent and child race. Yeah, yeah. And what, they, you race the slaves? Yeah, but they have to do tasks as well. So, they've got to have two against two. So, that team so is that relay team. race. Yeah, so they have to go and <laughs> fetch something for the mistress, come back, rub the foot for a minute or so, and do something else, and it's which team runs first so it was a lot of activities and fun stuff as well as the it wasn't all like hardcore bdsm it was a bit of a giggle and stuff which i thought was what was the name of this place cool. <laughs> it, was, it was called um bitches unleashed in bitches uh, unleashed. manchester oh, we're up there at the end of the month <laughs> <laughs> that's not where you met james by any chance <laughs> bitches unleashed. guess where we are <laughs> how did you meet james yeah uh friends barbecue bollocks oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, this James. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Where did I meet you? Yeah. What, did we get chatting online or email or something? Yeah, email, and then we met in um, Watford. It, uh, I think Watford's was it? In Starbucks or somewhere? Yeah, or somewhere yeah, it was. Yeah, we sat in Starbucks having our little. He didn't book an appointment. Of, then. No. But what he did do was make a video which has got a lot of views. Let's plug that. What is the title of that video, James? Interview with a dominatrix. And that's on what channel? Um, it's Vimeo and Amazon Prime as well. Vimeo and, it's, and this is some of it's on YouTube, is it as well? The trailer's on YouTube. Trailer is on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So, interview with a dominatrix yeah. on Vimeo and Prime. Yeah. yeah. Okay. People can Check watch the, the full stuff. So, where do you go from here then in your career? Well, at the moment, I'm writing a screenplay with a producer, which is an adaption of my book. Is your book so... your personal story? No, no. Oh. Have you written your personal story? I've written a first draft. And oh, yeah. like, do you know what? Some of this stuff we've talked about today is kind of exclusive content yeah. to this show because I've struggled with how much do I 
I think you've got to be your, your authentic self, haven't you, and be honest. But I've just struggled with a book and have I given away too much? Can I say that? And I keep like editing and then just coming back to it. So, how many words is it now? Um, that's about 100 and something thousand, I think. 100 and how many? About 100 and something thousand. Oh, I'd love to publish that. I, really? Yeah. Well, like, I can... Your story. We've sat here for two and a half hours. It's how long has it been? It's been so. Fascinating. Jen hasn't even demanded a break. She's been so. I always demand breaks. Usually after an hour, I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, we have been riveted. You are a natural raconteur, perhaps inherited from your father. Um, But yeah. That, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure the people feel exactly the same as us uh, watching this. Are there any stories you've left out that you'd like to? Um, was there any on that little bit of scrappy? I was just paper? going over I, it. I, don't, I, don't I, think, know. I, think, I think we managed I to get we, them. I think we did them all, didn't we? I think we did them. Yeah, in, in, yeah. The, in the general. Plus, I can always save something for future. Well, yes. for part two, would we you would, get back would on, love for to have you on for part Absolutely. two? Absolutely, definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. save them for future. So, viewers, please let us know what you thought about. Today's podcast and Latex Trooper in particular, <laughs> I will be having lots of giggles. Um, two books out there on Amazon, Dreaming in the Dark, Sordid Secrets. So what are they about then? So um, Sordid Secrets was originally published by a company called, let's not do the name, just a company. Yeah. Company, And um, it's. Uh, he said, write a short novella, see how it sells and then go from there. So I just thought, you know, they would say write about what you know, don't they? So I know domination. So this character was kind of like, not me, but I use my own personal experiences. So to a fictional version of your... Fictional version of some of the things that's happened. Some of it imagined, some of it extreme and made up. and Probably some of it wasn't too much of a stretch of the imagination as well. So it's about her and her lover, Zora. She's a mistress. And it's just kind of like a short story of this this couple that come to, you know, become submissive slaves at her country manor where she's a dominatrix. And then, like, I sort of, I kind of, like, stopped working with my publisher because I didn't feel it was, like, the right dynamic for me. Um, Lovely guy, but just wasn't working out. Um, So I then self-published Sordid Secrets. And then from there, I thought, do you know what? I've absolutely got free reign now to do whatever the hell I like. And what I want to do because he was going to oh don't put that in and you know, try and keep the cover really tame so you know I think like with the second cover I've got I've got a chick on the front like massive boobs in lingerie over a plate of cocaine and a note I've just I've just made it as trashy as I possibly can because um, I think we're a bit serious with the first one we're oh have a lady come out of the car with just a little bit of knicker droppage quite saucy but you could read it on the tube and I think, no, I want someone, like, on the tube with it under their newspaper. Like, I don't want anyone to see me with it. Because <laughs> I just think covers are so important, aren't they? That's the first thing people see, cover title. Yeah. And these days on Amazon, it's just a row of little thumbnails. Exactly. So your cover has got to stand out at that size. Yeah, you've got to grab attention. With <laughs> yeah, it. people don't understand that. Yeah, yeah, when they design covers and they put too many things on them and the titles are too small to read. Definitely. At thumbnail size, yeah. But we will, uh, I would love to take a look at what you've done on your life story because cool. that is absolutely, I mean, what we've touched on today, I'm, I'm sure people are gripped <laughs> and would love to read the full thing. Yeah. You, you would be my guest. I'll, yeah, I'll send it over. Please do. So 
Kaz can also be supported on Twitter at K-A-Z-B-X-X. And does that link to your OnlyFans as well? It does, yeah. They can follow my OnlyFans on there as well. So, yeah, come say hello. And if you want have a fetish about organic cotton, <laughs> then you can go to Boomer and Jen, Jen's Organic Cotton Clothing Company. She's going to do a whole new line now. On, um, what, what are these new ideas? Oh, there's loads going on, but... The BDSM line? Oh, yes, the BDSM. (laughs) (laughs) Organic BDSM or sustainable... Fisting gloves? Sustainable fisting gloves, because you have to do a recycled polyester or something. (laughs) But, yeah, we could have a look into that. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) 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 Jen's links are also in the description box, as is her Instagram's... And well, you see you, all my fabulous photos. And if you stay tuned, you'll even see a trailer where people wearing the organic cotton clothing. Not the BDSM line yet, but we will, we're going to work on that. Huge thank you to James for hooking us up with Kaz. And James's link, if you need a cameraman, don't be trying to poach him from us. He's uh, down there as well. And your company, James, is called what? Underground Films. Underground Films. There's also a YouTube channel called Underground Films. Don't we have an Underground Films trailer by now? Uh, a trailer what, for Underground Films? Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah, we should start an Underground Films trailer on the end of these as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We could get Sean to redo the advert <laughs> send people to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let us know in the comments what you thought about this. It has been an absolute fun um, there was a point there where I laughed so hard I couldn't even breathe. I love moments like that. It is the antidote to all of the BS and madness going on in the world. So, yeah, huge thank you, most of all, to Kaz for coming down today. You're going to join us in a group, group hug? Yeah. yeah. So doing group hugs. <laughs> yes, well done. Oh, thank you. oh my God, that was brilliant. Amazing. Yeah, you as well. Wow. Wow. What should we name her? Everyone decided to call her Ditsy, so that's her new name. And uh, he turned up with her. My job was to dress Ditsy, make her look beautiful, do her hair, put some lipstick on, put some nice clothes on her. And then obviously he had to do certain things to get his reward at the end of the session. But I don't get that all of the time. But I do get people coming to me going, yeah, give me some stripes, get the cane out, smack my bottom. So he was like, I'm really into heels. Do you want to see my heel collection? Right, so I went up to his room. He had these massive shoes. He's like, what should I do with these shoes then? It's like, I'm really into trampling. Can you just like bruise my back and cover me in marks? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can try that. I'm off on a bit of a tangent here. There was a little vicar. Okay. A little vicar from this local vi- village in Portugal that used to love, like, coming out and taking pictures. So he'd be, like, doing fanny shots and stuff of, like, some of the girls. And he'd be, like, dressed in his all vicar garb and stuff. Oh, yeah, so he likes to dress up in tights and uh, put custard down them. So he started off as one of my phone clients years ago. He got in the taxi... And uh, all of a sudden, she's like going, Mr. Driver! And she drags him in the house, grabs him, brings him in her flat, basically like pulls his trousers off. It was quite, and the, he really got into it as well. He kept turning around to the camera and going, I'm a 
little slut mistresses. What shall I do next? <laughs> Here we go. Kaz B part two. Tremendous response to our first ever interview with a dominatrix. And on the audio platforms, it's become the biggest thing in the last year. So we are back with Kaz B. Huge thank you for coming back on, Kaz. Thank you. Definitely. How's life been treating you since we did our first part? It's been really good. You know, actually, since I was on this show, I've had submissive gentlemen get in touch with me going, I've heard the podcast. (laughs) So my OnlyFans has gone up. They've been exchanging messages. All I can say is thank you. But um, yeah, I've been pretty busy. Ooh, what have you been up to? Well, this week, this wasn't fine, you guys, by the way, just so you know. I had one of my regular slaves come to me and he said, look, I'm, can I say trans sex doll? He's building up to um, see a trans lady. Did you just Basically, say trans sex doll? doll? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> he's elaborate. building up to a trans experience with a trans woman. But he thought, well... Rather than go straight to that, let's just experimenting. Just go a little bit along the way. So he brought this trans sex doll with him. And uh, we did a poll on Twitter. What should we name her? Everyone decided to call her Ditsy. So that's her new name. And uh, he turned up with her. My job was to dress Ditsy, make her look beautiful, do her hair, put some lipstick on, put some nice clothes on her. And then obviously he had to do certain things to get his reward at the end of the session, which was a little bit of playtime with Ditsy. So where does one get a trans sex doll from? Um, Not that I'm... (laughs) (laughs) If you're interested. (laughs) There will be no links in the description box. (laughs) I would say start with Google. (laughs) (laughs) And is there like a range of quality of these dolls? Like are some like... What's that movie, X Machina, like, level? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I mean, you've got your kind of, like, cheap budget range, which is mm. where I think he's, his starting place is at. Mm. So I think she probably cost him about £40 or something like that. But you can obviously get the really good ones. Do they talk to you and stuff? No, no, it's just a bit plastic. God, this blow up I'm like AI so. robot trans. No, that does <laughs> exist, though, I think. Does Jen? That exists, right, doesn't it? The, ones the that, iRobot? I don't know if they talk yet. But I think Not they're yet, quite... Like that movie. Did you watch that movie, Max Machine, or it was called, where he fell in love yeah. with the robot? But I think it's quite singular actions. Like, you press a button and it does... I'm not indicating anything here. I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> it, it can move its arms, right? Yeah. <laughs> so was he satisfied with this experience? I think he was satisfied the minute he walked in the room and saw Ditsy dressed up, to be honest. Right. That, that so was... how does this work? Ditsy's yeah. there, she's all dressed yeah. up. On the, the bed, guy walks looking in. Like... Like yeah. this. So it's a person pretending to be a doll. <laughs> no, it no, isn't a doll. It's a doll. It's not a, 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 it's it's a, a role play. <laughs> so he's a sub. I'm me, the dom. And there's a blow up sex doll on the bed dressed up as a character called Ditsy. And uh, so he's asking it questions. So I'm like just getting the back of her head and going, mm. Oh, <laughs> what it's yes and no answers. Yeah. Well. And did he ask Ditsy whether she is a pre or post op trans? He didn't even ask the question. He wasn't fussy. Didn't that. care. <laughs> no, I just said, do you consent, Ditsy? Because it's all about consent, isn't yeah. it? Obviously. And uh, how, what happened next? Well, uh, he had to perform his task to obviously gain his reward, which were things like ruffling at my feet, licking 
my heels. Um, various implements were involved as well, which I probably shouldn't name here and now. But uh, yeah, he was at one point making some sounds like a chicken. <laughs> and that earned him a very, very big reward, and he got to enjoy ditzy. Wow. So, Kaz, can you time. please regale us with these no- chicken noises? Can you impersonate them? I could try. It was a bit like... That doesn't sound like a chicken. <laughs> it doesn't. Nor did he, funny enough. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So what else have you been up to this week? <laughs> did he get punished for doing inadequate chicken noises? <laughs> it was just punished anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so these hills have been trampling. Had trampling. To, um, yeah, I've, I've got a farmer that comes to see me. He b- builds barns and tends to the pigs and stuff. And he's really normal and, you know, just does normal stuff. But it's like, I'm really into trampling. Can you just like bruise my back and cover me in marks? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can try that. So like got him on the floor by the radiator. He lied on his front to start with because it's almost good to start point isn't it mm. just make sure they're sen- they're not too sensitive and anyway, i stood on his back and actually kurt geiger's are really good for not basically injuring people too much Recommend that was a bit kurt of a geiger. bonus yeah a little plug there <laughs> 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 yeah and then obviously he flipped over and uh, a bit more sensitive that side round unfortunately so a bit of screaming <gasps> so would he have gone home with a lot of marks yes and is he a, s- a single man he is, yeah, yeah. He did, he put, like, in the text, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm okay with marks. And I said, look, when somebody says that, that normally means that they want marks, is that the case? Mm. And he was like, well, it's not that I want them, but I'm not against it. Is it so, usually yeah, the yeah. single folk who like the marks? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because I think yeah. anyone that's going to have to get home up to a wife or that they're in the gym a lot, you know, they're going to try and hide it, aren't they? Yeah. So. You'd need a cover story, yes. wouldn't he? Well, yeah, how do you com- explain that way? I fell into the combine harvester. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was out seeing one of the sheep. Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> that doesn't work either, does it? What what proportion, then, of people in this community mm. have a penchant for marks? Hmm. I can't really answer that question because I think each dom gets a specific audience that suits them. Like, I'm not a really extreme person myself. So, I, like, someone else, for example, that's really extreme might get someone come to them all the time and go, yeah, mark me, go on, give me welts across my ass. But I don't get that all of the time. But I do get people coming to me going, yeah, give me some stripes, get the cane out, smack my bottom, and I want to know about it and go home feeling it afterwards because it's like a little memento and a oh. token of what you've taken from your mistress. Right. So they take it so, home, they think about it, they yeah, spend and time. But it, sometimes it's afterwards. They think about it and it's in their mind and they're like, oh, yeah. Like one guy that I know, he doesn't enjoy it even really in the session. And when he goes home, that's when he's like, send me a little text. That was amazing. And he's just like left with these whelps and he's like, send a little picture in the mirror of his bottom all welted up. Wow. So it's the psychology behind it, do you, you know? Think, do you think that like someone who wasn't single then who wanted to get marks would go home and like the thrill of almost getting caught in the mark scene. Would would, would that be a fetish? I'm sure that must happen, of course. Yeah, but I would say... Imagine you're pulling your pants down. It's a risky game, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. And your wife's in bed. Yeah. You wouldn't advise it. And you've got those marks all over your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're a masochist and you want your wife going, what have you done? (laughs) But most men, do most men sleep naked or with something over their ass? I don't know. 
Okay. <laughs> we'll do a poll, shall we? Answer James. The card, yeah? James. Uh, boxes. 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 James. Boxes. James. I think you can get away with that, to be honest. Most, okay. most guys yeah. should probably sleep in boxes. So James. There we go. No excuses. <laughs> no excuses now. <laughs> go see cars. <laughs> We're doing it. Come on. <laughs> so, what else have you been up to apart from beating and sex dolls? Well, and... I've um, been working on something called uh, Cas and Jen Talks, which oh, yeah. you might know a little bit about. I might know a little bit about that, you know. <laughs> which has been super fun. Very Do you exciting. Tell them what it's about? Well, um, we're working towards empowering the kink community. And I think there's a lot of shame involved in fetish and kink. So we're trying to basically address those issues and uh, bring a lot more under- understanding to kink and fetish and just talk about it and get people involved in open chats and just kind of get people to open up a little bit more as well. Would you like kind of agree? No, 100%. And obviously yeah. we're doing... Um, I can't say too much about it because I'll be promoting it. Yes. <laughs> um, doing videos in the dungeons and fetish areas in the UK. And mm. um, we've had some interesting folk on there, including Rascal, a human puppy. Um, he was a very interesting bloke who tied me up with Sabari rope. Yeah, quite an interesting one there, James, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think certainly from um, an educational point of view as well, where people, yeah. obviously everyone's heard of bondage, right? Yeah. Um, things like shibari, I don't think is as common, is it? I know. You don't it. understand the, the rope. You've yeah. not heard of it at all? No. It's tying rope in a certain way. It's very so you intricate. can't get out. So it's yeah. got to be, someone's got to be really skilled. But it's like an art form as well. Yeah, it's beautiful. Art. Like the knots are meant to be aesthetically pleasing and beautiful mm. at the same time, which I think it, what he did was, wasn't it? Yes. So people might just say, oh, oh it's just kinky. Or, but it's not. It's actually an art form as well. So we want to get across that some of the people in the industry are very talented. They're highly skilled at what they do as well and we showcased that in one of the videos that was presented recently it was good wasn't it yeah it was a bit naughty (laughs) well a little bit so in the kink community and there's so many different fetishes what would you say from your experience are the most popular ones most popular kinks yes um feet definitely i mean even tarantino's got a foot fetish accordingly apparently apparently yeah wow. uh so that's that's big isn't it i think so feet. that's like having your toes sucked and things like that that's a foot fetish is it uh i, I think that's that's a niche area of it yeah okay. i think the foot fetish could be looking at feet smelling just them. looking at them yeah just looking at I've, I've known subs go i need to be punished and i say why well because i was on the tube and i was looking at girls feet so you know you might get a guy look at someone's cleavage and like pervert or whatever these guys look at people's feet on the tube oh but they get away with it because like no one knows what no they're doing no one cares about the feet it's like not a taboo <laughs> but they feel guilty they're they like, actually I feel guilty yeah no I yeah. actually had a, a guy I used to date who was, had a foot fetish I found it a bit odd it, what, so what level was he at well I was 18 he was a little bit older I won't name no name no names no we were dating we weren't dating for long but he quite quickly made it clear that he was interested in my feet. Yeah, and did you like that? He was that like, I like or... your nails, like the, your toenails, how they're painted. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a bit red, you know. So you didn't like him stroking your feet or anything like that? Oh, let him give me a too... foot rub, I didn't really mind that. But... Okay, so you're like, you rub them, but if you start sniffing them, <laughs> no. Stop them in your mouth. <laughs> so sniffing them is a thing, is it? Sniffing <laughs> yeah, feet. Yeah, sniffing, mm. licking, sucking. Yeah. Um, 
Yes, it's really big, definitely. And they want to see the feet adorned with different things as well, or just bare feet? That could be a variation of it, I'm sure. Yeah, mm. definitely. But yeah, it's just generally the foot. They like the smell of it quite a lot. Yeah. And they've all got different bits that they like as well. So some it's guys... like the heel or the toe. Yeah, yeah, Well, the arches are really popular. Yeah. And then if you go on a foot fetish website, because there's loads of them, they've got these really specific micro kinks. So some of them like the foot being like, you know, when you like to do that with your foot, they like the wrinkles in your soul. Mm. Yeah, so that's really popular as well. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and then obviously like latex, rubber, pegging, obviously. Um, the list goes on. It's endless. I'm like listing the most popular. And I'm like, actually, there's loads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we've got a couple yeah. of stories from you today. Um, let's start with cock-loving wannabe moaning myrtle. I'd just like to say that was my <laughs> dog's pedigree name was Mona Myrtle. What? Oh, is it cute? Yeah. 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 So my brain can't that. even comprehend that story title. Is that, is, I don't see. <laughs> Joe, 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 Joe just collapsed onto the floor hearing this. You know Mona Myrtle was off Harry Potter? Yeah, that's yeah, it, the it toilet was. one. Yeah, so I don't even know if I told this on the last <laughs> show, so if I have, I'm sorry. But no. when I think about the funniest things that have ever happened, this is like one of my top... Well, one of the top ones, basically. So we had planned, me and Saskia had planned to do a forced buy shoot. Do you know what that is? Uh, you might want to explain what forced buy is, so but in it's a gentle when manner. You're filming and you've got two guys on set that basically want to fillet each other and do naughty things to each other's little, little dinkies and stuff. And uh, so I had a willing volunteer. We call him Myrtle. And actually, no, no I'll, I'll name the other guy, Unknown Slaves. He, he's absolutely lovely, really sweet guy here. Just do whatever the mistresses do. Anyway, Myrtle basically wanted to change the goalpost quite a lot. And it, it started off as like, we'll do some pegging. And he's like, actually, I'd like to suck some black cock. No. Well, that's great. I, that's great. Lovely. Perhaps we can do that. Obviously, I've got like Unknown Slave here. You guys could probably work quite well together. No, 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 it's on Blackcock. Well, I don't know any. I, I know one. His name is Stefan. I can use the name because he's... Uh, his name's Stefan. I would like you to hire him and then I can fillet him. Demanding? Yeah. So that should have been a red flag. But I'm thinking to myself, my, my, I'm thinking, what a great scene that sounds. I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> I'm totally up for watching that. So, um, so no, I get in touch with Stefan. Lovely, sweet guy. I've worked for him since. He's lovely. But he was going for a bit of a flaky stage at the time. So I get that. Anyway, so Myrtle turns up and uh, <laughs> he brings us a bottle of like, you know, like the cheapest, crappiest wine you can get where you just like... I just Echo Falls. Very sweet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, he, he's like, I bought you a present. So I'm just like stuck in the cupboard. I didn't bother opening it. And uh, I'm phoning Stephen and, all right, oh, hi, darling. Everyone's here. We'd be here soon because we're going to be ready to start filming. Unowned is like wearing his gimp mask. Little saucy outfit he's wearing. I think he had like a thong on, like a little frilly one and stuff. And we're all ready to rock and roll and start filming this scene. And he's not even like massively into doing by stuff, but he'd do it to please the mistresses, which is, you know, which is cool. And uh, so anyway, rocks up. He, he's 
do you know this you know when people turn up at your house and they do this thing where they just linger in the doorway for like about half an hour you can't get rid you know, of them will you coming in are you leaving <laughs> just please make a fucking decision after mm-hmm. you go no you're not just don't stand in the doorway because it's making it really uncomfortable so he was doing that whole thing for ages and I was texting Stefan. Stefan just ghosted us, basically. I don't know why. Perhaps he's having a bad day. If one does right, if one has a bad day now and again. And uh, he, so I'm like, Myrtle, I'm not sure if he's going to come. Can we just carry on and do a scene with you and unowned or some pegging? Well, I wanted some black cock. You promised me some black cock. Well, no, I didn't. I just said that we can try. And he said, yes, that is my only role in this whole actual scenario. But I'm very, very disappointed. This is like Max Mosley's circus. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> if you want to leave, to be my guest, leave. It's, and then you just wouldn't fuck off, basically, wouldn't go. <laughs> so it got to the point where I'm like, I was like really trying to help in the beginning. And I just got really bored. So I'm like, okay, right, well. Drop us a text when you get home. <laughs> hint, hint. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, just moaning on and stuff. And then the slave, the slave, he's like, they never speak up or say anything, really. Is he going to go home or what? I've only got till three o'clock. We need to film this scene. So I started, I started giggling. <laughs> anyway, this, this dude who got named Moaning Myrtle. Because he's a moaner. He, uh, yeah, moaning little bitch, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little bitch. <laughs> he went and opened the wardrobe door, took his little bottle of two pound necklaces back. Oh, well, I'm going to go. I'm go home and drown my sorrows because I didn't get to suck any cock today. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I'm just trying to film a scene. What is going on? So this dude goes home, writes me a really like vicious letter about how I've like because I took a fifty pound deposit, which I paid him back, about how I've stolen from him and I'm fraudulent and I've ripped. You wrote your letter. Wrote me a letter on the internet. Oh, I thought delivered it to your friend. Oh, God, thank God, though, you didn't turn up. Imagine that. Uh, so, no, I, um, he emailed him back the next day and he was like, I'm so sorry. I was really drunk. And I'm like, okay, that's well, fine. I get everyone gets a bit pissed and gets a bit silly. But due to the nature of your very, very vicious statements, you're never allowed on one of my sets again, you're banned. <laughs> Blacklisted. (laughs) (laughs) So, bless him. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but Mm. just, yeah, rubbed me up the wrong way that day. (laughs) Do you get much trouble like that? Not really. No, No. generally subs are really sweet, aren't they? They're really super cute. I mean, my my subs are lovely. They're they're just, they want to make their mistresses' lives better. But every now and again, I think just, you know, in life, everyone's different, aren't they? So you do get one once in a while where you just get a little bit of trouble. Just get rid of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you lost the words. <laughs> <laughs> Not like off with his head or anything. No. Off with his head. <laughs> so we could go into the one about meeting Bobby, the surgeon, and his mate in a bar. Okay. Yeah, no, Bobby, he was wicked. Look, Bobby. <laughs> YouTube community. Guidance. So um, it's a bit of a random one actually because I was out with my my mate Tommy, who's also a sub of mine, and uh, so I went up to shoot some content with him in Chelsea. I think it was the time that I spoke to you about the thing on the podcast on the phone, and he was turning all the lights off and stuff because he was a bit drunk. And anyway, so we went out and we went look. We went out recently, 
had a few drinks. Let's just go out and eat and have a sensible night. So we got to this pub, right? Nowhere serving food in Chelsea because of COVID. This is going back a while. So I said, let's go home, get a takeaway. And he said, well, let's just have a drink here. So he started talking and there was um, two people opposite, a lady and a man. And the lady picked up some of his conversation. She was really, really hammered as well. So she misunderstood some of what he said. So she thought he was being like sexist and stuff like that. And he wasn't at all. Um, and then, uh, so he went, what, what are you talking about? Anyway, the guy that was with a, a surgeon said uh, his name was Billy. So Billy or Bobby? Billy. Uh, he said, basically, oh, don't worry about it. The thing is about this conversation tomorrow you'll remember it and she won't because she's really drunk we're like oh, fair enough okay get that and uh, he said to me so what do you do then I said have a guess he went I think you're an erotic author aren't you and I'm like how did you get that from me just sat here at this table having a drink so we then started chatting with these guys she turned out to be absolutely lovely really sweet girl and he was like should we go to home house which is a really posh thing and we're like no, 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 we've had way too much to drink now. So he said, well, I'm going to have a house party, come back to mine. So we went back to his. And uh, apparently it was very obvious he was very much sub and had a kink. So he was like, I'm really into heels. Do you want to see my heel collection? Right, so I went up to his room. He had these massive shoes. He's like, what should I do with these shoes then? Like, oh, try them on, put some of these shoes on. So he started dressing up, putting all these different heels on, prancing around, showing them up. And uh, there's something like super cute heels, like like bright red, like Manlo Blahnix and stuff, massive stilettos. Heel envy. Yeah, I know, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, they were gorgeous. And then I went back downstairs for a bit because like my friend Tommy was still there. The girl was, the other girl was passed on the sofa. Anyway, this this uh this top banker turns up. We're gonna call her Sheila. Anyway, so uh, female. She goes, yeah. She goes to Tommy. Uh, so how do you guys know each other then? And I'm, I didn't really say much. She went, oh, she's my mistress. Oh, right. So what's that then? She turned around to me and said, what are you doing with your life? I think it's disgusting. You know, when you Is want that to... an Australian accent? I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best, but yeah, I'm trying. Uh, yeah, when you decide to sort your, sort your life out, come to me. So anyway, that happened. So anyway, we went upstairs again, left her chatting with Tommy. When I got upstairs, he basically said, I want to be like, really dominated own me own me so I'm like let's have some fun with this <laughs> so uh it was like an economy we didn't have a collar we got a tie out of his wardrobe and you know what when you're at school and you do the little thing where you do the sort of the big tie with the knot so I put a tie around his neck as what collar. like properly made him walk down the stairs on this kind of like tie and then we got to the bottom stairs and she like flipped out and she was like Oh my god, Billy! Fucking get up, Billy! Stop it! Stop it! You fucking fucked it! Get off the fucking floor now! <laughs> and he's just like, only answer to Mistress Cass now. And she was like, fucking hell! I was gonna give you a fucking wristy later, but fuck that shit now! I'm going home. You're all fucking perverts. <laughs> well, <laughs> so like, little Billy's down on the floor on all fours, little surgeon guy, like. Men's people's hearts and lungs and shit for a living. <laughs> she's a top banker. She's just going, this is too much for me. So she's like, she turns to my side and goes, right, take me out. I've had enough of this. I need to go. You, 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 you. I mean, she'd be good done, right? 
Should be mm. a good Tom. You walk me down. So little Tommy takes you off outside. Uh, meantime, he wants to get spanked. I'm like, I'm not getting paid for this, by the way. He's like, I'm just loving it. I'm going, this is fucking hilarious. I'm going to spank this dude. So I take him upstairs, slap the shit out of his bottom. And then uh, meanwhile, Tommy's trying to get in and I don't even know about it because he can't get back in the door. He's lost. He's so drunk. He can't find the house. So I go back downstairs, pick up my phone. He's back in. Meanwhile, basically, well... We've been spanking and he's out. She's been going, well, I just think you're a pervert. I don't get what this is all about. You were saying wrong with you. And she's, what are you into then? And he's gone, well, I like dressing up as a woman and getting pegged up the arse, basically. And sometimes Mistress Kaz pecks me at the arse. And she's gone, there's something <laughs> fucking wrong with you. You're a fucking pervert. <laughs> and, I mean, you're not even like fucking masculine you're feminine he's gone and that's more than you isn't it <laughs> oh he got burned she got burned i mean how Bit how harsh. do you feel Show about people who find stuff like that really bizarre and have that sort of reaction to a point i've got a little bit of sympathy with her because she's just come around to this house expecting a regular friend to be there that's been normal and she's walked into this weirdness and it's probably been a bit of a fucking shock to be honest, doesn't it? So I kind of get where she's coming from and I think had she not have like started in the first five minutes of introductions being so horribly rude and awful, my reaction to her would have been very, very different and I probably played up to it because she was so obnoxious and horrible. I'm the big banker and I'm above everyone else and I'm better than you and one day you'll realise that, you know... But yeah, yeah, I, I do understand to an extent. Well, little Tommy's running around with his tie on. Tommy didn't give it. He was loving it. He thought it was brilliant. <laughs> you should hear his version of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, next up, we've got. <laughs> now I'm always losing my keys. Um, so yeah, you managed to lose a key with someone called Steffi. Oh, that was a chastity key, though. <laughs> Yeah. Not your regular house You know, keys. like, you, you know, my house key was a chastity. I probably didn't mention that. Sorry. So, you know, like chastity cages where you're locked up for a certain amount of time, whether it be like a week or a day or ongoing. So, so this is something that locks your privates up. Exactly that, yeah. And they have them for men and women? Well, from what I know... I know more about the male chastity okay. cages. So you get a ring that goes around the the ball area. And then there's kind of like a hard plastic sheath that goes around the um, dinky area. And then they lock in. So once it's on and padlocked, a gentleman can go to the bathroom and urinate, but he can't do much to himself. What if you get excited during the night? Well, you can't get fully excited. Because it's no, going to hit us. Yeah. It's quite painful. So, so they can get excited up here, but they can't get excited as much down there. So it sends it back down. Yeah. So that, that's where the interesting part comes in. Because <laughs> then they start to get more in their head and become more perverse, which is from a dumb point of view. It's quite fascinating, really. Because <laughs> you should hear some of the stuff they come out with while they're under the influence of chastity. How long can you keep them in for? Uh, I've heard of mistresses keeping them in for about six months, but I don't really agree with that because I'm well, sure it's not safe. Is it almost like a form of tantra, like edging, like because you're getting the you're getting some kind of pleasure and stimulation, <laughs> but then it's going back down, so you can't release that tension. So the tension's always there. 
Yeah, well, it's, but it's building and building and building and building and building. Like in Tantra, they say to not ejaculate, just let it build, let it build. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could be right. Yeah, I'm sure to an extent, yeah. But I, I don't think it's healthy to be in chastity for six months purely because... Six months? Yeah, yeah, sad. yeah. I mean, like... I missed that bit. <laughs> I thought you said, like, six hours. <laughs> no, six six days, six months. Because yeah. obviously when you reach your peak, is... you know... <sighs> There's certain hormones and chemicals that are released, like oxytocin, adrenaline. Um, what are the other, what's the what other is ones? when you ejaculate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a, yeah, there's yeah, a whole yeah. slew of healthy it's chemicals. So many. Isn't there? Yeah, which I think is good for your. I've read that health. in the neuroscience books. It, yeah, it really is. Exactly. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you read it? Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> well, six months. Yeah. yeah. It's a long time, isn't it? So, so wouldn't that cause now? some kind of erectile dysfunction if you constantly just? I've not heard any. It's constantly like getting reports. half erect and going back down, half erect going back down. Yeah, I've not heard of that. However, who is actually out there doing reports on this as a job? No yeah, one. Probably. There's not many people taking so, surveys. That are no, if anyone's got a that. survey, maybe at home. What do you think? Should we ask them? <laughs> 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 They've done independently. <laughs> and how many of your the people that you know come to you um, have had that for like months and months? They go to. Uh, sorry, they go through sort of phases. So, I mean, have you heard of Locktober? I've heard Locktober. of it. Locktober. Yeah, yeah Locktober. When we interviewed um, a sub recently, he was talking about he did Locktober. So, you, you get yourself in chastity for the entire month. Mm. So, like, you know, November. Yes. Kink version of that. Right. Basically. Lock your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you Joe's don't shaking his head like not a fucking joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> if if you don't release your sperm mm. through, you know, it comes out in your pee, doesn't it? I don't, does it? Yes. Oh, okay. Because yeah, the balls have to recycle that every so many days because mm. they die off. Yeah. So I've heard also they it can also come out. <laughs> it can just come... pee those dead ones out. <laughs> it can come out via the anus as well if stimulated. The oh, what? Yeah, so you know, like hold on, hold on a minute. I've not heard this before. Prostate milking can actually release seminal fluid, but it's not the same as like ejaculating <sighs> properly. But I thought the milking just sends it out. No, not necessarily. No, it actually I comes out the can. other way. But it can come out your face. Yeah. No, this. Yes, it's true. Is it? Google it. I thought the. the I do not the, lie. I thought the piping is such that it has to come out that way. Mm-mm. I did as well. <laughs> I learned something. <laughs> did anyone? Is anyone else familiar with this? Joe, baffled. <laughs> baffled. We're all baffled. Yeah. I mean, well, there's Jay, a G spot, isn't there? In the men's bum, there's a G spot. Apparently there. so. I've heard. Yes, yeah, so if you stimulate that, because like when from the prostate. Have... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that enhances the whole orgasm. It makes it way more powerful. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like a woman can have two orgasms. So can a man. So a man can have an orgasm via his penis or via his prostate gland as well. So instead of the rocket just firing, the the launch pad just starts going. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and that it, it makes it way more powerful yeah 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 and that's why it's, Sorry, so it's why it's so i mean like all of you people at home watching now you might be sat there shaking your hair some of you are gonna set, be sat there going but <laughs> don't the, knock it if you haven't tried it the amount of people that go oh i'd never do that and then three sessions later they go no oh, so about these butt plugs then <laughs> <laughs> if like, your body if your that. body if your body is designed <laughs> To, to have yeah. these pleasures. Yeah. What's wrong with that? People say, you know, exactly. a, a guy who would be prostate milked because of the, uh, you know, the approach of that part of the body, mm. they have to be gay. 
Some people say that. I, mean, what's, no. I don't get where the actual uh, comparison is. What's the, why is the bottom known as the gay thing? You don't say a woman's gay if she has anal sex, do you? No. So why is a man gay when he's not, he's not allowing another man near his bottom? Yeah. Where, where does gay come into it? Historically, there's just a lot of fear and phobia around yeah, it. Yeah, so much. Yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. It's so bizarre. But it's like you guys, you know, what you're doing is... Um, mm. Raising awareness. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what Raising awareness. Yeah. And kind of like the way you explain it, you know, it's, it's for people who perhaps are fearful... Yes. What's out there? You're explaining it in a logical, rational, educational way for them so that they won't be prejudicial, I think. I think you're going to change some people's minds about things. Or they'll go down the wrong path and go to the wrong people and end up... Yeah, and a bad experience can really change everything, Or a ketchup bottle. Well, you laugh. (laughs) You laugh, but these things actually do happen. I mean, I've, I've known subs go to a mistress that's not ever done pegging before. And they've had an injury. Or they like, you know, you said they do it on their own, try out with various implements, and mm. you can't put glass in the bum oh or anything stupid like that. You need to. People are hospitalized all the time <sighs> with strange things down there. Yeah. We used to hear this crazy That's story. That's why I said ketchup bottle that somebody yeah. was doing stuff on their yeah. roof once and they fell. Well, this is what they told the doctor. <laughs> they fell off and it, they had a ketchup bottle on the picnic table and they obviously went up there. The doctor said, well, that's funny. Why is there a condom on the bottle? <laughs> I don't know if that was a joke or something. But... Yeah, prison, prison folklore is as well. They always say, yeah, he's, he's, he's gone to medical because there was a shampoo bottle up his... Yeah, oh, fell in the, the shower. The funny thing is, you joke, right? You <laughs> Claiming know, he fell in the shower. Yeah. You know, at some point it's actually happened, though. Because mm. right? there was the one in the paper recently, wasn't there? I'd think stuck up his bottom and it took six hours to retract it. Do you know what it was? Oh my God. I think it was like a vase or something. Whoa. Yeah, it was like something That's quite exactly big. It was in the, you have to Google it. It was in the paper. can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like massive. It was going around Twitter, like trending for ages, like for Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. We were family now. You love it up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> the <a> vase. <laughs> so the next story is about your gynecologist, Roy. Is he your gynecologist or is he? No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it was a photographer. So we used to do these little holidays abroad to Portugal. And a lovely guy, he's deceased now. His name was Tony Brown, absolute legend. Like, a, you know, like, looked like a bit of a gangster, big tubby guy. Nicest person you could ever meet. He just loved taking pictures of, like, people hanging out with, like, models and stuff. And, but he wasn't a pervert. You know, like some of them are. Mm. Not a pervert at all. Just love hanging out, going for meals and stuff. So he'd get, like, eight to ten photographers all get a villa go out for food drinks and you do a, a shoot in the morning shoot in the afternoon but like it's quite funny because actually i'm off on a bit of a tangent here there was a little vicar okay. a little vicar from this local vi- village in portugal that used to love like coming out and taking pictures so he'd be like doing funny shots and stuff of like some of the girls and he'd be like dressed in his all vicar garb and stuff and he'd be like going, yes bellissimo i think he was italian or something he loved it anyway like roger I don't know if that was his real name, but Roger, anyway, um, he liked the, the gyno shot. He liked to go in quite close with his camera. So we, so yeah. He the like, gyno can I, shot. Can, yeah. I, can you just uh, park your knees a little bit more? And I'm like, so what, what do you mean by park them a little bit more? Yeah, can you spread the legs wide? So this is like what he'd say to all the girls. So like one day I really slipped up because um, I went back to the villa 
And Tony said to me, oh, you remember that old pervert Roger? Like joking, because he wasn't, he wasn't like harmful. He was just like quite funny. And, uh, and oh, no, he's all right. And he went, um, he wouldn't ask him for funny shots and stuff, was he? Was he trying to get you to do something? So I think I just made it like a flippant comment saying, well, it was a bit gynecological. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so for the rest of the week, all the blokes, like you imagine like eight to ten photographers, they started calling in the gynecologist. <laughs> 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 and he just giving me like this most hurtful look in the whole world, like like that, as if I was like something really dreadful. I felt really Did bad. Did you not find that quite invasive? Um, yeah, I mean, it was like really normal at the time because just the way the nature of the business was and we were just doing that kind of shoot. But yeah, it, it did feel like it was pushed a little bit more. But you kind of just felt like, I oh, just roll with it and it'll be over and done with in a bit, which I'm not saying is right. It really wasn't. But it was, yeah, it was fairly harmless, I think. Yeah. Never again. So, no, I wouldn't do it again. Definitely not. But, mm. yeah, I think he uh, received his punishment adequately. <laughs> mm. Ooh, what was that? Just being named the, the guy. guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever went on a trip after that. So, <laughs> poor guy. Sorry, Roger, if you're watching. So, you're doing, like, a nice clean white towel. A clean white towel. Yeah, you're mm. a fan of it, aren't you? A fan of clean white towels. Yeah. I don't have a towel fetish. <laughs> <laughs> what about blue towels, the green ones? I do have a blue one. And when I look at my blue one, amongst all the white ones, it, it does please me. Yeah. I'm going on to something now. Here we are. Is it the importance of bum towels? It is. The, yeah. the imperative. Okay. Well, <laughs> as a dot, <laughs> I am really into bum towels. <laughs> what is a bum towel? So basically, if you're doing any major activity with a slave, which could vary from things like they're on their front, naked, right? Well, if you're spanking them or what, if they're on their front, they need to have a towel on the bed. In front, or whatever, implement, a chair, a chaise, some... Kind of piece of furniture like this. You'd put the towel down. Um, Bumming especially. If they're taking a pegging, you want the towel down. So this is is not even a story. This is just like me wanting to basically address any subs out there and tell you. If your bottom is going to move away from the towel and be anywhere else, that is a cardinal sin. And you need to be very aware of that. Definitely. There's so many like subs that take a pegging and then like... That bum is covered in lube, and I don't even want to guess what else. And then they they get on the edge of your sofa, and then they're like just like doing this wriggling, and it's like, what the fuck are you even doing? Just do not put your ass on my bed or on my sofa. Definitely not without a towel. And please stop wriggling. <laughs> you don't want a trail of dingleberries. <laughs> dingleberries. <laughs> dingleberries. Exactly. This is bleach everything. So yeah, this is my message to the world, basically. Bum towels. Bum towels. <laughs> Don't forget your bum towels. Yeah. And now your blue towels. And if you go to a nature's <laughs> resort as well, they're very popular there. So it's uh, good preparation. I'll let you have a little fun now. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a day. We've just interviewed <laughs> two other people Jane Gray. Yeah. And now we've got. <laughs> Third podcast of the day, folks. We're not tired. You must be all. bloody exhausted. <laughs> I mean, what is it? Ten o'clock at night now. Oh, I love your nails. Look how pretty they. Oh, thank you. They, they're oh, coordinating yeah. with the um, what? The, the pure black. Oh. Out. Oh, the oh, out. Oh, look, look, you've got blue nails. Got blue dress. Sean's got a blue shirt. Yeah. It's all those socks as well. Coordinate, oh, well. but See? we didn't, did we? We didn't know. None of us knew. No. No. Blue crew. French. Naturist, naturist camp. Willie's wafting in the breeze. This, this, 
all kind of like ties in. I'll go back to the bum tail thing. <laughs> if... <laughs> Maybe I should start oh, by explaining why was that a naturist resort? Why was it a naturist what resort? What is a naturist resort? So it's a resort where people go to basically not wear any clothes and just be free and with nature. That's what they say anyway. They go, it's not sexual. Yeah, like controversial opinion of that. Most of them are doing sexual things. Like there was the nude guy walking around. No, not a stitch of clothing on, not even one sock or one glove. But he had a cock ring on. He managed to put that on. But it's not sexual. So, I don't know. Well, <laughs> There's a bit of an argument there, isn't there? <laughs> so, well, I'm just... If you could set the stage a bit more for this, yeah, go then. go on, go on. Like, are these, yeah. like, couples just going around naked? Are there, like, rules about... Certain like things, don't stop like, and stare. What, what? Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, and it's quite respectful because I went there as a presenter. We were introducing like this is a resort you can come to and be free and with nature and let your hair down and just you can do archery. And then, <laughs> <laughs> there's me. I can't pull the string back, so I'm like struggling with it. <laughs> you can play crazy golf. You can do trampolining. Oh, you can just drink in the bar. And then they do a shot of everyone just sat there in the bar. And do they have yoga, naked yoga? Why they are you interested? Did. I can't I've remember. seen that advertised in London, yeah. naked yoga. Yeah, I think they might have yeah. done. I think they had loads of beach exercises. <laughs> when I went, it was really bastard bloody cold. Down and what I dog. noticed, like, all these people. Can't say I want to see that. Downward dog. <laughs> you know downward dog? I do dog. it every morning with my, in my sun salutations. Do you do it naked Not naked, though, in my, in my boxers. Vision for all the fans. Gotta hide my, I've got to hide my wealth. <laughs> oh, man. For all the ladies. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> I went to hot yoga once. In, uh, oh, it was Bikram Yoga in Richmond. And um, everybody was in, like, bikinis and speedos and stuff. And that was quite erotic. Mm. So I can't imagine what naked yoga Not as erotic, like. actually. Well, in my opinion, because I think clothes leave a bit of something to imagine, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Something yeah. for the so imagination, you, you think, oh, like my, well, I think my, my body ex-husband. And when you see someone naked, you just see everything. And there's nothing left to imagine. And mm. for me, it's, it becomes very unerotic. It's sexier, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I didn't find anything erotic about this whole naturist thing. So mm. I kind of get one that's saying it's not sexual. I sort of get that. Because yeah. it's not, but I think you get the old few that are a little bit pervy, probably. So well, if he's walking just, around with a... They're walking around with a little, you know, little... Mm. <laughs> oh, people are just ham-shanking? No, they don't. <laughs> they, 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 they do do weird things like put cock rings on and uh, walk around with a little stiffy. Oh, they I, walk around with yeah, stiffies? Yeah, normally they're quite small. Right. So I think it's a thing. I think that's probably a new fetish. So what, what's the motivation behind that then? Is that because they're just seeing naked people and they're getting aroused, so they're going to walk around like that because it's a, a it's a natural reaction to seeing yeah. to them the naked people are turning them on. Yeah, I think so. I think the guys that kind of go out naked and they're putting a cock ring on, I think at some point in their life they've been told off for being naked or being themselves, so they fetishise that. So then they've then gone to ultra-sexualise it by then putting on a cock ring or something. Mm. So Are these communities, like, secluded then from society? Yeah, like, pe- yeah, the, yeah. the neighbours can't, like, you know? Oh, yeah, God, no. Yeah. They're, they're away in private places. Private land. Sure. So, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. It's totally harmless. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not, I'm not you know, knocking these <laughs> communities at all by yeah, any means. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a niche that's probably needed for people that want to appreciate that like any kink mm. right 
Swing with the breeze. How often exactly. have you been to these places then? Uh, well, that was for work, obviously. We went for a week. And what was your function there, if, you, if it was for work? Well, it was just talking to the camera, going, hey, this is the resort. So we're going to eat some grapes and cheese and then um, have, I can't remember the word is for it in French, but some thing beyond fish, fish broth. So you had to use a few French words. And And did you have to be naked to do all this? Yeah. It was, like, <laughs> it was absolutely hideous. I hated it. Really? I didn't like it. Yeah. You didn't feel at one with nature? No, I thought it'd be really empowering. But actually, when I got there, we had to do things like trampolining. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not exactly, like, I'm not saying I've got great boobs, but they're, they're, they're a bit too in the way and stuff. Um, so trampolining was just painful. I didn't enjoy it at all. Then well, they were like, keep favorite, doing it. What was your favourite activity then? I, I'd like to say the archery. But I was going to say the archery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably swimming. Swimming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the pool now. Yeah. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Enjoy- oh, eating, definitely. What yes. do you think motivates people to go to that camp then? I think it's about mostly about freedom, just like mm. losing your inhibitions, getting away from the common mindset. Because even if as a female, particularly, I think we've, we're more inhibited as a species than men are to an extent. So if you go out as a female, even if your dress is too short or you're showing too much, someone's going to judge you. You know, someone's going to look at you and go, well, I don't approve of that. That's disgusting. So if you if your kinks or your likes or your tastes are a little bit more, you know, a little bit more outrageous than that, you're going to be heavily judged. So and uh, apparently, from what I've noticed, a lot of people that go to these naturist resorts tend to be like in their 50s and not normally young people who probably do feel a bit more relaxed. It's normally older people that probably are in professions and friendship groups where they feel like everyone's going to be a little bit more judgy about what they're up to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's just they just get away to have a week or two of just not having to adhere to the rules that society has placed upon them. Do you remember that guy who was just walking around naked? Was it in Scotland? Yeah. That was his thing. Yeah. Was he, he got arrested, didn't he? He kept, he kept getting arrested. But, around yeah, the Highlands. Was his thing, yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. that guy? Yeah. I think he's been on a few podcasts, actually. Is it? And that's yeah. his thing. I have, I have the right just yeah. to go around naked and stuff yeah. like and that. Yeah, and his mum was watching it, was wasn't he? it? Didn't you, his mum said something like, well, it's really great to see him on the telly, but I wish you'd put some clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> So is it mostly like couples that. then that go, and it's not like it's not like a place where swingers or anything like that would go. Um, I think with the naturist camps, it generally is couples. No, yeah. I think you probably do get you could probably get groups of people turn up, but mm-hmm. it's less likely. It's not a swinging. thing, No, is not so much. No, yeah. I'm sure it goes on, but it's not mm. publicised as being so. That's interesting. No, yeah, going and true. I think it's a different. <laughs> yeah. It's a different sort of. Uh, mindset isn't it if people want to swing it's probably for a night and they'd go and do it to a club and then they just want to get back to their normal lives mm-hmm. whereas i'm going to go on holiday for a week can't be bothered with that all week long they're, yeah. they're just gonna you know so have you had experience of the swinging communities yeah i was actually when i was doing the awards not the new awards which we'll talk about later the, mm. the last lot of awards um we were sponsored by one of the clubs down in kent so they were like, well, turn up to swinging club, come along, come and play if you want. I'm like, no, I don't want to come and play, but not really my thing. But I'll, I'll come down, hand some flies out, have a chat with a few people. And uh, once you're in there, that's it. Any new face, they're like, oh, we like you. Mm. So they're trying to like... Swarm to you. All night long. And you're like, yeah, you're lovely, you're great. But you know, I'm not going in there. You're fine. So yeah, it was it was kind of like one of those, but 
yeah, it's, it's strange because then they've got this playroom and it's when you walk in and you have a look, it's like just a swarm of people doing all crazy stuff. Well, I... And then out, if you go back outside it. again, everyone just did their drinking normally. So it's like completely split. How many playrooms are there in a swimming club? Well, it depends on the club, but this, this one I went to for work, not work work, I mean like flyering, um... It was just this one big room, and it was all almost like... Have you ever seen snails crawly across each other? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're yes. a kid, and you ever collect snails, and they, like, yes. start, like... Yeah. It's a bit like that. <laughs> well, that's what the people will look yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> you walk in, and you, like, feel your leg grabbed, and like, whoa! Snail antenna wraps around your ankle. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, yeah. Not, not right now. Huh? Yeah, I've got to just go and... um. Do something. I don't know what. <laughs> so that wasn't that was like a a vibe that um, didn't appeal. No, um, and I, I'm sure I don't think every swinging club is like that. I think mm. it's very much built on respect mm. and you ask people Can't what they want to sure. do. Mm. But I just think whatever was going on in that specific place was just a little bit different at that point in the night so there's a variety of activity in these playrooms for example from just vanilla stuff to like mm. s&m stuff right i'm not going to claim to be an expert on this because i think i've been to like very few nights of that structure um when i went to torture guards and i would say it's been very well set up because you've got your communal area where there's like a dance floor, DJs. You can overlook if you just want to watch, which is like, you know, the Coliseums in Greece. You can mm. look down and watch. Um, and then they've got designated play areas and they've got very, very strict rules on what you can and can't do. So they're very much like if you touch and you're not invited to, you're out, Good. which I think is the way it should be. Uh, so, because the thing is, some people are curious, like me, I wanted to go in and have a nosy, but I didn't want to do anything. So I wandered in, and it's nice to just wander in, knowing that you can do that without, you know, anyone trying to do anything. So, and that was cool. I walked in, I thought, yeah, you all look a bit sweaty, to be honest, and, and walked back out again. But it was interesting to be able to do it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I would like to do yeah, that because I've spoken to people who have been peak. to Torture Garden mm. and there's a dance floor and you can just listen to your music and just like a nightclub. Exactly. But if you want to just watch and see what the rest of that stuff is about, it's like a halfway place, isn't it? Instead of totally. just being thrown into the deep yeah. end. Yeah. You could just check it out and go back and get your dance on and, you know, if you like that kind of thing, well, then you could it. explore it further. There's no pressure, further. is there? It's just totally chill. What? That's a revelation. <laughs> I've talked to people who've been and they've told yeah, me about it. It's in London. Oh, it is, is it? quite interesting. Is we, it? we should yeah. go. Yeah, we should go. <laughs> on. Yes, um, yeah. it's one lucky viewer can come. Enter the you? Christmas competition again. <laughs> <laughs> Next year's Christmas party is going to be at the Torture Garden. We're going to have 20 dominatrixes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But no, so we'll move on from the lovely oh, Torture oh, Garden. One second, though. On. What did you see on the other side of the Torture Garden? What was going on? So which bit? Not, not, not the dance that side. What, what on the okay. S&M torture side? Actually, the funniest thing that stood out for me, we went with another couple, which we thought were just quite straight and normal in the adult industry. Mm. And it turned out they both wanted to shag us, right? But I think he was more into it than she was, so it wasn't going to happen because I'm like, no, she's not into that, no. And um, so it was weird. But then it turned out I thought he was bi because he started necking pills and stuff. And we were like, 
okay. Didn't think anyone would take pills at Torture Gardens. It's not really that kind of scene. Well, like it? ecstasy. Yeah. And then he started, like, his jaw started going. And then he started going up to blokes, chatting them up and stuff. And we were like, did not expect that. Chatting them up? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that was a little bit weird. Yeah. Okay, he's a bit of a slut, isn't he? Okay, fair enough. And um, sorry, getting on to the main point you asked about, we went into the room. It was yeah, it was just like a slivering of bodies, just like the slugs again. The snails, <laughs> the snails are out in force. But for me, I just thought there wasn't enough clothing because I think it's all about the tease and the eroticism and the the, the prelude, you know, the build up, you know, and just to see like humans going, let's go in this room and fuck. It's kind of like, well, so where's How you many get, people were participating? Was it like a full on orgy where like everyone's just snailing together? Or were people yeah, separate was, in separate little I, clips? I think it was a bit of everything. There was people <laughs> that were. There was people doing. What a day we've had. Honestly, it's been fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, 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 I uh, interrupted you. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Yeah, so there was people doing the orgy thing. Yeah. Um, but there was people just doing their own thing. <laughs> But yeah, when you I mean just think, when you um, say doing the wrong thing, like just voyeuring, not wanking or anything. I mean, just like couples playing and stuff. There was, I think there was a couple of blokes wanking, but I think they were a bit involved. So, so say, let's say for example, like a yeah. couple went into a playroom. Yeah, what would happen next? Like, would they just be left alone to do their own thing? Would people try and join in? Is there an yeah. etiquette if you want yeah, to join in? Do you like? signal your availability to the people watching? How does it work? Well, it depends on where you go. And if anyone out there watching is worried about this kind of thing, I'd say study the club that you're going to go to first. Look up, read up, see what people are going to so say about it. they have rules on the website? So yeah, the, the yeah but also you want to know how much the rules are adhered to. So, mm. for example, if you're people that like to be viewed but don't join in, you don't want to go somewhere where it's a bit of a free-for-all. Whereas if you if you want to get straight in there, you don't want to go somewhere where you're going to start getting But is there off. not like a traffic light system like, um, I think it's basically body language. No, you know, like you wear green if you're like, yeah, go ahead. Red, no, not that should, should exist. You're right. Yeah, it totally should. I went yeah. to a gay bar once, but people change their minds system. so much as well. Yeah. When you're in yeah. that kind of environment, and people are drinking alcohol, and they're like, they're around that, their minds change so rapidly. But you could so, just change the color, like put a yeah, necklace on I or like something. I like this idea. That could really work. There you go. Traffic yeah. light there system. There we go. And if like. You're getting it on with complete strangers who've just entered this room. Yeah. Are there like precautions, like condoms and things oh, like that? Yeah, they've got massive dishes of condoms dishes and of stuff condoms. in the room. Yeah, that's a precursor, yeah. definitely. Always there. Right. So, think about it. I don't know if there's much lube going on, but I'm sure there must be. And what's the ratio of like men to women in these playrooms? Is it. Um, so I, I would imagine that a lot of men yeah. would be trying to get in these places. Torture garden, it's pretty much half and half. I think they're very fussy about who they're letting. Okay. So it won't be a cock fest. No, I mean, most, most, especially if it's more fetish, most places won't just let in single blokes. Mm. They'll bring a woman or they'll they do something like, well, 50 pounds for a man or 20 for a couple or whatever. So they try and deter single men for exactly for that reason. And isn't so the philosophy of, what is it, killing kittens, isn't that? kind of like turn that on its head the ratio of men to women whereby the women have that to way. approach the men in that one oh right oh, i don't know about killing that. kittens you've not heard of it i've heard of it i didn't know what the philosophy is yeah there. i think that's it because i watched an interview with the, the one of the proprietors a female and she was talking about that's what it is to reverse that dynamic of the male aggression in these other places wow. so how, how does that work then exactly so the so if um a woman fancies a man she goes up to him 
but the men aren't allowed to approach the women. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. is there a bit like uh, um, a bit like Bumble? One? I don't know what it is. But there's another no, it one, is, isn't there? There's, there's a dating yeah. website, yeah, Bumble. Something the, like that. Yeah. If you match, the woman has to message the man first. Yeah. It was years ago and I watched that interview and I'm just paraphrasing, but I think that was the philosophy. Unless okay. anyone can, can correct me in here. Has anyone got any... It sounds about right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. But, yeah. So that might be a good one to, like... Traffic light system. Peruse. <laughs> <laughs> to go for research purposes. Research purposes, yes. of course. Yeah. Yeah, just suss it out. Just, well, not filming because it's not allowed, but report back, obviously. So we've got your, um, moving on from our, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had some love letters from, I, I want to say Jezadol. Not, not for, not for me. What? Love letters. My blow up sex doll. Um, Giselle. Yeah, it was very, very popular. She's got her own Twitter page. She's in retirement in the moment, actually. Is it J-I-Z-E-L-L-D-O-L-L-S. How often does she tweet? Well, she's in retirement, but it was like daily. But she got so many Did she abide by Twitter's community guidelines? She did her best. Twitter allows some quite risque stuff, doesn't it? More than other things. <laughs> we'll yeah. get her on a podcast soon. Yeah, oh. well, yeah, I'll get her in. How did, but, you, how did you come about her in the first place? Well, um, basically, I had a son. She sent you a DM. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Chatting. Invited <laughs> <laughs> around for a cup of tea. That was it. Let's go together, baby. You're hot. Yeah, hey, girl. What have our lives turned into? Yeah, that was genius. Genius. So she had a few love letters from who? More than me. People pissed off that she wasn't tweeting anymore, probably. They were writing to me and then it was like, all of a sudden, they went from writing to Mistress Castor, hey Giselle, you are beautiful, I love your legs. I would love to spend the night with you. So all of a sudden... Hi, thank you so much for being in touch with me. I will check with Mistress Kaz whether she approves of this liaison. And uh, they were just coming through. She had proposals of marriage and everything. Can you believe it? You should have auctioned her on eBay. <laughs> should have done. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could make a million. <laughs> <laughs> so where does she live at yours? Yeah, basically. You didn't pimp her out, did you? Uh, well. <laughs> well. 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 <laughs> Uh oh. Uh oh. If she if she wasn't so into it, it could be pimping or misconstrued as that. But I think she didn't mind. So what does um, she look like? Well, she had like kind of. Shall I start with a tranny cock? What? <laughs> this is a trans. <laughs> it's quite big. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> a blow up one. Well, trans, a female. Blow up. Blow up. Blow up. So babies, big, lovely babies. Dinky, it was quite big, hair, and a pretty face. So, good grief. Yeah. And what, what would you send her out for? Outfits. Yeah. No, we didn't send her out. They come round. So she wore a little sexy outfit, and then they come in the door, and I'm here to see Giselle. Okay, come for her. I'll take you to her. And then I. <laughs> <laughs> I so you just put this doll out on a bed, right? Yeah. You'd have someone come over. I do the right. actions for her sometimes. Oh, well. right. I thought you just left them to it. And <laughs> no, took no, them no. You're present while so, whatever happens. Yeah, so I put my hand behind her neck and then go, you've got, you've got to ask her consent. So they say, please, may I suck your cock just now? So I, I get a little head, nod it forward. So I think she's up for it, yeah. 
gagging, gagging, look at her. So <laughs> they were like, oh, she's so sexy. Can I touch her hair? And I'm like, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then start stroking her hair. One guy. <laughs> guy licks his finger like like looks at me as if he's really sexy like i'm like what even is that <laughs> pops it in her mouth in a rubber mouth like doing this and i, I said oh what's that's meant to be save it for giselle mate i don't care so yeah <laughs> is giselle okay or did she need therapy <laughs> i think she does need therapy yeah that's why she's in retirement <laughs> that's why she's in retirement <laughs> what happened did she burst too much activity. <laughs> no, <laughs> she didn't burst. Poor Giselle. So the next she Giselle. Burst. Yeah, it's going to be Giselle the third next. <laughs> third? You've got through two of her. <laughs> third time lucky. Wow. <laughs> Giselle the third, yeah. I thought you'd blow up doll for Christmas, didn't I? You did. I've got it in the bag. I'm not used to it. Did you name it? It's, um, it's a male... <laughs> a male one. <laughs> Do I look like I need a male blow up doll? I just thought, Vlad, Vlad, what was his name? You haven't named him yet. Vlad, did you just call him? Vlad. (laughs) Vlad. (laughs) Vlad the Impaler. Thank you. Oh, well, poor Giselle. Mm. Roll on Giselle free. I miss her. I miss that joke. So I presume the next one is about sploshing. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's that mean? Where does it start at? Billy and Custard Tights Trifle Chocolate Cake is oh. the explosion. Or oh, food is that? Yeah. Food fetish. So food sex. Yeah. Food sex. Mm. So there's so much that. scope for different things with those and with so many different yeah. foods. Have you got a story about that? Have I? Yeah. Why do you look like you want? <laughs> <laughs> didn't look like you in a story, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I've got to be careful what Cashew I say. Cashew nuts. But, I mean, you know, of course. when you're experimenting sexually, who hasn't tried things with like, Whipped cream and ice cubes and that yeah, kind of, true. you know, mm. strawberries and sometimes everyone's done hungry, a bit of splashing. Right? I, I just yeah. didn't know it was called splashing. Yeah, just get hungry now and Can again. we take a survey? Has anyone done anything with food or ice cubes? Like whipped cream. Yeah. yeah, hand up one. Ice cubes, not food. Ice cubes. James. That counts. Everyone. That counts. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to get trolled now for admitting this. But well, sometimes you might be guys at home. Imagine this. Like, Friday night, you've been out, had a few beers. Right, you're in your stride. Feel a bit peckish. What are you going to do? Let's have a little bite of my kebab. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Same thing, right? Well, can I understand the cream and ice cubes? It's quite sexy. Yeah, but these guys can relate to this. They know what I'm talking about. What's that? They can relate to it. They know what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? <gasps> well, when they're like out... They've had a few beers, they've come back, they're getting their underwear, feel a bit peckish. Oh, well, they're going to, oh, no, I'm not hungry, darling. I'll just leave that for um, Alfred to bring the biscuits in the morning. They're going to, they're going to, you know, have a little munch, aren't they? Kebab. Kebab, strawberries, whipped cream, whatever. <laughs> kebab. They're going to have a munch. Are you calling that a kebab? No. What they, I don't get it, come on. <laughs> Whatever's in reach, basically. Oh, right. Well, how is that sexual? I don't know. That's just the munches, know. isn't it? How is it sexual? <laughs> I don't, because I don't get it, personally. If I'm hungry, I want to bloody eat. Yeah. And if I am in the mood for something else, I'm not really interested in food. So I'm not someone that's good to ask about that, because I just don't get it at all. So maybe you guys could explain it to me, because I'm just like... 
you know. Hold on, we've gone from sploshing right. to the munchies. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> How are the two linked? I'm lost. Okay, so um, sloshing is being covered in food. Oh, right? covered in food. Yeah, but but then. There's people that are into eating food off each other, which yeah. you could link into splosh. Yeah, you're yeah. not in because you know, don't you? Yeah. Um, so you can eat food off each other, like strawberries, raspberries, sexy stuff. Mm. I, I was just throwing kebabs in because most blokes aren't gonna, going to go, I fancy a strawberry right now, darling, are they? They're going to, oh. you know. It's so what really... happened with Billy and his custard tights? Oh, yeah. So he likes to dress up in tights and uh, put custard down them. So he started off as one of my phone clients years ago, which mm. talked on the phone. And then we started doing webcam and he comes to see me like, like about twice a year now. So basically the, the, the game is I put custard down his tights. Just so <laughs> like it trickles is down. Is it warm custard? No, no, just cold. And um, the climax is generally he sits in some kind of chocolate cake or trifle and uh, he has to well, spin around in it. In his bum. Yeah, <laughs> does basically. That, does that yeah. require a blue towel? <laughs> well, yeah, it could do. For the aftermath. Yeah, mm. some, it requires some, a lot more than that. Definitely, definitely some <laughs> kind of. Um, yeah. mm. Do you put plastic sheets down or it's that kind of thing? Yeah, if it's going to yeah. get quite. I've got OCD. I think that drives me mad. Yeah, I made, I made him go in the bath one time. <laughs> Yeah, because he would like basically put the trifle on his head, which there's quite a lot of splattering. And just uh, there was enough one actually. He wanted me to put him in a bath and egg him. Have you egged someone? Egg him. Have you egged someone? I've egged someone's house. At school maybe. <laughs> like egged inanimate objects. <laughs> no, you know, like Halloween when kids go out egging, right? Yeah. <laughs> Checking it at people's houses. I'm saying or nothing. Yeah. Or yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to do that. The local shop used to tell me off because they knew what I was going to do Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll have one pack of eggs, Miss Sock. You're banned. We're yeah. cutting you one off. One pack. They're <laughs> <laughs> for my mum, honest. <laughs> I lived with a guy, and whenever anyone parked in his space, he would he's just, yeah, I'm going to egg him. He'd just egg the, egg, the fucking, egg the car. He just delighted in it, and he was completely sensible outside of this egging thing he had. Mm. <laughs> That's the strange thing. There we go. That was his fetish then, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Egging cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We went home and went, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> <sighs> you just don't know with people, though, do you? Look, everyone pretends to be like they're really normal. We haven't got any kinks or fetishes. We just go about our day to day and really boring. When they get home, oh, you don't know what that person's that doing. Car. Like, most people have something. Yeah. Guarantee Definitely. it. Definitely. One of our friends, she egged, can you remember that? I was with you. She egged her ex-boyfriend's motorcycle. Can you remember that? <laughs> because he split up with her. Have you ever egged anyone, no. James? <laughs> no. Long ago. No. <laughs> James has got an egging story. Oh, James. I can't remember it, but we're, we're going to find eggs in each other at school. Uh, yeah, last day of school, secondary school, you used to throw eggs and flour at people. Oh, we just got pissed on vodka. <laughs> Your school Have you ever egged anyone, Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to admit to any... Disclaimer. Wow. Retribution. So you've had many splashing stories like that, or is that yeah, quite a rare well, thing? Yeah, it's been, there's been quite a few. Actually, I'm quite surprised about the amount of people that want to have fruit food on them without eating it or doing anything sexual with it. What's like the weirdest know. food involved in splashing? Weird. Like oh, my cocktail slut. Yeah. Cocktail slut. Yeah. He's called Zero now because he's the lowest of the low. 
but for a time he was cocktail slut because I'd make him cocktails and he would eat or drink anything on webcam. So we got to a point where we we're trying to find really bad stuff for him to eat. And he, he'd... actually, there's, there's a question right at the end. What do you think about the three second rule, which links into this? Oh, on our one. What do I think about the three-second rule? Yeah. What, like, you drop a piece of f- food on the floor. Yeah, exactly. And you go, oh, three seconds till you pick it up. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to lie, I've been a little bit uh, tipsy in a kebab shop in the early hours of the morning. We've dropped done a my bit burger of, yeah. and gone, fuck it, three-second rule. But, yeah, yeah floor yeah. foods. And it was yeah. the dirtiest floor known to man. <laughs> Never again. Got a bit ill the next day. But if, if it yeah. was, like, my kitchen, which is ridiculously well, yeah, clean, yeah, yeah, Sean's... A bit iffy. Two seconds. Yeah, not well, as well mopped, maybe. Yeah, in jail, people just eat out of garbage. They're so yeah. hungry. But then if you go into the, some of the clubs, I mean, going back to, what, the 90s, maybe a bit before, whatever, people just, like, drop shit on the floor. And, oh, I'll just swallow yeah. that anyway. Yeah. Didn't they? You can eat anything. Yeah. Have you dropped, like, your cheese and I've seen it. Generally, who gets sick from that? I mean... I've seen people eat anything So you have your cheese and toast, right, in the morning. Mm. It's right. Right. Oh, God, you're... Don't do it. Don't do it. around. Tomato falls off. No, the whole thing. If you wash it... Oh, what I hate... It's when it goes upside down and I drop yeah, it. That happens. Yeah, that <laughs> really pisses yeah, me off because then all my toppings <laughs> get stuck to the floor. And you know how filthy my floors are historically. So, but just say I bought a dog round. You turn and it up. Hair all over. That's it. You turn it back oh. over. It's got pubes in it. <laughs> 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 what are you doing in your kitchen? Oh, <laughs> it's got my back hair in it. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, would you eat it? Sometimes I just pick the pubes off. And <laughs> I give it a wash then under the under the tap. I pick it's the big luxury. items off. Yeah, like like the, the noticeable pubes and stuff. I pick those big items off, put them in the trash, and I wash it under a tap. Because I'm that hungry. Is this like I've a just sandwich? cooked my cheese on toast. I'm not gonna. Let that Wait, get in the way. Ten more minutes, make a nice fresh piece. So there's, there's no way I'm going to go through that. That's ten minutes of work. The so robot won't be the same. So you're going to eat your pube filled. No, it's washed off. It's washed off. It's soaky. So, so, uh, but then the bread gets soaked and soggy. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so this story's not going to be too shocking for you, Sean. I've seen much worse in prison, but I've seen people drop food on the filthy prison floors. Yeah. I know people just come oh, and pick it up and eat it. And from that, well, I saw that people could just eat you? anything and not get sick. Yeah, so, yeah. it's true. Yeah, it's, it's really psychological. We've got immune systems, I think. We've got an immune system that protects yeah. us. It's true. You, 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 yeah. Definitely. There you go, guys. Did you have like, this is when you had the cockroaches in and stuff as well. People were, like saying they were going to eat the cockroaches. The, the, did you know. they? Did they? I've heard of South American um, prisons where they did eat things like that, insects and stuff. They they caught the insects to eat them because they were so starved. Nice man. Would yeah. you eat a cockroach? Would I eat it? Yeah. No, not I wouldn't. Chance. I wouldn't. No, have no. you never done that? Did you eat anything weird? They just went in my mouth anyway, but I didn't yeah. eat them. Did you eat anything that you didn't want to while you were there? In jail? Yeah. Well, I lost about... Um, I lost a couple of stone actually on the 26 months unsentenced oh, because I couldn't eat the mystery meat yeah. slop that occasionally had a dead rat in it. Yeah. It was like animal food or even less than oh. animal food. Like budgie food. We called that one Red Death. Another one was called Kibbles and Bits. Mm. And, um, oh, it was, yeah. It was pretty grim. It was grim. So I couldn't eat that, no? No. No. <laughs> See, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, if you're I'd, a, I'd rather starve than eat that. Yeah. 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 And the prisoners were like, two weeks from now, you will be eating that, but I, I wouldn't. There has been time where I've been starving, I've eaten stuff that I wouldn't normally eat. Mm. It wouldn't go as far as well, cockroach. Yeah, how far do you go with it? I've always wondered. Not, not that I want to find out. It's funny because yeah. when you go through not eating like what you used to eat, 
like before my arrest, I used to eat three or four meals a day. And when you go down to eating barely nothing, you realize that you don't need that much food and that you're processing all that food and you're crapping two or three times a day and your body's doing all this work to digest the food. You don't need it. And to this day, I eat much less than I ate prior to. See, it's interesting that. Yeah, yeah it is. It's like a yeah. Western society probably overindulges in. Because you tra- you're ingrained that your breakfast, yeah. lunch, dinner, yeah. supper. Mm. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're really into your health, aren't you? Yeah, I do a lot of fasting. Fasting, fasting Intermediate yeah. fasting. Yeah. Is that the 16-8 thing? Or is it different? Um, I could, I do, that's quite extreme, eh? That well, sounds really intense. Ones. Oh, wow. They're hardcore. Yeah. So you thought, fuck, I'll, have, I'll just fast. <laughs> See, that, that just yeah, I did like, it in the jail for, for two or three days. It's easier because there's no, hardly no... You know, it's an interesting thing then because your pee changes colour, doesn't it? In the beginning, it's yellow and it goes completely clear. Does it? Because we're yeah. water. And, and you go through like the bends almost where you're like so hungry, you're so hungry, you're so hungry. And then once you get through that pain barrier, it, it, it chills out and you can keep going. Okay, mm. so you kind of get used to it sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. I think we're so attached to food and eating. That just to, to get that that to be freed of that, you got to either fast or end up in a jail where you don't get any food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, moving on, you got a funny no splashing s- in there though. <laughs> no splashing. Yeah. So your mate, uh, I presume you've been on a night out. Did something to the cab driver. Oh yeah, so it's quite funny because I had this mate called Natasha. He's really sweet. Um, very different to me. Almost like kind of like. Because I always used to think I was reserved, you know. Obviously, not quite as much these days, but I think, you know, I've got my boundaries and stuff. But she comes across, if you're in a club, like, really reserved, won't speak to anyone at all. Whereas I, I think I'm quite friendly. I'll speak to anyone, whether it's like a, a 60, well, 90-year-old woman at a bus stop or, like, just, you know, anyone else. So, anyway, so we go out to a club and guys would come up as they do I wasn't giving off sexual vibes I don't think but haha yeah what do you do then what's your name blah 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 all that bollocks if, if you've been clubbing a lot you get used to doing that I think and she'd be like oh he's a pervert get away from him don't talk to him don't talk to him do. and then we ended up in like McDonald's and uh, we just sat there I didn't even do McDonald's but we were like eating some food because we had to we, had, we missed our bus I think we were there all night and this guy came up to us and he was like uh have you ever thought about selling pictures of your feet for a living? And we're like... Random. I don't think this is the time to get involved in this conversation. So we just said no. And then he wouldn't leave us alone. So that that was a different story entirely. Anyway, so we got... got <laughs> <laughs> we got going to end that one. <laughs> <laughs> we got in the taxi and uh, all of a sudden she's like going, Mr. Driver! And she drags him in the house, grabs him. Brings him in a flat, basically like pulls his trousers off. You know you are if you're watching. <laughs> Gets his little dinky out and starts like sucking him off. And I'm I'm sat there the whole time again. Wasn't expecting that, okay? And then he's like, he looks over to me. He goes, "Can I touch you?" And I'm like, "I'm nothing to do with this, mate." He's still in the cab at this point. No, no, no. She drags him into a house. So you get back, right? She grabs this guy, taxi driver, 
grabs into a house, right, starts sucking him off, giving him a bit of a, you know, the old uh, hand shandy. And uh, he's looking at me and I'm like, nothing to do with me, mate. I start trying to put a pizza in in a microwave, right? (laughs) With a wrapper on still, because we're both quite dry. I'm coming up, I'm not interested, I'm hungry, I'm like a pizza. And uh, so she, she notices off this dude. Maybe he comes, I don't know. She then just shoves him outside the door, doesn't even say goodbye, just chucks him out and goes, bye, probably, or fuck off, whatever. And then that was it. And, uh, you weren't anyway. tempted to splash him with the pizza? Well, no, I was hungry, I wasn't wasting that. <laughs> and so anyway, the next day, she was like kicking off at me, going, you burnt my pizza oven, you've melted the pizza. And she put it all over Twitter as well, this is going back about 2013. And I'm like, mate, you wouldn't let me talk to anyone. Noshed off the taxi driver for free fare and you moaning at me for like burning a pizza. But basically, I think I've got a vague recollection of like scraping a bit of pizza off the bottom of the microwave plate and just being like, yeah, free, free eating it. Well. Like not even cooked, just eating like raw pizza. <laughs> and I was like so happy about that. <laughs> it's disgusting. And with your it? sex doll in retirement, she couldn't even back you up and support you on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine though she'd be like hey you're picking up my mistress we're going to start something here I'm not having this <laughs> so, yeah, but no, she's a lovely girl yeah. mm. she just had her fun with the taxi driver <laughs> wow. it's so funny though looking back at this dude his face he was just like could not believe what was going on and then when she threw him out it was even better because he was just like like this doing the headlines I just want my pizza. <laughs> so, so yeah, the last oh. one, the story of the evening. Beefa, I think. Was it? it was Beefa. Beef, Mistress oh. Beefa. So, hello, Beefa. Or Bifa. meeting Beefa. Yeah, Beefa. Because I put out a little um, message on Twitter saying, look, I've got to do a part two. And uh, so if you've got any funny stories, remind me because I can't remember them all. So I had a few. And uh, there were some memories, apparently, of me not being my best self as well, which were quite funny. <laughs> but um, this one, Beefer, he basically contacted someone called Goddess Monica. And Goddess Monica is an online-only mistress. And he wanted to experience pegging and forced buy and so on and so forth. So she said, look, I'm going to choose you Mistress Cass if she approves. And I'm going to send you to her and you'll learn pegging and forced buy. So she spoke to me, I approved, and then he came to me and then we kind of like said it all up between us, what would happen. But he didn't know. He just thought he was coming to me for a pegging. So he got there and the first thing was like, give him some poppers. Can I say that? Yeah, poppers. So um, uh, just a room odoriser, basically. So it just makes the room smell nice. <laughs> and um, after that, I took his phone off him and then we did a role play whereby I basically said to him, well, I need to get your phone code out of you now. And if you don't give it, there's going to be big, big penalties and altercations and it won't turn out well for you. So obviously you give the phone code. And um, that was the point where I phoned his goddess and we both talked on the phone. Meanwhile, he's bent over the bat, his arse in the air, presenting himself to the world, spreading his cheeks, begging for a big rubber dick, basically. And we're both sat there going, we're going to video this and send it to all your contacts in your phone. So blackmailing. <laughs> yeah, fantasy roleplay blackmailing. Oh my goodness. Which uh, we didn't follow through. <laughs> no, but no. The fantasy was quite big that we possibly could follow through with it. So, yeah, it was quite... And the, he really got into it as well. He kept turning around to the camera and going, I'm a little slut, mistresses. What shall I do next? 
and I was quite overwhelmed because it was like he was coming back like normally they're like oh please don't please and he was like I'm such a slut yeah make me do more <laughs> and I thought this is brilliant wow. <laughs> you don't encounter that level of enthusiasm that often just, yeah and she was laughing her tits off mm. she was like you're a disgusting little worm I was nervous I knew this would happen to you absolutely vile disgust us I was going yeah you're quite repulsive credit so yeah it was quite amusing so but yeah it needs to come back round actually round six <laughs> so do any of you guys have a question for Kaz today <laughs> <laughs> they're like that. please stop her talking <laughs> my mind is just <laughs> the only one I can think of was yeah. um, have you seen the film Ed Wood Edward. Edward. No, what's that? Johnny Depp's in it. It's about oh, I love Johnny one Depp. of the worst directors ever. It's a mm. true story. And he had fetishes. And he was a transvestite. Who and is he? He, um, he directed a film called Plan 9 from Outer Space. Mm. Have you ever seen that? No. It's one of my favourite films. Is it on right? Netflix? Probably, yeah. Yeah. And, um, i have to watch that. Bill Murray's in it as well. And, uh, yeah, can't beat a bit of Bill Murray. What's it called? Uh, Ed Wood. Edward. Ed yeah. And the guy, Johnny Depp plays Edward, and the guy, um, it's a true story. It's a, the, this guy directed this film mm. called Plan 9 from Outer Space, and it's a terrible science fiction film, which was voted the worst film ever made. <laughs> oh, God. And it's, and it's um, the guy was a transvestite, and he had a thing for Angora sweaters. Have you ever Googled? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That That's just made me think of something really quite funny. Have you ever Googled? Space film 1999. No. I think it's that one. Is that a terrible film? I'll show you after this. <laughs> this can't be said on camera. <laughs> that bad. That oh my goodness. You, if you Google it. What, was, it, what was the question, James? <laughs> so, have you seen that? No. <laughs> no. Should I watch it? Who is it? Any things. list you want to send me, send them my way, I'll watch them. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. check that out. Yeah. We can swap lists. We can, like, film geeks. Yeah. Kinky already... film geeks. <laughs> I was thinking, where is, where is he going with this? Is this, uh, you know, director's film? Are we yeah. getting recommendations? Because we're doing the documentary, the probably, right? The link's probably the fetish thing, but uh, yeah. I just wondered what you thought of it if you did see it. Because we're doing the documentary and stuff together. You're thinking, how can we utilise this for our yeah. future documentary that's coming out? Plug, plug. Plug, plug. Right. Are there any uh, fetish films that you could recommend? Um, I mean, they're quite minimal on the ground. Most of what you see is obviously the male being the dominant. There's very few films out. I mean, you've got like things like The Secretary, where it's very oh, subtle, domi- yeah, yeah. subtle yeah. domination, isn't it? But then I think this is the time to release things because there's not much female domination going on in Hollywood or arts or documentary. So, yeah, it's, it's like a bit of a lack. Heart. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And Jen said you had some questions I do, yes. Yeah, I've got some questions for you guys, if you don't mind. I'll kick back so, on um, Anyone that wants to jump in as well and answer the question? I mean, definitely ask James a few. So who, <laughs> sh- who should we start with? <laughs> they start quite normal, Let's actually. start with Sean. Yeah. We can answer yeah. each. You can ask him um, if you want to start with. Oh, well, I've got to ask him this. I thought you were asking me these. Oh, I am. I'm going to ask you, ask Sean, I'll ask you. Okay, if you were stranded on a desert island, which free inanimate objects do you take so no people are animals basically they're they're already there you take your mascara Just, your uh... blue towel your yeah <laughs> a speedboat no you can't say stuff like that that's out of the rules 
bus isn't that an animal? No, you can't take a plane to sleep. Nothing to get you off no that island. You're stuck there for the rest of your life. So you, I never you've got to, to live there. You've got to cope. You've got to find free survival tools, basically. <laughs> a fishing rod. Okay, practical. A spear. Okay. A sleeping bag. God, you're boring. <laughs> Jen, I want to live. I want to eat and sleep. Basic no, Maslow's hierarchy of needs stuff. What, what are we going to say? Cock rings. <laughs> Billy towels. What good's that going to do me? Blow up dolls. <laughs> Trans blow up dolls. Is that what are you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> I want to live. Like I want to live. I don't just want to no, like, get the cock and beat have the a party and die because I can't eat or sleep. No, but you could like take your favourite book. Yeah, but I'd rather like harpoon of something I can eat than read. It's you, raw survival. You little sleep. Did you not watch Tom Hanks in that movie? Wilson. How did he survive? Wilson. Wilson. How did he survive? He, he was not working. Hi, Jill. Prancing around with cock rings. Day 52. I don't know how we're going to get out of here. Doing You're my only friend. He was killing stuff. <sighs> oh, see, I'm not going to answer that one. But I'll move on to the next. Good. <laughs> Why are you not answering that one? That's not fair. Well, no, because I'll, I can't say anything like fun like her. Cause I'll... You just want to go and have fun and die? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to live. I take a bag of ecstasy, favorite book, and a. You're just gonna go out in a blaze. <laughs> yeah, absolute blaze. On your own, own. with fair, ecstasy. Oh, to be it. fair, I wouldn't last longer than a week. There, if you know you should die, you're, you're just not a natural. You've got to fight for your survival. <laughs> she had they just vodka. don't give up right away. Well, I'll have fun doing it. People can live off stuff, live off the land. Oh God! Imagine me doing that. <laughs> anyway, let me up your slaves. I'm in the Indian Ocean. No, <laughs> what would you inanimate objects would you take? Inanimate objects. Yeah, desert um, island. I think something probably like a little. What do you call that little thing they had in the old days? Pen knife. A pen knife. No, no, no. The other one. The Swiss Army knife. No. A you make fire. Um, oh, it's a tinderbox. Tinderbox, a make tinderbox fire. for your fire. Yeah, tinderbox. Okay. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Um, am I allowed one? A, a fridge, a if fridge. I'm allowed one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so the third thing's got to be leisure. That's two boring things, right? You've got to have music. I'll take like, like a kid's Music? Yeah. Oh, yes. King size size be bored for the rest of my life. What is that? What do you have? King size bed, luxury one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, that's better than a sleeping bag, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, fucking hell. I'm thinking there might be threats. If I'm on my king-size bed... I'll be on a king-size bed. Threats will get me, won't they? i got to hide out somewhere in my little sleeping bag under some rocks. I'll be living the luck on my full poster. I love the way, like, Sean's making up new rules for this. Huh? I love the way Sean's making up new rules. Like, there's, like... The island's been infiltrated. Well, we yeah, exactly. And- Pterodactyls, <laughs> Somali pirates. You're on some big ass king size bed. What's it? Those sand animals that bite you. You'll get a bit of shit out. And I went on my king size, and no, there's not room for two. Yeah, but those, those things with the big shells that come out with the. Yeah, they'll go for you. What are they called? What animal crabs. is that? The crab. Crabs. crabs. The big things in the shells. Crabs. Look at the beaks. Oh, 
Yeah, not a really big like this. I don't big... know what the fuck he's on about right now. <laughs> the animal that comes out of the sea and they, they can bite. They when I was in Turkey, oh, they warned us about going underwater with those things. If you see one of those turtle. things, get out of the water. Oh, is that it? Snapping turtles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What about yeah, getting yeah. the king size? Okay, you need a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, Sean's a goner. I'm living the life. Uh, what's the next question for us? Girl power. All right, the next one is, have you ever had the Stock Gen nickname? Yeah. <laughs> so, Boomer, my dog, um, she's up there, I think, if you can see oh. the camera, um, who unfortunately died last year. So, I actually named her after myself, my own nickname, Boomer. So... About, I want to say about five years ago, you know this story. I was with a boyfriend and he implied that I was a boomerang. Oh, okay. So he called me Boomer. That's for cute. quite a few years. Yeah. But the funny thing is, the reason he called me Boomerang, guess why? Oh. Oh, no. Really? Was he I kept coming back for more. <laughs> What a dickhead! Mm. Oh, I thought it was funny. What a massive uh, wanker! Yeah, oh, so because I kept coming back for more, um, well, not for more in a violent way. In for, no, 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 in the other way. <laughs> but was he a bit arrogant? About? Oh no! He's oh okay. Pissed. Oh well, okay. That's cool. so. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, my nickname. So yeah, it was just Boomer, yeah. and then we separated. I quite like the name. So I got Dom and called it after. Yeah, yeah, super cute. It's a really quite like boring it. story. There. It's Great not yours. boring. It's cute. So as a kid, I was called Atty. A-T-T-Y, Atty oh, Atwood. Now that's more boring than mine. And the older on, I was called the Bank of England and English on in the rave scene in Arizona. And then when I went to prison, I was called England. Oh, yeah, I saw that in your book. Yeah, what up, yeah. England? Yeah. What's so, your nickname now? I haven't got one. Yeah. What about so yourself, guys? Oh, I was Pixie. Someone went to me at uni. You're so small. You're like a little thing at the bottom of the garden. I could just pick you up in a net like a pixie. And it stuck. Everyone stuck on me pixie after nice. that. I didn't mind. It was alright. Everyone said, "Oh, it's Pixie, Pixie." So it's just a nickname, isn't it? It's got a cuteness to it. Yeah, it's okay. So, what about you, James? Nickname? Well, Jean-Gus, Espy. Espy. Oh, Espy. 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 abbreviation again. Uh, yeah, Espy. they do that with a lot of guys. Espy. Yeah, Espy. yeah, just a surname, isn't yours? it, Gemini? Yes, my mum's Jadams, which is just my last name. Jadams and J. Oh, okay. Jadams. Like Ad. I like that. Addy. No. Jad. Have you have one? No, not yet. We're going to have to get you one then. Would you oh. like one? Or do you not like nicknames? Because I, really I think they're kind of cute, but some people find them offensive, don't they? Have you got an opinion on that? Yeah, absolutely. Like offensive amazing, or cute or. Beautiful. Hmm? Just saying, some people like nicknames and some people find them really offensive. Yes. But it sort of depends on the nickname and how well you know the person as well. If I went down the street and went, oh, it's Nephi to someone. (laughs) It's a bit rude. (laughs) Well, shitty. Yeah. Um, So, Sean, what animal would you compare yourself to and why? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's a tricky one. You go first. A seahorse. A seahorse. Mystical creature. Yeah. Unobtainable. Definitely. Mysterious (laughs) magic. I can't even answer that. (laughs) Go on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, apparently it is my spirit animal. Is it? That's why yes. you put one up there then, isn't yeah, it? Everywhere around the house. Yeah, so. beautiful. Yes. Relax. I think I've got traits from different animals. Would you what, be a hybrid? Got... Sloth. Bit of a monkey spirit. I'd say a bit like... s- sloth. Sloth! <laughs> <laughs> um... I went to the playroom and I saw the slugs and the sloths. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired. Oh <my> <laughs> bit of a lone wolf. Lone wolf. <laughs> 
I'll have fun with this one though. Describe your internet browsing history. <laughs> Mine? Yeah. It's all like podcast stuff, isn't it? What's the name of that club you were mentioning earlier? Uh, Torture Garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's on there. What would mine be? YouTube. Honestly, that's it's all, all I business, watch. all business, all YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. I just dull. have YouTube on all day if I'm not, if, like, if I'm driving, if I'm cooking, Gosh. if I'm... We've got a really exciting night. Has anyone else got a more interesting answer? Browsing history. I want to phone like someone in the audience go, hey, he's got the dirtiest story. We need to do that interactivity. Mine, mine is like stupid shit, like Don't we? how to cook an egg and, you know. Yeah, yeah, because like, you random... know, especially at like 2am in the morning. Like... Yeah, you can't figure it out. What was it I Googled it? I think it was earlier for you. You have to Google so it. Really stupid. It was it, it, basically, yeah, just really. Yeah. Basic stuff that you stuff. can't sleep until you know. How long that to, yeah, how long to boil an egg for? Seven minutes. And right? they wouldn't remember them all, um, anyway. And how to, I don't know. Yeah. The turtles fly. That sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yours isn't like that. <laughs> what about yours? Oh, sorry. I've stopped for it. So if you had a time machine, where would you go and why? If I had a time machine, where would I go and why? Oh my goodness. <laughs> you go first. Where would I, go? I need more time on these. It's in, hard. Like back you can in go my forward, life? backwards. Any, forward? Any, any, you can go either future, past, any country, any year, or a different planet. You can make up a planet. Different planet? Anywhere you like. Like your imagination I'm going to go is... forward to when we have life extension then, when we're immortal. A very good answer. God, I'll probably go back to swinging 60s. Yeah. Also very good, yeah. yeah. Peace and love and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Sounds pretty zen. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Sex-related injuries, have you had one? <laughs> I had a banjo string incident. Is this like a musician thing? <laughs> I was making love with my woman, my girlfriend back then. And we like noticed a trickle, a trickle of blood, and I thought she was on a period, and she said, "I'm not on my period." And I said, "Well, you're bleeding," and then I pulled out, and she's like, "I'm not bleeding." And I'm like, "Well, where's the blood coming from?" And I looked down, and my banjo string was so, bleeding. A massacre. Was there no pain? I was on multiple drugs at the time. Oh, okay. okay. And we've been going at it quite well. vigorously. Yeah. I'm not sure what kind yeah. of friction. So what was the kind of antidote to that? Did you have to go to the doctors or? Self-healing. I was oh. off my head, wasn't I? I was in my business suit and I had to yeah. go back to work. I think I just like plastered it up or something. <laughs> and then I went to work because I had to go back to work. Yeah. And then I noticed like blood just going down my legs oh. through my suit. Oh shit, I gotta leave the office now, make an excuse and leave the office. It sounds pretty painful. Yeah, and then whenever I got an erection in the end the aftermath of that, that kinda of like reopened the Oh no. So it was it took yeah. it took a little bit yeah. to get it calmed down. Not good. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Jim? Very similar, but I think it's far too graphic for YouTube. Is it? Oh my goodness, yeah, don't go to that. Okay. You know the story, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Any others that aren't as graphic? Could you paraphrase it in a gentle way, in, oh, in, a, in posh language? <laughs> um, what, I'll ask you some questions then that won't get us in trouble. Right. Was it was your it body or was it his body? <laughs> his body. <laughs> was it the... 
I like this game. It's fun. <laughs> Which area of the Same man part? Oh, was it the, the string, the banjo string? Yes, it was in, in a certain... It was what? <laughs> did you bite it? No, no, no. <laughs> did you... Did he catch it in his zip? Mm-mm. Did he cry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the thing that snapped it? Go on. I can't Go on. say it. Just whisper it to it me. Makes you feel, I feel like a little girl again. Whisper it to me. <laughs> Slowly. I can't hear you. What's that quicker word? You're cackling. Give him an A and an L. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh. So it was a friction. It was a friction mm. thing, was it? First time. And it wasn't, took me off it for a very enough, long time. Wasn't enough yeah. lube. Oh. Didn't use any. Oh, my goodness. Was he, um, what descent was he from? Was he kind of... Oh, he's a British guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. just because I know that kind of... Sometimes sometimes met, he did say to me, I remained friends with him for many years, still yeah. still to this day. Um, he obviously moved on, had several partners. He says still to this day, he can't have sex for longer than 15 minutes without it causing problems. No! Like, that could have happened to me. Honestly, it's no, all your fault. Imagine, you're oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Mm. On that subject then, I had a girlfriend oh. who, um, she was getting a clip pierced. And I was holding her hand as as it was going in. They like drew some lines down there and stuff. Mm. But she like shrieked like a pig and jumped out of the seat as it was going in. So instead of going in straight across, it went in diagonal. Oh no! And she lost all of her feeling (laughs) in a clip, like for years. And she was asking her mum to send her for surgery and all this stuff. Um, But I think it was about a decade later she told me that. She, she, it, it came back sad. or something, but for for many, many years, she was having no enjoyment. That's devastating, surely, for yeah. female. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like you asked, what what about the female bodies? Then have have you guys been susceptible to injuries yourselves rather Only when than I've the man? Fallen off a bike. To that think, yeah. region. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have you done yeah. that? I think we're a bit yeah. more hardy, aren't we? We get like friction burns on our knees and stuff. It's sort of. Yeah. Yeah. We're a bit more hardy. Sex than... on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, sandy. Yeah. A bit like sandpaper. Mm. Glass in the ass crack. Yeah. <laughs> Still not fun though. When it's no. when it's bad, it's not good. No. 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 So moving on, how do you handle people that annoy you? I've learned. <laughs> I've learned now just to block them. Mm. <laughs> Because you cannot get engaged with their toxic energy. Yeah, Ignorance is bliss. It is, yeah. Tell me on living yeah. your positive, happy life. Yeah, and, totally. This is the thing, you know, what we're doing around such amazing people, mm-hmm. the energy is so positive, we don't need to be engaging with these other people. No. And when I had the corona and I was reflecting on my life mm. and thinking about people who gave me headaches and how I was kind of catering to them, yeah, I resolved that's not necessary you don't need to have those people in your life yeah, just have people in your life that don't cause you problems and and lift your spirits like you guys like tug of war you know the, the energy today has been so Ooh, phenomenal yeah, I, I would be i would normally be knackered from doing free podcasts mm. in a day but because the stories have been so fascinating we've kept going to past 11 o'clock now i'm i'm pumped up on it's the day like should we keep going to all night podcast these guys these guys have got to get back to Essex. Get, come on, get, right. get through these. So which Disney hey princess are you most related to? Yeah, that's my favourite question. Which Disney princess, princess am I? Yeah. Yes. Who can you relate to? That's why can I relate good... to? Yeah. I don't relate to Disney princesses. It's not in my, in my scope. You the have sco- to. Right, think I have to. Disney movie. I don't even know who Disney princesses are. Cinderella. <laughs> Hold on a minute. It's the one with like 
funny coloured hair that was in a cartoon. What was the name? Oh, my little niece and uh, was watching her on the TV. What, Dora the Explorer or something? No, like a <laughs> Disney thing. Elsa, Frozen. Frozen! Elsa. They were El- watching Elsa. Frozen over and over. What oh, was very good, isn't it? Does the woman have coloured hair? Yeah, but well, there's blonde no one ginger one. What's the name? Anna is the ginger one. Elsa is the blonde one with the blonde. Yeah, but I don't even relate to them. I don't even know why I'm saying the name. She's cold. She's cold. There you go. What about... Yeah, right, you can go Pixar if that helps. Pixar. I think they've gone thought out by Disney though. Evil Pixar. villain. Didn't they no, do the the evil movie. queen. Would you be a villain? I'd be a queen like Cruella de Vil, yeah. right up my street. Um any of the evil queens, mm. I think they're What wicked. would Sean be then? What what would you put him as if you actually What's that? at a Disney film? You know um the little mermaid, that thing yeah. that sings under uh, the sea. Oh the Sebastian, the yeah, lobster. Yeah. <laughs> I've no idea. Yeah, yeah you won't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I occasionally get called oh. Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. Oh, yes. Yeah. No. Uh, what's your favourite childhood memory? Oh, God, I'll have to think now. <laughs> Can uh, we pause for five minutes or not? Or we, we, we're nearly done. Waking up on Christmas Day, eating all my chocolate oranges and my after eights, and then starting to eat my sister's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then brilliant. she snitched me out to my mum. The shoe would launch across the room. <laughs> Stop teasing your sister, child. You've eaten your own, you guts and bugger. Does that still happen now at Christmas? No, we have the sweatshop now at Christmas. Oh, oh yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, 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 yeah we're Well, it's it's not anymore, but in recent years, you know, like when I was sending out brochures to the schools to get my talks going and stuff, mm. Aunt Lily would be like Putting the brochures in the envelopes. Lily's your sister. I'd, I'd put my sister, you know, my sister putting the stamp, yeah. my mum um, sealing the envelopes. I put the stamp on the envelopes to return you get it. a good job. And we were all sat around doing that every Christmas day for yeah. year after year, <laughs> the annual Christmas sweatshop. You can't waste precious work time on Christmas Day, can you? It's like Scrooge. If you're a workaholic, extreme workaholic. Did you see the ghost of um, me Scrooge. Christmas past? <laughs> I still enjoyed Did it. Did he come and visit I wasn't you? like, me and Kaz called you the Grinch who stole Christmas because when you cancelled the Christmas party this <laughs> is the Covid cancelled the Christmas party not me I was on he cancelled that Christmas too I didn't have it in me to face work for the rest of the year we had a joke and you, you know, oh, we had a grinch. <laughs> so it's probably just as well. It would have been a riot. Well, that would have gone viral. Oh, brilliant. Cool. Right. I, think, I think we've done it then, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, definitely. Cool. So, right. should we plug what we're doing then? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to start? Uh, yes, so oh. we have got clips all over our Kaz and Jen talks. It'll be in the uh, link in this description box below this video uh, with snippets of what we are doing in the dungeon. Um, what else have we been doing? There's we've other stuff on there. We? We've been travelling, we've, we've been uh, doing lives, we did a couple of lives here, we did some filming uh, down the road. Time that because that'll be fucking gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. What, what did I say? Well, we've been doing lives, so what have we been doing? Yeah. So it's okay. been yep. where we've been. Where have we been? Only here, really, in recent... No, 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 we're on about when we did the dungeons, Master Peter, oh, when I we see. did all that. Yeah, yeah, Basically, yeah. what's going on Vimeo. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we went to a dungeon in Edgware, didn't we, with Master Peter? That was quite astonishing. 
I think that was one we had um, Mr. Atwood tied up, actually, wasn't it? In the, can we say that? <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, yeah, not tied up, I mean, like, you were a bit busy in the checking busy. out. Busy. Hung upside down, walls. getting my nipples electrocuted. Yeah. So, yes, and there'll be other documentaries on there about naked cleaners. Yeah. What else, James? This yeah, is all on James's nice. channel, is it? James's yeah. Vimeo? Yes. Yeah, sex is that sex a separate work. channel or is that a playlist? It's a... Um, That's is it underground films, Ollis? It's a collection of videos on Vimeo. Is it on underground films? No, it's called Sex Work Talk. Oh, the channel is Sex Work yeah. Talk. Gotcha. And Vimeo. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the videos and it's all, all everything you've just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, we'll so be going through to, to that, to but with Vimeo, us if you're watching about the dungeon. Check it out. You'll find it there. Yes. Brilliant. Good stuff, yeah. And your activist mission... Change the world. Well, one step at a time. Change people's well, also perceptions. Also, to do with domestic violence as well, which exactly. I thought you wanted to it's talk about. We're going to return to, isn't it? Because um, I think we've both been affected by domestic violence. We've had many friends as well that have been affected by domestic violence. And obviously it happens to men as well. But I think that's in a much lower proportion than it happens to women. And unfortunately... I think when these kind of subjects are discussed, there's a lot of men in the background going, oh, but what about violence towards men? And while that is an issue, what we want to focus on primarily is violence against women. We might return to the other topic in future, but we just want to keep it like really positive. And the main subject, whether you're a man or a woman or a trans, it doesn't matter. It's just you can speak out. And if you need help, go and get help. And we just want to normalise talking about it, don't we? Yes, and bring an awareness to... Mm. Not getting too political domestic, about domestic it, basically. Violence. Just... Yeah. Yeah, get some help and talk about it. And we're here for questions as well. It's great that you guys have got the social message and because a lot of things that are related to this genre, mm. people classify it as sleaze and stuff. Mm. But you've presented everything in a very um, educational way and you're trying to like raise awareness of certain issues yeah. that are going to cause better things in the world. Like you say, you want you know changing the world. Yeah, that's what I'd love yeah. to do. Even if it's just a small, tiny corner of the world, I think it all makes a difference. Definitely. If you help one person, that's something, isn't it? Yes. Definitely. Yes. But creating a safe space for anyone involved in that sort of, or into kink or involved in the industry or who have been through domestic yeah. violence. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Thank you very much, guys. It's been a, it's been an absolutely amazing, crazy day with all these free podcasts. I'm going to bed. We are brain drained. <laughs> And viewers out there, please let us know what you thought about this podcast and put your comments down below and let us know if you'd like to see more of this content because we've got a tremendous feedback for Kaz Part 1. Everybody's links will be in the description box, so please support everybody's work. Cheers. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Much needed. <laughs> <laughs>
but there is a considerable amount of fast fashion ending up in landfill. So let's move away from fast fashion items that are only worn once or twice and start wearing extremely comfortable, durable and environmentally friendly clothing and ethical jewellery. Boomer and Jen was founded in a quiet town in Devon in 2018. It has now gone from strength to strength as the world is becoming more aware of the current climate situation, helping our customers to buy sustainable, quality clothing. All of our products are fair trade and registered with the Global Organic Textiles Standard Association. Check us out on organiccottonclothing.co.uk This podcast is sponsored by Gadfly Press. We are proud to announce the publication of The Girl Gambler, a young woman's story of her escape from gambling addiction. The story of a young girl's entrapment in gambling addiction, the true advert for problem gambling and how it controlled her every movement, every thought and almost took her life. How the guilt and shame that go hand in hand with addiction stopped her from reaching out for help for eight years as she didn't feel it was okay for a young female to be a problem gambler. How she believed it was a male-dominated problem and how eventually she did find the tools that enabled her to become free of her addiction. Available worldwide on Amazon, link in the description box below this video. Thank you for supporting our sponsor.